Hey, oh, welcome to Painkiller yeah. Already 158. Uh, we've got no sponsor tonight, so woodycraft.net. www.youtube.com slash wings of redemption is the sponsor. There you go. I hear, <laughs> I hear that Boogie to 988 guy is really great content lately. He that does. He's exploding. You know, YouTube.com slash leftyox is the best channel on YouTube this week. We've researched. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here for the research portion. Crack team of German scientists. <laughs> they determined that, that Lefty Ox is the best one? Yep. Yeah. And Lefty 643 Le- is the best Twitch channel, too. Lefty decides everything with a crack team of German scientists. <laughs> I didn't yep. even pick up on that. Were you self-deprecating with that? Or? No, no, that was Wings. Wings oh, chimed in with Wings, it. That was very clever. good. That was well-timed, done good comedy. Uh, Hey, I do want to say this. It, oh, it, 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 we're all to do with the branding stuff. Woodycraft right now is breaking records in in terms of use. So if you see me touch it, just forgive me. I'm not playing. I, I just I hope to be able to completely ignore it. My head admin is up and looking at it. But uh, if I touch it, I'm not goofing off. Just have forgiveness. Kyle put it right. He's like, I'm a job foreman, right? And uh, just Absolutely. look out the window and make sure things go okay every once in a while. There's I, we. You're also kind of like a lifeguard, you know? Everybody's out there playing. you got to make sure nobody's drowning. you got to make sure nobody's drowning anyone else. The success of this thing is... uh, I feel like a dot-commer thing. Like, you know, there's so many people on it right now playing that I'm like, how did I... How did this happen? I don't know. It's... uh, Dot, come on, Woody. I'm making it like a 1999 reference. Probably no one gets that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got thing. it. I did the commercial. <laughs> they, they, oh, I'm sorry. You guys in white suits talking with the dot-com crap. Yeah, dot right. And they would, oh, I remember there was a commercial on, like, and they'd be like, you know, yay, we got five orders. Hey, this is so exciting. Yay, we got a hundred orders. And then they're like, oh, shit, we got a thousand orders. <laughs> That's, That's a shipping of, commercial, Woody. Well, I don't. I think it was a dot com company. The that was a, that was a FedEx commercial trying to promote your business. Or something. Oh, maybe maybe it was. I don't remember. But um, but that's kind of what Woodycraft is doing right now. It's like, oh my god, this thing is exploding so big. We just opened up a, a freaking copy duplicate server twenty minutes ago to to deal with all the people that want to come play and make sure that they can get in and. Um, Anyway, you're making you're making me want to go play right now. I can go play. Well, you're not recording, Boogie. You can get away with it. You can like just kind of play in the background, and people are wondering. I will. You know what? I didn't mean to pimp Woody Graf when I said that, but I will say this: on Sunday at noon Eastern time, we're doing an event. It's a it's called a death race. Like imagine a really easy parkour event with sword fighting. So everyone's going to be, like, jumping from block to block over lava falls and doing a, a maze built out of cactus while I whack you with the sword. So the course itself is doable, but when you add the fighting to it, it should be a really entertaining thing. We're going to stream it on Twitch, or you can participate. Uh, Come on. What do you you got to create, like, old people to kill for points. Old people to kill for points? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> death race. race. The movie Death Race, the whole race was like the overpopulation. So the idea of the race, the person got points by how many old people they ran down. That's not Yeah, that's the David Carradine version. Though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we do an event every two weeks. Two weeks ago, it was parkour. Woodycraft, like, again, broke records for user counts. Two weeks before that, it was a PvP tournament. So uh, that's what we try to do every... Excuse me, every two weeks have a new event. But this really isn't about... Woodycraft.net. This is about painkiller already, so my apologies. I have to tell you, now that foreman strategy is the way to get shit done, by the way, because somebody, somebody said to me on Twitter the other day, they said, you know, you've got just as many hours in a day as Beyonce has. 
And I'm like, bitch, Beyonce's got money. She pays people to do her shit. If I want to do laundry, it takes me an hour to do laundry. It takes Beyonce three seconds to tell her maid to do her laundry, okay? (laughs) Whenever I talk to a network, they talk about people who can help me make videos. But the nature of the videos I I make, I can't really accept any help, right? It's usually Mm -hmm. my critical thinking, my gameplay. I don't use anyone else's gameplay. And... um, you know, like, what are you going to do? Render it for me? Like, that's yep. kind of... It would almost be as difficult to transfer the file to you as it is to click render. And it doesn't really save me much time. A lot of people talk about, you know, YouTube being that easy job. It's an easy job. And, yeah, compared to scrubbing dishes in the Mexican restaurant, which I did for a while, or working security, where I had a guy de-glove his hand, and I had to hold his hand together till the EMT showed up, you know? Like oh, the, how did it happen? Wait. <laughs> that's a good story. It's, uh, it was on the high... But, I'm sorry. Could you explain to everyone else what degloving your hand means? Okay, all right. So I told this story recently, but I'll tell it again. Mm. Um, I used to work up the security for the hyper building here at the University of Arkansas. And um, it was, you know, where everybody came to exercise and do take their health and class classes. And I think they hired me to serve as a bad example, like to get you to really work out. I'm the big fat doorman. Wiping your garlic. Well, I'm eating pizza at the door and stuff to you. Know, I don't care. But anyway, um, I had to have first aid training, you know, CPR and all that stuff. And because somebody's eventually going to get injured. And while I was there, we had two major, major injuries. I responded to one. The first was a guy rented the racquetball court and they decided to play frisbee golf in it. And so the guy dove for the frisbee and he cracked his neck on the side of the wall and just died instantly. Um, they just, you know, because they dove at a wall. I don't know why he thought to do that, but poor guy, you know. Um, and then the other one was, you know, no dunking on the courts. No dunking on the courts. Oh. You are not Larry Bird. Oh. No dunking on the courts. So a guy goes up and he slams the, the, the ball and then the, the, the rim catches him right here and it degloves the front of his hand. And that basically means all the skin on the front of his hand all the way up to halfway up his fingers roughly would just went away. Oh, it didn't go away. It stayed up there on that basketball goal. Well, actually, uh, he was fortunate because it did come, it came with him. So it it, it was still attached to his hand. And so, like, no skin graft, like, they could actually replace it with his skin because they acted fast enough. No, I don't care. That ain't never going to be right. (laughs) (laughs) So I walk that back right. You know, so somebody comes out to the uh, to, to the desk and says, we have an injury, and I radio down a scooter, and I walk in there. The guy, I'm like, notice the guy's got a little blood on him. And I'm like, oh, somebody must have got cut. And uh, so I go in there, and, and I grab the first aid kit right there, and then I turn around, and there's this dude sitting under the uh, the basket just covered in his own blood, his Ooh. blood pulling at his feet. And I'm like, oh, I'm not signed up for this. This is not worth $5 and a quarter. My God. <laughs> That's an injury that makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. That's just, oh, crazy. Yeah, degloving. Look, Google that. And then no. Throw no. Up. No. Up, no. Up, up ass. But, yeah, people say YouTube is the easiest job, and it's certainly easier than any other job I've ever had, but it is time-consuming. I think we can all agree it's time-consuming. Yeah, nobody's ever gotten degloved. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I'll say that much. Um, yeah, <laughs> what I like about YouTube is the flexibility in the schedule. Like, yeah, it's time consuming. And if you go at it full force, right, if you're really working your, your Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, which to me are like the top three, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're probably responding to comments and finding content and brainstorming for ideas and getting gameplay if that's your deal all the time. Like all your waking hours. Yeah, that's yep. what it takes to do it full, sto- you know, full force. 
that's a lot of people are like, man, it must be great to be self-employed. It is unless you have a spark of ambition in you whatsoever because you make your own hours. And since there's 24 hours in a day, I think a lot of successful YouTubers work as much in that 24 hours as humanly possible. You, I mean, I don't even, I can't even sit down and watch a show without thinking I should be working. I haven't played a video game for pleasure in six months. You know, it's work related, work related. I need to talk about this. Yeah, but can I ask you this question? Yeah, hit me. I see there's a PS4 box behind your head. Is there a PS4 still in that? I do have that, and not in that particular box, but I have a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One. As you guys know, PlayStation was kind enough to give me my own PlayStation. Did they uh, they, um, grab your name on it? Like, did they whiteboard? they, They sure did, and I couldn't believe it. And then Xbox was kind enough to give me my own Xbox. Well, I, I, I don't believe I deserve those kinds of things. So I had two pre-orders in place, so I kept the pre-orders. And then the next week, we're going to figure out a way to make the most money off of those, probably an eBay charity auction, and then donate that money to charity. So I paid the full 500 for that Xbox I'm going to give away. I paid the full 400 for the X, or the PlayStation I gave away. And, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll still have one, so it's like I break even, but then we get to do a lot of good with it. Can I give you I, some advice? Yeah, hit me. So I've done a couple giveaways like that before. Yeah. Do everything you can to have like open accounting, right? You know, it, it, like mm. I, I, sometimes when I do charity events, I, I try right. to make it so, like if ideally they don't give the money to me and then trust me to give the money to charity. Ideally, right, the money right. goes straight to the charity. Um, there was one time I did to write love on our arms and like they didn't have that kind of setup like March of Dimes did. So the money went to me and then I took that and I actually I put the check in the mail in the envelope. I showed me on video mailing the check, you know, because I just want to be – I actually have a thank you letter <laughs> from them and a T-shirt, you know, because uh, to write love on their arms, if people don't know, it's a charity that does um, – uh, they help like uh, people emotional problems. Some people have deep depression. Sometimes they're emotional problems that are tied into like drug use issues and um, – and they help people like sort of get back on their feet. That's their, their, their thing. And it's a thing that I'm especially sensitive to people who don't know. I had like a suicide attempt and my kid and I, I have people on my channel with they, these issues too. So it was like a really good charity for my audience. And, um, you know, I just did everything I could to make sure that nobody thought I got that money. And, um, there's another guy, I won't even name him, but he didn't do it quite as cleanly and it still haunts him. And, uh, um, I believe his heart was in the right place. He just didn't have really visible accounting. Right. It's still that's it. that's good advice, and I really appreciate it. I'll be honest with you; it had occurred to us to. Uh, well, I'll tell you, our thought process up till now has been, let's give it away on the channel because some of my viewers deserve um, mm-hmm. something nice. And and then when I saw the comments on my PlayStation Four video, and I saw the comments on the Xbox video. They were the most toxic it's ever been on my channel. You, one guy said, and this is my favorite quote, you fat piece of shit. I don't know why they just gave you the PlayStation. They should have buried it six feet under because you'll be there soon enough. I wonder if your wife will kill herself while she's mourning your death. Oh, I'm like, that's a, wow. That's a quality hate comment, right? That was that pretty was good. Really, that was yeah, pretty I was good. I, I have to say though, like, I can hang with you, dude. 
That's every day comic. What are you talking about? Until they're anally raping your daughter while digitally raping your son, I'm not sure that you can. (laughs) If they have it threatened to to recreate an aristocrat's joke at your house, (laughs) which which joke bothers you the worst? Well, who me? Like like what, every everyone has a joke that gets under their skin. Like me personally, the ones that bother me the worst are people that say that I lack awareness or that I have no gun skill. You only get under my skin. Those are the ones that do it. Does it? Oh, this is. I don't care about you calling me fat. I don't care about you know because Those I'm are probably passionate. the pettiest things. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't don't you say know. I suck at that Call of Duty. <laughs> don't you dare say that. My awareness is top. Tear, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I'm passionate about, and like that—that's what bothers me. But that's I'm passionate. I'm not passionate about being fat. I'm not sure. passionate about you know. Well, how you looking forward to that triple bypass hard deck? Yeah, I am, motherfucker. That's my retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even uh, know what I'm like. I watched Dana White the other day, right? So to tell the backstory in fast forward. GSP fought this guy named Johnny Hendricks. Most people seem to think that Hendricks won, but the judges went for GSP. Dana White says, that was a terrible decision. I agree with the crowd. Johnny Hendricks won. And a lot of people gave him, like, a heat over the internet, saying you shouldn't have said that. This was a bad thing, yada, yada, yada. And he's being interviewed by this guy. And the guy's like, hey, I've noticed you've taken a lot of abuse about, you know, your your statements on this fight. And Dana, Dana White was like, have I? <laughs> I'll tell you what, bro, you're not on the internet. You don't even know that. And that's kind of where I am right now. Like, I'm not reading my own com. Fuck my comments. I, I, <laughs> I'm working all the time. I'm thriving. Uh, people are not happy that, you know, I'm not competing as hard as I once did in this international middle school popularity contest. And sorry, bro. You know, like, uh, I, uh, my comments aren't hurting me. My my, whatever you say on Twitter doesn't hurt. I'm in kind of a honey badger stage right now. I'm cool. Wings is like, what's you know, what are you most sensitive about? I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. Yo, your Minecraft server is dog shit, son. It is, man. Uh, it was laggy <laughs> as fuck. Lag. I, I don't, I, lag. I'm what if somebody at the status somebody window like, right now? I'm sorry. I can't hear you over the record-breaking night I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's laggy because we're doing record numbers right now. It's mm-hmm. not even. I, I could tell you the TPS. We'll go look. It's It's been freaking awesome. I, I Yeah, it's uh, things are going so well. Um, I, I have no complaints. I, I got to tell you that you know this is I I get super emotional here for a second, but when I when the internet was new like ninety six ninety seven and I just discovered it, I used to be the most toxic user you know, like I used to harass people on IRC. I used to we would hack Christian message boards and post like tub girl and shit on it. Please don't Google that by the way. And uh, uh, we <laughs> literally, to. I was like the most toxic guy. So I've been there. I've been the guy who got his lulls by wrestling those jimmies. I was that guy. And so I know where they're coming from. And for me, it was from a place of pain. It was from a place of boredom. It was from a place of frustration with life. It was from a place of jealousy. It was from a place of how dare other people be happy. Are you really a fat guy? (laughs) Yeah, right, yeah. You know? I mean, I I couldn't... You asked me to, like, hack a Christian website... 
like, damn, I'm too fucking lazy for that bullshit. <laughs> oh, I was, that. I was, I was <laughs> dedicated to making other people unhappy. But you know, I, the way I see it these days, when people are sh- shitting on my parade, I, I think of it as karmic justice. That's what I pay. I'm paying for that now. All that stupid stuff I did in 96, 97, you know? I, I've and, never been that guy. I, I've always wow. been that positive force. I've always been that, like, Good. um, I don't know how to say it. Like, you know, that encouraging guy. If you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. Like, I, I, I mean, I've told this before. I used to go to Hutch and, and uh, Beyond and X-Cals, and I'd just say nice things on, on almost every video they made. Um, before I was YouTube famous, I was off-road famous. I was on forums helping other people fix their buggies and their trucks all the time, like suggestions and, and – um, to make a short story long, in the off-roading world, a lot of times people combine like different trucks and cars and Jeeps and make something that you can't take to the garage. You know, it, it's custom. Mm. Like it, my buggy is part – it's three parts of three different Jeeps, parts of three different Toyotas. It's part cement truck. It's part lawnmower. It's it's uh, it's it's all over. It used to be like eleven different things. Parts. There's some Chevy parts on there. There's some Ford parts on there, and you can't just take it to like the Toyota dealership and say, "Look, it's running funny. You, you got to fix it yourself." And I'd be on the forums helping other people solve things that I had run into the past. Before I was off road famous, I was woodworking famous, and I would be on those forums, hundreds of thousands of posts, single over a hundred thousand posts on different forums, just helping people, you know, how to finish purple heart wood and things like that, which other people don't know how to keep it purple and not turn brown so quickly. And um, uh, I never really quite got into the mind of the Jimmy Rustlers, but I've seen enough of it now that like I'm a vet at this shit. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because um, one of the things that led me to believe that I could be good at this whole YouTube personality thing, whatever you want to call it, um, was the fact that I was locally famous um, in, in the gaming community, mm-hmm. and it really. And then, you know, where I was originally toxic when I found the internet, eventually I found a game called EverQuest, and while I was playing EverQuest, I found that I, I got punished for being toxic, and I got rewarded for being the nice, friendly, helpful guy you're talking about. And, uh, and that's actually what kind of transformed my whole life. The, the, the friends, even friends that I have now 20 years later that I met in the gaming community, um, who treated me like I was already a celebrity, um, is, is the people that built, made me who I am today. So that's kind of weird. That is pretty awesome, man. So what do you, weren't that guy on the, on the, uh, on the buggy forums telling people to set their buggies on fire if they weren't happy with, uh, you know what? Fuck you and your piece of shit buggy. Okay. Your sucks, noob. Learn okay. to drive. Here's the so um that was me being the helpful, nice person. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh you were trying to get that poor guy to set his truck on fire. Don't I was lie. trying to get him out of debt. You were like, this guy's a dumbass. He's gonna do <laughs> it. A place of darkness, and I offered him a little bit of light in my pocket. For, for what it's worth, a lot of people who are into off roading, you know, all kinds of off roading, are. I don't mean to put them down, but they're kind of towards the redneck side. And there was a lot of engineering questions that they need to answer, you know? And, and I was the guy that like picked up, they have the suspension systems and, and how they react. I don't want to get too in depth because I think it's a boring topic, but when you have a dragster, right? Picture a big dragster with the long nose out front. What you want to do is have it kind of squat when you accelerate. And that takes a really high anti-squat ratio, if I remember right. And, um, when it squats, it kind of gets more traction. But in off-roading, you want the opposite of that. When when the back tires start spinning, like say you're climbing something really uh, steep and slippery like a waterfall, then uh, 
you want it to lift or you, you don't want it to lift because if it does, then it'll, it'll start hopping. You need it to sort of stay still when the back tire spins so they can heat up. You get that, that outside layer of rubber is not very sticky. It's like dry. Heat it up, get it hot and run, rub off that outside layer and it'll climb. So I would help people design their suspensions because I could calculate their anti-squat ratios and I, I just helped them do suspensions that didn't lean so bad in, in off-camber situations. And I did it by sort of pouring through engineering books used for race cars and then take that knowledge and apply it to buggies. And um, that, w- that was what I did. Like I help people all the time. Uh, Whatever. I think I'm going into boring stuff, but uh... no, I, I'm fascinated by off roading all that. But I got to tell you something. Now I know I can never do off roading because math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's math, math. I, 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 steering. Wow. So you know, in if you picture you've got these great oversized tires and you're in like a rock garden of some sort, then you need to have really powerful hydraulic steering systems, usually taken from agricultural uses, and. Uh, you know, I would just help people calculate what they need. You know, like this is the size pump you need. This is the thing. You know, do you want steering that automatically returns to center when you re- let go of the wheel, like you do with a um, a car? You know how you turn and you just sort of let it go, mm-hmm. and it spins back. Or do you want something that doesn't give you any feedback because when the thing bounces around in a rock garden, it, it can kind of you know jerk at your wrists all day. So what do you want? Do you want it to respond or not? And I'd help people design. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> I'd help people design <laughs> these different things. Anyway, that's what I did in the off-roading thing, and I was kind of well-known. That's what I did in woodworking. And when I went to YouTube, I kind of had some experience being, like, you know, YouTube famous, even though it wasn't YouTubing. It was other avenues. The only question I had is, like, why did you buy a Toyota truck if you were this engineered? <laughs> because well, because Toyota engineering is like incredibly yeah exactly. Like, well, first of all, I wanted the truck manufactured in America. I'm not sure if you can say the same. And oh, uh, <laughs> I, I was manufactured in Kentucky. Thank you very much. Was it? Where are Chevy's yeah. made now? Oh well, Canada, all the right? parts are turned in Mexico and other places. You know, my assembled. Um, all the extra parts were made in Canada. Oh. Yeah, that's where I think. Well, that's okay. It's coming from. Yeah, we love his little brother. We tease yeah. Him, but yeah, they're good enough. <laughs> but um, uh, mine's made in California, and actually the Tacoma. I don't know if it still is, but at the time it was probably the most popular off-roading, like store-bought truck. God, I that. If I ever fell out of places right now, we own a Ford Taurus. I got a question. Oh, oh no, don't worry, Boogie. Uh, my drive? brain when they start talking trucks, I just <laughs> you want a Ford Taurus? Right? Good lord. Yeah, we own a Ford. I'll tell you why we have a Ford Taurus. It's because it's, it's one of the very last uh, vehicles to roll off the assembly line with a bench seat, and I need a bench seat for me to drive comfortably because of how wide my stance is. Have with you my, seen Wings my of Redemption? Not Wings. Uh, only Use Me Blades, Super Pimp Cadillac. Yeah, uh-huh. Fleetwood. You can drive Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Oh, look at it. I have. I, I, if, if anybody out there has. An idea of a 2010 to 2013 car that has a bench seat or no center console that my knee is going to bump into, write me on Twitter. Crown Victoria. Because we, we need a, a Crown no, Victoria. Boogie needs a Cadillac and then he needs to do no, a, uh, a Cadillac, yeah. they don't come with bench seats that anymore. But a, a Crown Victoria, you can, get a, you can get a police interceptor from 2010. Yeah. And they will have a bench seat in it because they're not allowed to have consoles because they usually mount the police computer there. But you can buy a, a residential one. Like for like personal use, yeah. and it's huge inside. Oh, that's what I want. I, uh, somebody explained, an engineer explained to me the other day that they started putting the gear shift down here because it's cheaper to manufacture and it breaks way less, and so that's why they all have center consoles now because they want to put the gear shift here. Um, and it's I don't know, it's just the, the engineering decision to save costs and and have a, a more reliable car, but it's a 
pain in the ass. Because I was asking, like, could you drive? Because, like, you're about 100 pounds or so heavier than me. Oh, easy. And I, when, I, when I was at 440, I was struggling to drive, like, big trucks. Um, if I wasn't for our particular car right now, I would not be able to drive. But um, I have I've looked at a few minivans and I've seen I've sat in a few and they some seem comfortable. But that's basically like that's my requirements for a car. Can I drive it? Can I fit in it? And um, you know how the seat can I afford it? Yeah, I, I, the seat I just, is like me. I sit on the boisters of the seats, like the the part where it's supposed to hug you and keep you in the center. Right. Yeah. I, I sit on those. If it's got a bucket seat, I'm miserable. Yeah. Mm. Wings yeah. Wings got into my Camaro somehow. I'm still wow. stuck I on the Cadillac, man. Boogie, a man of your fame should yeah. be rolling around in a caddy. That's just <laughs> I, what you belong in. I gotta tell you what I like. I like a Lincoln Town Car. That's what I love. I've always been love. I own a Lincoln Town Car right now. It's out of service, but I've always loved me a Lincoln man. Yeah. But I, I could see I could see a caddy coming up in my future. I've right. only rode one Lincoln in my life, and that's because they made me. At and least you and I are on the same wavelength at this point. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Town Car, Caddy, that's where you belong. Lefty, how many Lincolns have you been in your life? Did you keep count? Uh, actually, well, my dad owned a Lincoln when I was a little, when I was just a little guy. So yeah, I've, I mean, I don't have a count though. I don't count. Yeah, Wings like, has a ah, count on it. Wings, why do you despise one. Lincoln so much? I don't despise Lincoln. Is there a Ford product? Um. But if I had a choice between Lincoln and Cadillac, I'd go Cadillac every time. So what was your one experience in a Lincoln then? It was uh we went to the Billionaires Bash. They 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 promised me a Cadillac stretch limo. And I pulled up with a Lincoln stretch limo. Did you spit Those lying sons of bitches! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I right. wouldn't have it. He walked away. It's funny. Yeah. Um, didn't they when put we us were, in a? I'm sorry, Boogie. Didn't they put us in an old-fashioned limo, like a a 50-year-old limo or something? It was it wasn't a 50. It was a, it was an early 2000s. Though. It wasn't a brand new one. No, no, no. One of the days we were in like a classic car of some sort. Does this not ring a bell? It doesn't ring a bell. It might have been another trip. Did I do two with them? I might have done two with them. But I think one was remote. I'm a con- I don't I remember it. But I I seem to remember them putting me in this like rounded classic like Bentley limo type thing. Uh, nice when you can't remember what kind of limo you were in. As oh, long as know, was that the first Lincoln. time they flew me out, put me in a limo, or the second time? I'm sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Mister, like, did you just dismiss your driver before the show? Filipino to set people work on your yacht, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about who cleans Kyle's yacht. Filipinos are Filipinos are great for everything. They're small in stature. They they fit into tight places like down in the bilge. Kyle, you, who's gonna crawl into the bilge wings? Filipinos, right? Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not wings. I, I cost too much and I can't get to places. Kyle, um, what was it? Oh, I had a thing. I had a thing. Oh, oh, are you having your yacht cleaned regularly right now while it's in Florida? No. Oh, step up your game. Uh-oh. It's been about a year. Uh-oh. You might not want to go into that yacht anymore. <clears throat> well, I called down there the other day and uh, and I spoke to him about it uh, because the uh, the debit card that I had on file with them had, had expired. So I, I updated him to my new debit card, and I was like, "How's it doing over there?" Oh, it's fine. I'm like, so, you know, somebody checks on it every now and then. Yeah, we look at it every time we walk by, and I'm like, "All right, good enough for me." Yeah, they <laughs> neglected to tell you there was like sea corals growing on the side of it. Sea corals. I had the same thing happen with my buggy. The, the <laughs> credit card I think it was on was uh, this, I keep it in a storage facility, and um, it expired. And the guy, like, working at the storage facility, he was, like, 35 years old or something. And I, 
they, they send me a letter like we're gonna sell it if you don't get back to us soon so i i call him and he's like woody i'm watching your videos right now i'm like no way <laughs> <laughs> the guy working at the storage facility was a fan it made me feel good this section of the video is uh, what we know as first world problems and you guys have some serious first world problems man i've got to tell you my mansion my second mansion <laughs> is currently unattended the hell, man? Uh, family, I picked to live in it. I will tell you, um, when they they flew me out to LA for the Volkswagen ad, and then of course I got flown out again for the PlayStation 4 launch recently. Um, they of course gave me car service, and uh, they mentioned oh, we're gonna have limo service. I'm like, limo, awesome limo service. What I did not realize is that what they meant by limo service was an Escalade or a town car, basically, is what they use in both of those cities for limos anymore. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of disappointing because I was thinking the big, long stretch thing from my dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a little butthurt about it. But when we were in L.A., it was the night they filmed the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the day after the Golden Globes, I, I'm, I'm sitting in the vehicle and I'm talking to the guy, the driver, and I'm like, so did you work the Globes? He goes, yep. Uh, in fact, I haven't slept yet. I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds dangerous. Like, uh, when are you going to sleep? Because about noon today. And I'm like, well, who'd you work with? And he goes, I'm not supposed to tell. And I'm like, well, who was it? He goes, Jack Black. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, he set exactly where you're setting right now. And I'm like, this car? And so I guess if Jack Black doesn't get fucking stretch limos, then I, don't, I guess I can't get too butthurt about it. Yet. I fucked Dude, up with I, Jack Black, be honest. Jack Black was tanked, wasn't he? Black, <laughs> Jack Black was messed up. I looked at the guy, <laughs> the, guy looks, the guy looks at me and he says, uh, he goes, I realized, like, how was Jack Black? He goes, he was amazing. He was really funny in the car and he talked with me and he was just so fun to talk to. And he tipped me so much. And I was like, well, how much did he tip you? He goes, he tipped me $600. And I'm like, I'm going to let you know right now, I am not Jack Black, okay? You're getting like 10 bucks, dude. And I, I'm at least eating $10 of the mints out of this fucking tray back here. Dude, you got any drinks back here in this refrigerator? I'm sorry. Sometimes that limo service means even, like, they'll tell me, oh, what do you got limo service? And it's great. And I... I know better than to, to have the same dreams you did now. It's not going to be like a stretch limo that fits nine people or something. You think it's going to be a but van. It's a van. Yeah. <laughs> in what world is this a limo? Sometimes the van even says limo on the side of it in like stenciled paint. <laughs> you can't fool me. That's not a limo. That's just not what a limo is. It's, it's a van. It's, it's a, a church van. Yeah. Come on now. And I saw how much they charged because they accidentally put one of the charges on my hotel statement, mm-hmm. in which, of course, I had them in reverse, and then Sony took care of it. And I saw how much they charged. It was $372 to give them to the airport. And I'm like, dude, $372? I will learn to fucking walk today. I will <laughs> jog my fat ass to fucking LaGuardia, okay, for $372. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. If it's $372, it better be a stretch limo a mile and a half long that I can fucking play Xbox and PlayStation in, you know? We, like, come on. We usually get a... So we usually get a driver when we go to LA, and it's not that it's like seventy dollars, and he comes pick, and picks you up in like a nice. Right. Well, like, I, uh, I guess this is. I guess this is New York prices. I don't know. Yeah, that's Maybe crazy. New York uh, Golden Globe weekend prices. Or even yeah, right. that's possible. Just rent me an Escalade. I can drive myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, if I knew you're paying that much, I would got a cab and a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Like, I can't believe they spent that much. But uh, Sony went all out, man. 
the we were at the standard uh, High Line and 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 the lower Manhattan, and we were, like, on the 12th floor of that building, and I've never lived like this a day in my life. Like, if you could go talk to the, the coal miner's son, 12-year-old boy in southwest Virginia, I would never believe this, but we're on the 12th floor of the Standard, and we have this view of the Hudson and and, and a, a Freedom Tower, you know, that classic Manhattan skyline, and the whole wall, the whole wall, south wall, is a window. And I'm just like, I, who, where, how did this happen to me? Like, like, I don't know what I've done to deserve this, but whatever it is, I'm glad I did it. Uh, <laughs> hey, holy shit. You were starting to talk about the PS4 before the show. We kind of closed it. And so oh, started, yeah. On the show. Well, the, the, this I, is the console war, kind of. Oh, I'm, I'm well-versed now in both the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 because I have them both in my home, and I've used, I put probably... I probably put 56 hours into both consoles at this point, and I so I'm pretty well versed. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I watched your video where you were surprisingly uh, honest and forthright about your pick, right? Because because you're kind mm-hmm. of in bed. I'm, I'm looking for a better term. I don't mean to put you down, but you're kind of in bed with both Microsoft and Sony. Mm-hmm. And one would expect you to say, like, you know what? I've decided they're both awesome. But I, I told I told Major Nelson when he was here. I'm like. And I told Sony when I when I was in New York, I have I have nothing if I don't have my integrity. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I anybody's for sale, and I and and I, I have a sellout price, okay, but no one's willing to pay it because it's, it's it's at least seven figures before you could buy me and buy my opinion. So and because and, uh, if I lose my integrity, I have nothing. What does, and so I what does I told that come both companies with? seven figures like. Are there physical acts that come along with this, or just? Oh, there right? better be. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> there better be, right? yeah. We might pull our money together and see what this. See what this. You can get I'll a lot whatever. of Filipino uh, boat cleaners for a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I picked. I for me, the PlayStation Four is the better device, and it's the one that I recommend almost exclusively because you save a hundred bucks right off the bat uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to resolution. There is no denying night that and most day. of the. Yeah, night and day. And uh, if you are a, a hardcore gamer, you should pick uh, the PlayStation 4. If you if you have a family, okay, and you have a wife that doesn't play video games, and you got a kid that doesn't like video games, I don't know where you got found that kid, and you <laughs> raised him wrong. But if you have that kid, uh, you know, um, the Xbox is a wonderful choice because not only will you get to play Assassin's Creed 4, not only will you get to play, you know, there is a host of exclusives, but then it's also a really cool entertainment device. The PlayStation 4 still does 90% of that, like 98% of it. What it doesn't have is that that in, that TV in, and that TV in does make a big difference. And so my wife is really enjoying the Xbox One. She's enjoyed Xbox Fitness. She's enjoyed the Kinect control. She's enjoyed the voice controls. She's enjoyed watching it to switch to live TV. And so I can see where it's a good family console. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're a hardcore gamer, you know, and I told them, I told them both, I was like, I, that's what I'll say when the time comes, whatever my opinion happens to be, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And if that means I get blacklisted, that means I get blacklisted. Well, look, you're never going to get blacklisted. Well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so last week I, I was talking to Wings about the consoles, and I took a bunch of heat, actually, for being the Xbox One fanboy in the conversation. Uh-huh. I think they pegged me wrong, though, and, and they probably think they didn't. But really, where would that conversation have been if no one played the Ying to Wings as Yang? Like, right, exactly. I, I, someone has to to be the devil's advocate. I, I, I go this far. I'm willing to sell my Xbox if somebody wants to put the money up. Really? Yeah. You know what? I, 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 I don't see myself ever using it. Titan Give me 200 bucks for it. 
No, you, you gotta give me at least seven. <laughs> <laughs> because you can get them right now with no games for a thousand. That's what you're gonna be paying. That's ridiculous. I would two fifty. Hey, the Xbox is back. As of this recording, the Xbox is back in stock on Amazon.com. Just so you know. Interesting. Five four nine nine. No bundles. No bullshit. All uh, you know, all fanboyism aside, I am glad I have an Xbox because I want to try Titanfall. Right. That oh yeah. Game, that, there, there isn't a game. If you consider that in the first release, I'm not sure. Maybe you'll call it the second release that I'm more excited about than Titanfall. That to me is the number one title that's coming out soon. Um, and, and actually, of the release titles, I'm having a hard time finding anything I'm that excited about. Like even but what do you have a PC? Let me ask you a question. Titanfall. That's Let me ask you a question. Yeah, what is so exciting about Titanfall other than the fact Respawn Entertainment is doing it? Oh, I like every mechanic I've seen in it. I like that people run on the walls. I like that there's big, slow mechs versus fast, you know, nimble pl- people. I like that, that there's different routes that you can travel in the map if you're a little guy versus a big monster guy. I'm, I always wondered what could dethrone COD. Now, COD's multi-platform, so let's not get too carried away. But it's like this is like Shooter 2.0. It, it, a, mm-hmm. We have watched iteration after iteration of human or even the halo super soldier running along the ground shooting each other this is the first person i know of that's really made a big time splash with seriously different classes and seriously different travel mechanics and that i mean titanfall it could suck right it's really hard to balance the more variables you throw in there i mean it could be bioshock 2's multiplayer Yes. Oh, that's a great yeah. example. Yeah, 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 dude. That's brilliant. I, I um, I played Bioshock Two thing, and there were a couple problems. Like the big daddy suit was way too powerful. One thing about Bioshock Two that I didn't like is as you ranked up, your player got more powerful. In COD, who I think does it right, once you're about level, if you go all the way back to COD Four, once you're like level five, you got everything you need. Right, you can succeed in that game. If you're not doing well, it's not because you're too low a rank. I think it might be a little higher now because you got to get points and stuff like that. Hmm. But wings, tell me what that number is. Is it level fifteen? To get to get good? No, 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 not, not to get good. To have all the tools you need uh, to be. Yeah, good. I'm talking about to, to have a good kit. To, yes, to be yes. well-rounded kit. Almost instantly because you can unlock you can unlock one of the classes, and you get you've got perks, weapons, attachments, everything. Yeah, but I'm looking at like my ideal setup. It takes about twenty twenty-five points, which takes about level fifteen. Okay, yeah. So we'll throw that out there by level fifteen. If you're not thriving in COD, it's probably not your level, right? It's because you're poor decision choices. Yeah. But in Bioshock, if you're level 15 and some other guy is level 40, of course he pwned you. It doesn't even matter who's more skilled. You know, it, it just – he put the time in the game. He has better um, – uh, spell effects. Magic. <laughs> yes, better. You know what? I've, I'm losing the vocabulary because game. Oh, plasmids, plasmids, yeah. plasmids. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. He has better plasmids. He has fully auto. You're literally playing with a pistol, and he has a fully auto machine gun. That's not f- it, that. that when, yeah. when I see Italian Falls multiplayer, that's what I'm afraid of. Bioshock Two all over again. And another thing I read just yesterday that bothered me about Titanfall. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just don't understand the hype of the game. I'll probably play it and try it. Mm-hmm. But it, they're going to ship it with no single player at all. Right. That doesn't so bother me. So it's 100% a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. So which, it's odd to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the single player aspects of shooting. I, I do. I, 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 that's who they're for, for is me. Like, I, 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 I will rent 
a Halo game or buy a Halo game to play the single player campaign and never play the multiplayer. Or I'll play the multiplayer five times. And so you're if there's if there's no single player, I'm I'm kind of I love the single player Battlefield Four. Do you? I wouldn't give you ten bucks to play the multiplayer of this game. I haven't even tried. I'll get some player. hate for that. I have because uh, historically, I feel like EA hasn't made great single player games. Like Medal of Honor, I think is no bad company. Medal of bad, Honor, like bad company. Bad company was good. Single bad player. company. Bo- both oh, their single players are great. And Medal of Honor good, is probably the best shooter game I've ever played single player. Okay. The first well, one. The on second that. one was trash. Warfighter was just bad. Warfighter, like. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you on the Medal of Honor thing. I haven't liked either of those, and I played them. I think I know I played the first one. Um, the audio was amazing, but the rest of it I didn't love so much. Uh, I forget which EA game I really, really detested the single player in. It wasn't Bad Company. I actually did that in a live stream all the way through Bad Company Two. It must have been the one newer than that. Maybe it was Battlefield Three. I'm sorry, this isn't doing well. I, I know. I know Battlefield Three campaign know was known as being I've ever played single player of. It's called Rogue Warrior. I don't know that one. It's <laughs> a big, big Marchenko game. Typically the uh, – I'm saying Activision. I mean Infinity Ward. Typically the Infinity Ward campaigns I love. I, I'm told this one I won't love. We'll see. But I'll it's, it's it's not very good. I, I finally beat it last week. I, I didn't like it. it really? Was, so I guess it started strong. It, it started with a lot of epic stuff, though. I, here are my issues with the single player from Ghost. The first of all, I, it, is it a direct sequel to Modern Warfare 3? I don't think so. Because yeah, it's okay. Like a new canon. Yeah, okay. Well, let me just say this: they didn't do a good job of of laying the groundwork for that at all. I'm still pretty confused about why we're at war with South America. Okay, I'm also confused at how they torture a guy and just brainwash him and turn him into a bad guy. It ended horribly. I won't spoil it, but that was a stupid fucking way to end it. Nobody wants yeah. to end that way. When they when they tortured him, they turned him full tilt. Like he like even when that's not real the, though. That doesn't happen. Yeah, at the end of the game, you obviously beat the Federation. But spoiler you know, alert, wings. Spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert. You, that you defeat the bad guy. Don't worry, guys. I won't spoil the game, but Wings will. Wait, do you always beat the bad guy in every Infinity Ward campaign? Eventually. Like no, even eventually, but not the end of the game. Fifty-three games to hang Makarov, but you know you did it. Do you always beat the bad guy in every video game ever? Yes, you do. I mean, mm, you appreciate so sure. that. I'm, I'm with Kyle, dude. I I don't know why they why we're at war with South America. I don't. They never explain it in the story. Yeah, they explain that South America right. has the satellites and fuck you up. Yeah, you learn that ten minutes into the game. They didn't explain any of that. I don't know who like. I, you know, it's it's so far in the future, I, relatively speaking, that I don't know the players anymore. When they tell me that, like, Brazil is a major... I'm like, why is Brazil an issue? I don't fucking know. Seems like China should be the issue. Where's China in all this? Like, I, I just don't know the storyline. And then, I don't know. It's The dog aspect was cool. I liked the dog, and I liked being in control of the dog. Uh, but I'm but, told you know, there wasn't enough dog. There, there wasn't, wasn't enough, enough dog. dog. There was, like, three levels. Yeah, the dog was kind of like a... They threw it in there for about three levels, but but it was gone. And there wasn't uh, – what I really liked from COD 4 was when you were operating the AC-130. I wanted something like that, mm. and I mm-hmm. feel like they could have done that with that Odin uh, You know what I love about the, the AC-130? Space? I love do the AC-130 level because picture this, me, 2007, and you know I'm the unexceptional gamer, yada, yada. In 2007, I was not the player I am today. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was – I was bad, and I'm playing it on veteran so that I can crush everybody, thinking that I'll step into multiplayer being this pro who actually beat the game on veteran. <laughs> That's not how that went either. But uh, <laughs> the AC-130 level, 
from recruit to veteran must have been the same. It was the easiest thing in the yep. whole game. All you did is point at the white dots and press the button. It was, it was the stress relief I needed. That level was cake. I shot the church a few too many times. Yeah, I, I blew it. Yeah, I've I played that mission a lot though, and, and I remember showing that to uh, to somebody one time. I was like, "Here, check this out. This is YouTube footage of an AC-130 killing people in Afghanistan, and this is my video game. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. This is what I do." So, Boogie, you mentioned uh, before the show, you mentioned Dead Rising 3, and I want to know, because I've watched people stream it, and I want yeah. it so badly right now, and I yeah. wish it w- I wish it was available on PC, because I don't have an Xbox One. Is it is it good? Is it as good as it as my mind has made oh. it out to be? Okay. Wow, Microsoft is not going to be happy with any of the things I'm about to say right now, I think. <laughs> uh, but I'm uh, nothing without my integrity, right? Uh, at first, I was very disenfranchised with it. Because- Right, right, or a couple more. I either lack integrity. I said seven figures. I didn't say it started with a one, Woody. Strong point. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, But. uh, More investors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, But uh, when I first put it in, I was a little disenfranchised because it doesn't look like a next-gen title to me because, you know, I'm used to seeing PC graphics, so I was, like, a little disappointed. And and a a few things really bothered me, like when – um, graphically, you would eat a piece of food or pick up a bottle of water. I think you should animate that it's 2013, but instead the bottle of water whoop, disappears when it reaches your face. And so, and the, the again, the controls are a little stilted, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm used to mouse and keyboard. I'm used to mm. this, you know. Like that's why I'm excited about Titanfall on PC because of this, 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 this. This is where I Wait. grew up, you know. Is that um, not? Is that a membrane keyboard you're holding up? Oh no! This is a Logitech washable keyboard because I, I I wash my keyboards constantly. That's a membrane keyboard, right? That's not mechanical. No, it's not mechanical. I know. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I I've never tried. A, I don't. I, I've never owned a mechanical keyboard. Join the 21st century, books. Yeah, dude, don't yell at me. But I would rather be able to clean it. Would you? I would rather be able to clean it out and put it in the washer every month. Over your gamer card. Uh, sorry guys, we're so taking sorry. your PC gamer card. You don't have a mechanical keyboard. You're not in the game, baby. Uh, but, uh, but back on point. Back, I, I will buy one. Right, I, that's what I'm putting on my Christmas list for you, Woody. You know uh, what? But, for you, baby, you will love it. I will. I will. You don't have a mechanical keyboard. I don't have oh, a mechanical. That's what you oh, just said three God, times. Let's go. I was getting water. Out of my keyboard all of a sudden. Shut up, a bitch. <laughs> this is from the World of Warcraft EverQuest player. You don't you have a mechanical broke, keyboard. You broke as many keyboards as uh, me. You've opened Pandora's box now, Boogie. You've got pissed oh, uh, off. Good yeah, luck. Okay. He's gonna... Damn it, Dead Rising Three. Like okay. if, if you told I got... me that you were a serious car oh, enthusiast, God. right? Like, yeah. yeah, I love cars. I'm all about it. I, you, know, love... you see me at the drags, races all the time. That's kind of my scene. Really? What do you drive? A Prius? Then no. you look and he's got Cooper tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. Boogie exposed. He's a membrane so keyboard sad. user. I'm a poser. I've been a poser this whole time. I've never even played a video game. Wait, <laughs> I can tell by your keyboard. What mouse was that you're holding up? That is, this is the uh, Logitech uh, Performance MX. A wireless oh. mouse? No, uh, it's, uh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You got a membrane keyboard and a wireless. This mouse? is in the studio. This is the studio. I don't game in here. 
Bullshit. Studio. Bullshit. No one believes I gave, your lies. I gave in the other room. So let's see what you got in the other room. In the other yeah. room is a, is a Razor Naga, which I'm mean, okay. not much better. But there's no reason. Am I getting shit about that? Right. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah. And over in the other room is my mechanical keyboard. This is just I don't even know. Right. Yeah. Ten, twelve mechanical keyboards. I think. I need to look That's one with like 64 buttons on it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 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 I got, it, the for, I got yeah. it for World of Warcraft, and then I just never use it. And I also yeah. have, uh, waiting for the Naga to break, I have the World of Warcraft branded one that I got. To waiting for it to break. Yeah, yeah. I actually got for about three years. I use in, um, in Minecraft, there's a hotbar at the bottom, and if yeah. you press a number key, it'll like take you right to that inventory item. And it's a substantial advantage. I use the Naga. I like it. I, like I had the 2000, I think it's the 2014 Naga is what they call it. Oh, buddy. The buttons are clean. Ooh, the buttons from the future. Here, listen. I, I have the 2015, it. personally. Uh, can you guys hear this? <laughs> yeah, I hear that, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I really like that in a button when it gives that, like, tactile audio feedback. That's mm. I got to say, um, the Xbox One controller. I want to get back to Dead Rising because I don't want to leave it there. I don't want them to think I don't like the game. But, um... The, the controller is so clicky, and when I picked it up for the first time, Major Nelson hands it to me, and I'm like, uh, he's like, try the new D-pad, it's so improved, and I'm like, it's like, click, 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 and I'm like, oh, what is, what the hell? And he goes, no, 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 that's what the, the fighting game enthusiasts want. They want it to be clicky. Is that mm. true? I'm not a fighting game guy. I'm not a fighting game enthusiast, nor do I know any, quite honestly. Yeah, I do not want my... You know, when I'm playing a game, I don't want it to sound like clack, 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 clack. What is the big fighting game of the day? Um, Killer Instinct on the Xbox One, maybe? I don't know. It's I mean, it's UFC fun. games? It's not very good. Maybe it's my really is biased. Fighter. Yeah. Smash Brothers, the new Smash in 2014, <laughs> only on the fucking Wii U. I can't uh, wait. Oh, my God. You know what? So... I, I, I played my Xbox One a little bit, and I can talk about that experience. Um, if people don't know, it's actually plugged in. It's set up. It's it's on. <laughs> can we but see it? Xbox I'm, One. It's it's hard to see. It's in the <laughs> yeah. here. Wait, let me put myself on the big screen as I record it, and you can see it back there. And the Xbox On. Can you there see it goes. Oh yeah. my god! It's the future. It's the fucking future. Now wait a minute. How do you turn this goddamn thing off? Is it Xbox it, off? Xbox turn off mode. and then wait three seconds and say yes. Xbox turn off. Yes. Oh, that's the first time I've <laughs> wow. <had>. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. I say that's Xbox awesome. off repeatedly, and it just I'm like, I don't know what your problem is. See, I, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people think, oh, you got bought out by Sony, you fucking idiot, you fucking dude. We've been using our Xbox. I, I, I will tell you exactly how it is. And how Dead Rising 3 might be the first game that I beat, you know, like, complete storyline-wise, mm -hmm. um, in the next generation, because I've been playing, when I play PlayStation 4, I'm playing the shit out of Resogun, you can't really beat Resogun. I mean, I guess you can exhaust all levels, but you're always replaying. It's an arcade-style shooter, right, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so Dead Rising 3, once I got past the graphical glitches and once I got past the just kind of stilted kind of movement stuff, I really started to enjoy the game. Hmm. Um, and then there's these these things that are called, like, um, I forget what exactly what they're called, but they're where you beat, like, mini-bosses. And uh, they're based on the different, um, the seven deadly sins, and they're all different characters that you meet in the world. So, and it's all side quest stuff. You don't have to do it. But I'm going through to meet these different characters. And like one of the characters I meet is like it's absurdly. Still dead 
Yeah, Dead Rising 3. Okay. Uh, it, it, it was absurdly offensive to me because it was this girl, female character, and she represented lust, you know, I guess. I think she was lust. But anyway, she's like uh, in a cop outfit, and she's got like a slutty, slutty outfit on. Yeah. And I'm like, man. I'm okay with this so far. What's the, the problem? The feminists are going to have a fucking field day. But she only talked in sexual euphemisms. So like when you defeat her, I don't, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, when you defeat her, she says, oh no, I finished first. Ah, oh, you know. And I'm like, wow, that's a little offensive. So then I meet Gluttony, no, and Gluttony not. is this, no, is no. this fat girl. Can you upload this, some videos of lust? Uh, yeah, I need Google to be properly offended. Hot. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, then I meet Gluttony, and Gluttony is this fat woman on a, like a hover around scooter who's like protecting a buffet so that no one else can have food, and she's like gorging herself in it. And like at first I was like, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm so fucking butthurt right now, and I, I can't believe that feminism shit. And then now this, and then I was like, oh wait a second, I can take a joke. I'm not, you know. <laughs> Like, oh, this is actually pretty funny. She's, like, rolling around in this fucking hover around, like, throwing up on you and then gorging herself. And I'm like, that is actually kind of fun. Like, that's a that's a pretty well-designed boss. So once I got – it's, it's been fun as shit. I've killed 30,000 zombies so far. It's oh, that's right, because they got that counter on it, yeah. Yeah, it does, I don't even fuck around. It has insane. reached the Robert Ford yeah. level of not giving no. a fuck. <laughs> Dude, it's he just of, smoked crack, too. That's next. Yeah. He's going to light up a crack fight. It's one of two games we're playing on the Xbox One right now, in my opinion. What's, What's the, the other? I really enjoyed, as, as much shit as it's getting, I've really enjoyed Killer Instinct on the Xbox One. Um, but those are the only two launch games. Have you played that Rise? I, that build to me at all. I played Rise uh, a little bit. Game. I found it very repetitive. I found it very beautiful. I found it very repetitive. I played it for an hour and then just uh, put Dead Rising back and in. And COD's I, just I, not your kind of game. Well, it's not, but if I was going to play Call of Duty, I would play it on the PlayStation 4. Dude, so I've been playing COD on the Xbox One, right? I actually yeah. tried to get footage for me on Monday. I tried. I put, like, five <laughs> hours into it or something. Right. And um, there were a couple issues. One, Wings, you remember how I said the install time's not that big of a deal? Yeah. I apologize. Mm. The, the install time is a big deal. I have 50 megabits down. That thing literally... I, I, was it five hours or eight well, hours? It doesn't even use the internet. It downloads... It takes it off the disk. Yeah. I, I bought it uh, digitally. Oh, it took forever. Like, I was shocked. I mean, like, hours go by, and it's 17% installed? No way. You know, and, and I don't have a bad internet connection, you know? it's it, There are people with better. But I have a solid internet connection, and it took forever and ever to install. So that was an issue. And it then I tried to get a gameplay. It minutes with the disc. It, yeah. I don't know if you're playing COD on the Xbox One right now. The talent level's higher. It's like game battles over there. Uh, Scumpy. You guys know Scumpy from the Optic team? You know, mm -hmm. it, when you have that conversation of who the best COD player on planet Earth is, he's in the conversation. He did a thing where he's saying it's really hard to get gameplay on the Xbox One right now. And I'm sure his standards are higher. I bet the things he throws away, I'd be happy to upload. But um, he did, like, his first experience with Xbox One. I didn't see it, but I think he played for four minutes, rage quit, and called it good. He's like, fuck it. It's too goddamn hard to play on the <laughs> Xbox One. And I thought... I loved the Xbox controller, right? I was like, this guy, you know, look, the Xbox controller is way better than the PS3 controller or, or PS4, which I have time on but less time on. And um, then I used the Xbox One controller, and I realized, like, whoa, I'm saying I love the Xbox controller, and I love the Scuff controller. 
once you get off, like I, I like the dome thumbsticks. Now I'm going back to the old school Xbox, like reverse dome. I, listen, there are a lot of people who buy PlayStation t- style thumbsticks for the Xbox. There are no people who buy Xbox style for the PS uh, three, four. I don't care. The PlayStation thumbsticks are way better. I guess the rest of it was okay, but you know, once I get to the sloppy triggers that are default Xbox triggers instead of the tight ones I'm used to on the scuff, and and like I I just missed my good controller. I'm here with a stock Xbox controller, and it's like this shit. This is how everybody else plays. I hate the rings they put around the analog sticks. Like when you're doing some hardcore gaming, these rings they dig into your hands. Yes, they're really uncomfortable. I I attributed it to the lack of dome. Maybe it's the rings. I. But if you want to scuff, by the way, coupon code Woody. But you know, in all seriousness, dude, that maybe I'll have a strong preference for the Xbox controller again when Scuff releases their stuff. Yeah. But the way I'll, it is right now, like, what was that board meeting like? Let's put sandpaper around our analog sticks. That'll help people. The DualShock, the DualShock Four. I adore it. It just feels so good in my hands. Best I use, ever made. Yeah, I've been uh, really enjoyed the Xbox One controller, and I gotta tell you, I know they did their research, and I know they did a pretty good job, and it is a good controller, and either controller is phenomenal, but the DualShock 4 just feels perfect in my hand, and I hope that they do give us the option of turning off the LED light if there's not a camera installed, which is my biggest complaint about the DualShock 4 is 8 to 10 hours of battery life, depending on what you're doing with it, and I've heard that if you go and disable the LED, it can add another couple of hours, I'd really like that, but that's my biggest complaint. I was reading about this. The PS4, not only does it drain a lot faster, it charges a lot slower. So it's got it on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Compared, of uh, course, it's included as opposed to a playing charge kit. I, now I happen to have two. Um, so I just trade one, trade them out, you know, back and forth. That's oh, no big Mr. deal. Mr. Big Shot. Yeah. I, I, was like, I was like, well, they gave me two, you know. And, That's why he doesn't uh, have a, yeah. a mechanical keyboard. He spent it all on the extra. Spent it all on the dual shot. How noticeable is the resolution difference? Because I, you guys that have that have both, and you mentioned it, strikingly noticeable. Very. Your favorite thing in Call of Duty, it's it's bizarre. If you look at the IGN footage, IGN originally pre-launch was showed uh, the PlayStation 4 footage and the Xbox One footage, and they showed the PlayStation 4 at 720p. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so now they have they've they've admitted that they did that, and they've released an actual version. Go watch that video. It will shock you. The reason I'm trying, the reason I'm, I'm not really crazy about my Xbox is because, like, after playing the PS4 version of Ghost, I have no interest of ever touching the Xbox One version. It looks like the 360. No, it, it looks doesn't. Like a, you know, uh, wait, wait, so hold on a minute here. I've my time is spent in the 360 and the Xbox One version. The moment I played an Xbox One, I was like, oh, thank God. I like. I thought this was going to be a depressing year. I, I'm no, whipping out the suicide kit on the 360 look of the, the that game. It, it, whoever came up with the color palette for the, I'll call it the last gen version of COD, fire that fucker. He is terrible for your franchise. It, it is really important that a game is aesthetically pleasing, and he did a terrible, terrible job. But on the next gen, the Xbox One, for example, it looks light years better. And for me, mostly, it's just the atmosphere. Like you think it, that looks light years better? Hook your PS4 up. Uh, it's hooked up. It's just not turned on. It. You know why? <laughs> dude, that's sad. It, that's sad. I can't believe great. Dude, dude I, I, I'm not even fanboying here. Yeah, I'm not either. And day, when you look at the PS4 version of Ghost and then look at the Xbox One version, 1080p, both of them. 
Now I'm, so I'm going to think you're looking things, at 360. I got two things I want to say. One, um, the reason I'm not playing on the PS4 right now is that I'm waiting for HDCP stripper yeah. to arrive in the mail. Yeah. So fuck you, Sony, on that. Don't expect a lot of YouTube support if you make it so you can't record games. And two, the whole, like, which console looks better. As a PC gamer, I feel like we're arguing whether 7th graders or 8th graders are stronger. <laughs> you're, you're oh, how long have you been working on that analogy? That's oh, the best that one. It just yet. came up right now. Yeah, no. That's, that's brilliant. It's like, yeah, oh, dude, make it a meme real quick. It'd be wait, so easy. Wait till 8th grade rolls around. The kids start to hit puberty and they can bench press literally 70 and 75 pounds at once. It's like, <laughs> I still dude, don't, you understand don't understand what the new consoles do for the PC gaming. Since consoles are so profitable. Oh, and God, the, thank you for wait, saying this. There, there, yeah, uh, please tell me what I don't understand. Please tell me these thoughts that I haven't known for a decade more. All right. Well, somebody well, out there listening may not know, right? But he's right? telling me. Don't put me down, bitch. I know exactly. <laughs> I can make the All argument right, well, here let, about let me see what I'm at. Just let me hear it out. You might know. They're so much more profitable, and they open up so many more doors. Consoles have been holding PCs back, and mm-hmm. graphics aren't what, what we're looking at here. What I'm excited about is games like Fallout, games like Skyrim, where they have codes and scripts they run off of to have characters seem like they're everyday physical people. You know, enemy AIs, uh, you know, non-player character AIs, all these can be made to the third and next level with these new big graphical processors, and that in itself is going to allow the PC gaming to untap even more of the power because the the systems themselves can handle more power. Yeah, you're right. The AI is done in the CPU, Uh not the GPU, but your general thing is right. It's gamers not i'm sorry game developers can aim higher if they're going for a cross-platform game now because the consoles won't drag them down and that's that's a great thing i i do i I did i want to say one thing about this current drop uh, a crop of of launch games um they're not optimized for the xbox one that's with it that's the biggest reason that battlefield 4 does not look that great on the xbox one because it's not optimized for the xbox one it's optimized for PC first and the PC build they're testing and playing with. Then they optimize it for the PlayStation 4, which is higher in hardware. And then they back they back it up to see what the lower end hardware for the Xbox One can do with it. What are we going to have to do to make it run there? So once they – okay, the number one, first-party studio games are going to look phenomenal in the Xbox One. Rise looks phenomenal. Uh, there's no argument. Forza looks really – Forza, sorry – looks really, really good. These, that's because they know exactly what they're working with. And if you go back to last generation and look at Last of Us, Last of Us was is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played, and I'm a PC gamer, and they did it on 512 megs of RAM. My God. Those guys knew the PlayStation architecture like the back of their hands, knew exactly how to code for it perfectly. So do I expect the first Halo game to look amazing or the next Halo game to look amazing? Yes, I trust so I, I trust Microsoft to know their architecture, know how to code for it perfectly. And when third-party companies like EA learn to code for the Xbox One, it's going to look phenomenal. The problem is, right now, it sucks. Right now, it's drastically different. And there, it will always look drastically different when it comes to third-party titles because they're going to optimize for the highest-end PC, the best-selling one, we are, sorry, the highest-end console, and the best-selling, which is PS4 currently, and then they're going to scale it back for the Xbox One, so that it'll still run on the Xbox One. You see the exact same thing with Wii ports. You know, we built it for the the, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, now we're going to try to put it on the Wii. I look forward to seeing this whole thing play out. Like The the Xbox does have the cloud advantage. And and again, I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate. 
it's hard to use and you can't use it for every task because there's latency involved. Right. But, you know, Microsoft is pricing their cloud servers so that they become attractive to developers. Mm -hmm. Developers who want to have great looking stuff will have access to all that CPU power and we'll see. And Larry sat on my couch in my home and assured me that we are ready for 4K gaming. I said, how? I looked him dead in the face and said, how can you be ready for 4K gaming if you're not ready for 1080? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, this machine is ready to put out 4K when we have cloud gaming up and running in year two, year three, maybe even year one, because, you know, once 4K TVs become prevalent, it's going to be a long time till that happens. We're talking three or four years. But when 4K televisions become prevalent, we are ready to serve through the cloud, 4K gaming of the, the next generation of games. And I'm like, well, that's good to hear. You're looking deep into the future, and I'm grateful for that. And I know I, I've talked to people at Sony. They have plans as well, you know, obviously. But um, it's good to know that it's not always – the Xbox is not going to spend its next six to eight years being the complete loser in terms of graphics because there's a chance that once cloud gaming comes into place, it could step back ahead. But it's – it's at the end of the day, I feel exactly the same way you do, Woody. Um if you want graphics, buy a PC because once Skyrim is modded, you'll never have an experience like it in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what they did with GTA 4 once the modders got a hold of it, it will make you crap yourself. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you're, you're, if you buy a console, you don't buy a console for graphics. That's the dumbest thing you could possibly do. You're buying a console for the experience. And I still say the best gaming experience is on the PlayStation 4, regardless of that issue. But... Um, at the end of the day, you don't step back to consoles thinking, I want it to look beautiful, because it's not going to. It's not possible. You're literally, I could build a PC for $400 that was the equivalent of an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. You know? If you want a high-end uh, graphic example, you, you spend more money. You know? Yeah, Woody's got himself a Titan, don't you, Woody? I'm regretting it now. You know, speaking <laughs> about games that, that transcended, I just want to say this when you're talking about Last of Us. You remember Final Fantasy X on the PlayStation 2? Uh, yes, I do. That did yeah. not look like a PlayStation 2 title. Uh, no, it did not. It was mind-boggling. And it's funny, um, like, I played Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1, and I went, I bought it on Steam the other day, and without it modding, it looks like a pile of turds. Like, it, my memory of that game is nowhere near as good as it as it was. I did a lot of that. You should watch it. My memory of Final Fantasy X is fairly accurate, because it was mind-bendingly good for the PlayStation 2 architecture. I could not believe the job they did with that game. Yeah, and Square PS2. Square certainly is not up to the task these days, unfortunately. PS2 is all about SpongeBob SquarePants bikini bottom. <laughs> if, you're not, <laughs> if you're not playing that, then you're not doing it right. I remember playing Manhunt on the PS2, and I was oh. like, that game... Oh man, that was I, a brutal I, fucking game. I want to remaster it in HD and release yeah. it on Steam. I will, I will play. Oh my goodness, Manhunt! When that freaking guy in the pig head, when you're walking around in that attic of that mansion or whatever, and then he starts squealing and coming after you with the chainsaw, like a couple drops of pee came out. Not gonna lie, <laughs> very different than my bikini bottom experience. <laughs> but that game was good too. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, it was very good. Uh, let me ask you this, Woody. From 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 knowing you, I want to say that you got into gaming in the 360 era, like toward the beginning of it. No, like, I was into gaming when you were a baby. Like I beat Quake. I was good at that game. Duke Nukem. I remember when that thing first dropped. I remember that the big deal with um, Doom 
was how well it fit on a single floppy drive. It was less than 1.44 megabits, so you could transfer it to your friends and give it around. Whereas if it fit on two discs, these are the you know, floppy disks that, that were actually hard. That, like I've been gaming since uh, I'm a, I had an Atari 2600. I was a console gamer before you were born, literally. You got nothing on me because I was <laughs> MLG Quickscope Pro at combat on the Atari 2600. Yeah, you got nothing on me. What game did you that? Was that the tank game? Yeah, it's a lot of like the tanks and the planes and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, dude. Yeah. I had the patterns down in Pac-Man where I, I I halfway remember it now. You go down, you go right, you go down, and all the ghosts would like just start shaking in the same spot, and then you could just collect every um I don't know little ecstasy pillar. In the arcade, man, uh, I knew the Galaga um no bombs cheat. And so if you if they had the older uh, patch or if it was an older board, you could walk in, make up so they didn't drop bombs, and then have the high score on that machine until the end of time. When I first started gaming, there weren't console gaming. So what, the, the way that you played games is you'd beg your parents to take you to the, uh, the, the, the arcade. And my parents, here's what they would do. They'd take my brother and I to the arcade. They'd give us a roll of quarters each. They'd go back home. And now I realize they were having sex while we were at the arcade, and then they'd pick us up you know, and bring us home. That, that's how I like, got it. You'd be like, man, I can't believe such boring lives you people live. You'd <laughs> be like, can we Stop. go? Can we go? Can we please go to the arcade? Can we please? Can we please? My parents would look I at I don't know. Other. It's up to your mother. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and, and that's, that's how my game – yeah, so no, Wings, I did not – now, what did happen was there was a gap in my gaming because, uh, like, for almost a decade, as I was um, I was getting my, my, my three college degrees, accounting, MIS, and a master's in engineering. And when I did that, I didn't really allocate a lot of time to video games. And then once I, once I finished my education, I had more time for gaming. Hmm. See, I've always had to deal with the fact that I suck at video games. That's my big problem. I love them. I love to play. I just am not willing to become skilled at any of them, and so I'm always kind of miserably bad at them. Um, but at the arcade, during that genre, that's where I cut my teeth. I was about I to was say, like, did you good. say that guy's stuck at video games? Yeah. Well, no, maybe not. It's just modern gaming. I don't know. Like, I, I, It takes a little bit of expertise. It takes a little bit of practice like anything else, and these days who's got the time to really throw themselves out? I admire I admire the eSports guys. I admire the level of, of, of competition you guys reach up to. I suck at the, the game that I picked to try to get really good at was Hearthstone, and the last time I played it, I went 0-3 in Arena. I'm just like, man, I am just bad. All I want from my entertainer is for them to be a bona fide gamer, right? They don't have to play every game. They don't have to play you know, one game. I, like they, don't, they can do whatever they want, but when I watch them play, they need to obviously be into games. You know, I'm not going to call out people on YouTube, but there have been popular YouTubers who, when you watch them, you're like, I think they're just riding the gaming fad, right? Because there was a time when gaming was, like, the biggest thing on YouTuber. And it's like, I'm not sure this person's really even a gamer. It seems like they just spotted a thing. And, uh, you know, like, you know, and I, and again, I'm going to stick to not, not naming a single name. but it, Oh, I, I, I've got, like, four on the tip of my tongue. Right? <laughs> I got one in particular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I'd watch them play and it'd just be like, you know, it, it, and people knock me. Sometimes I say I'm not a gamer. It, it's total bullshit. I'm a gamer. I've been a gamer forever. You know, you, well, you're only a COD guy. Nah, it's still bullshit. You know, I'm playing much more than COD. But um, COD's the one I post, though, right? Because it fits. What I do in videos most of the time is you know, I've got like a 5 to 12 minute 
thing I want to talk about, and COD fits that format so well. It, yeah. it is always my go-to video game in the background. But the, the, I just want them to be gamers. I want them to be enthusiastic about games, and, and you're the, right there. The thing that kills me um, is, is there. We just I think at this age it's almost over, and I'm grateful for it. But there's a period of time where someone would make it on YouTube because they did a thing. Like, I either made this thing and it got went viral. I guess you could probably blame me, and, and people have accused me of being this guy, but I'm, I promise you, gaming is my lifeblood. It's what I think about when I'm waking up. It's what I think about when I go to bed. I don't have as much time to game as I used to. I'd love to log back into World of Warcraft and waste 10, 12 hours. I just don't have the time. But um, gaming is my lifeblood. It's what's kept me alive this whole time. And that's why I talk about games. That's why I do it. It's becoming more prevalent now because people are really noticing the fact that I'm a gamer and I'm glad. But um, back in the, uh, but every once in a while, someone will become famous for their thing. Either they vlog, or maybe they did a news show, or maybe they did a clip show, or maybe they did whatever. And then someone says, you know, you could be making a lot of money if you played Portal Two. You could make a lot of money if you played some Minecraft. So they make a gameplay channel. And for the first time in their lives, and it's so apparent how bad they are. And some people have turned it into, like, I'm really bad at this game. Come laugh at me. And I appreciate that. But the people who won't make a joke of it, who can't laugh at themselves, who are trying really, really hard, God, I almost calling one out. I'm sorry. <laughs> people are going to connect to him. Type it in the thing. Type it in the thing. Yeah, I, I really want to know because I'm, I'm not as good of a sleuth as I, I guess I thought I was. Oh, that's one uh, of the people. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, God, every time I see that one particular video, just, oh, I just want to punch myself in the face. And I want, I'm curious if people figure it out. So Those guys in the subreddit it. are going to be loving <laughs> yeah. falling over this and um, studying but, it. If you're not a game, you know, I welcome anybody to the gaming fold. My fiance likes Kirby games. She likes Mario a little bit. She loved Little Big Planet. She likes Candy Crush. And you know what? I call her a gamer because she likes games. She thinks about those games. She plays those games. She's, I guarantee you, in the time that we've been filming this, she's in the other room right now playing Candy Crush on the iPad at some point. Okay, absolutely happening. Mm -hmm. And I'll call her a gamer, and I welcome her to the fold, and I welcome anybody to the fold. Okay? Uh, but don't try to cash in on it. We're not putting my wife in front of a camera saying, hey, suck at, I, uh, suck at Candy Crush so we can make fun of you. You know, that's what, that pisses me off. Candy Crush isn't a game anyway, it's an addiction. It really is. I, we started it, we were like, just before New York, we uninstalled it from the iPad. And then it got reinstalled recently because I, I was like, let's try it again, let's try it again. Oh, it's the worst decision we ever made. We're stuck on the same level for literally a month. I want to. What level are you on? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure the number. It's like three, I think it's 325. Oh yeah, you're up there, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's 325. And it's this, it's a basically, it's one with those stupid little spinners that spin out like the black licorice and, and it's like get a fruit to the bottom thing and there's chocolate and, and, and <laughs> it just won't spit out the fucking fruit! It will just give me the fruit! I can't get the fruit out if you won't release the fruit! <laughs> <laughs> I asked the fruit on the bottom with the chocolate trick. Do you, do you I, pay money into I it when you get frustrated? he's a real gamer. Is anyone else doubting <laughs> this at this point? Nope. He sounds no. like he's he's a gamer to me. All the man uh, wants is his goddamn fruit. You better give it to him. <laughs> I, uh, How much money have you spent on Candy Crush? I, at the beginning, uh, you, you, know, you got a, a couple of bombs. We got to a level 
I got a, I think it was like 12. <laughs> then we were like, well, let's see what these, you know, you can buy a little bomb or whatever. And we tried that, so we spent a dollar there. And then I refused to spend money past that, even though I made a Francis Rage video, which we pretended I spent $400 on Candy Crush or whatever. Um, but then I got tired of spamming my friends about getting unlocking the next set of levels. So I made the agreement with myself, I will buy the next set of levels every time I complete a set. Um, I'll give them that dollar, and so now we're up to five dollars. I've got you beat. I, don't you have like three twenty-five? The like, don't you? How you up to five dollars? Well, because we for the first seventy-five percent, we pestered our friends, and then oh. just in the last four sets of levels, I've decided to spend the dollar per level. So you can't earn the sets of levels anyway. You can I never buy them, or it's a social game. So if people, you need five people to unlock the next set for you. And I don't are you through Facebook and I just I get tired of pestering my friends. So. I once played Tiny Tower. Are you familiar with this game at all? Yeah, I just I I'm actually playing the Star Wars version right now. I hate on that my game. iPad. That yeah, it's is a fucking awful. It's not even a game, it's a job. Yeah. Like, you, like you, there are people, these people have different passions and you have to put them in the right job. So now you're managing. There's um stores that you need to restock things all the time. There's an elevator. And you sit there and just, in this pain-in-the-ass fashion, take people to the right floor in the tower. And the idea is you build the tower taller and taller and taller. I dropped, I don't remember if it was 30 or $40, but work with me, one of those. And uh, I'm like, you know what? Like, I've got some cash. I'm going to drop this money into this game and bypass all the drudgery in it. So I went straight to a nice, tall tower. And I had everything cooking. I had tons of employees. I had shelves that constantly needed restocking. I was like sleeping on a plane, waking up like every 17 minutes, being sure to restock the shelves and allocate my staff and and add on to my building. And after a while, I'm like, man, I'm working really hard at this. And I don't like it at all. I'm running a hotel with this bullshit for no reason. I I uninstalled it. And I don't look back at all. If you advance no, well, far enough in that game, it just becomes a really punishing job. One of the one of the biggest buzzwords right now in gaming is microtransactions. It's something that a lot of people feel passionately about. And Tiny Tower is the perfect example of a game that is ruined by microtransactions. It's artificially long and artificially boring to do these things that will accomplish the things you want to accomplish in it so that you'll bypass it by buying gold. Exactly. Or or whatever you call it. And that's the problem, by the way, for the record, with Forza 5. Uh, I bought it. I, here's a story that I haven't told um, in, in full. I went to Walmart with my wife the other night, and I met a guy who recognized me in the video game section. And we talked for a while. He's like, you got an Xbox One, right? I saw the video. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, did you buy Forza for it? I'm like, no. He's like, if you want the most beautiful Xbox experience, the one that looks as photorealistic as the Xbox One can put out, you've got to try Forza. It's amazing. And I'm like, Is it T in it, by the way? I always thought it, it was Forza. It, the game, when you, I always thought it was Forza as well, but the game pronounced itself Forza. The voice inside the game says Forza. And so I'm like, that must be, I don't, call it whatever the hell you want. I'm going to call it Money Grab, the game. So I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, but uh, so I took it home and I'm racing and I'm having a great time and I'm like man I'm so grateful for that guy at Walmart and 20 minutes into my the, the game it looks at me and says you're currently earning XP and credits would you like to boost your XP and credits and I'm like I guess I don't know sure <laughs> and it says well, you have a hundred tokens you can use tokens to boost your credits and experience and I'm like oh. So how much does it cost to boost? Well, 100 will buy you 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour of boosted XP and credits. And then 
then you'll be out of tokens and you'll need to buy tokens to be able to boost your XP and credits. And like, all right, well, as long as I never hear about this system again, I'll be okay. So no, I don't want to boost my XP and credits. I just want to race. Never mention it again. Every race. Do you want to press Y to boost your XP and credits? Do you want to press Y to boost your XP and credits? Did you spend the tokens you had? No, I kept them. I was like, uh, and I, I don't, maybe if I did spend them, it'll, it will, it'll stop asking me, but I'm pretty sure it's always going to be there. Press Y to boost your XP and tokens. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it occurred to me that maybe they're doing that because you're negligent in spending your tokens. Well, it might be. I, I, I God, I hope that's the case. Yeah. Um, but someone, so then I, that got me interested in what was wrong with the problem. And the problem that I discovered is that it takes, if you want to earn every card in the game, which you can do by just playing the game, it's going to run you over 400 hours. One guy estimates 480 hours. But if you boost your XP and credits, that time is drastically decreased. And furthermore, you can also just buy credits straight up at the store to buy the cars anyway. So that the game is designed around microtransactions just like Tiny Tower. Now, I don't mind Tiny Tower doing that because Tiny Tower is free. It's otherwise free, right. I paid sixty dollars for Forza, Forza, for for Forza Money Grab the game. <laughs> I paid sixty dollars, man. And now Gran Turismo for the PlayStation uh, Three has come out, and there's a car in it that will run you about 120 pounds, whatever that translates into in, in into to, to, to English like or you know dollars, to the American yeah. dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I, and this is this, and, and you're talking to a guy who used to stand in front of Street Fighter Two at the arcade and plump a quarter in and have the guy to the left of me beat the shit out of me and then plump another quarter in and plump another quarter in and plump another I'm used to pay to play, okay? I want to play you in Street Fighter, the arcade game. Oh, you're going to beat my ass, too. Oh, but Killer really? Instinct, I'll wreck you, just so you know. You just might. Killer yeah, Instinct, I'll wreck you game. right now. But there was a time when I played Street Fighter in the arcade quite a lot. And um, I, it's not like I was world-class or anything, but typically if there's somebody next to me, that person loses. Do you know? Do you know who who my character was? I bet you can guess. Oh, it's not Ryu. It's E Honda, baby. E Honda. E Honda. I lost all the time, but I would only play Honda every time. Slap that button. He does a little hand move. Yeah. Sumo quick hands. Yeah. But anyway, the point that I'm making is. Fuck microtransactions in sixty dollars games. Either the game is free and has microtransactions, or it's sixty dollars, and we're done. Then you PlayStation can, Four then you has can, something equivalent to that. Have you seen the Angry Birds game, Star Wars? I can't believe they charge they charge like five bucks on the phone, and they charge sixty for the PlayStation Four yeah. version. But now wow. uh, Yoshida has mentioned uh, that he said that we do not set the price for that game, and I'm like, uh, you could kind of probably argue if you really wanted to. Yeah, you allowed that price to happen. Yeah, and, and uh, the company that makes the game came out and said, look. We had we make a lot of money off of Angry Birds. We had to we had to redo the 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 art for it so it looked better on the big screen. Then we had to strip out all of that stuff so that meant coding all the the microtransaction stuff and blah 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 blah. We make more than fifty dollars off of a copy of download a copy of Angry Birds anyway. So we're actually losing money. And I'm like, that's some bullshit. Whatever. Just I think at the end of the day, the consumer should be happy with the money he spent. And like, I don't feel like playing like a phone game on my PS4 for sixty bucks would make me happy. That, I like the way Wing no. said that, right? Because the consumer is the one who decides whether he gets ripped off or not. You know, I mean, you can charge a thousand dollars for a game, knock yourself mm-hmm. out, so long as you have a happy customer. 
then you're in good shape. If you charge a dollar for a game and you have a happy customer, you're still in good shape. Um, I, I pay a lot for Call of Duty. You know, Normally in a year, well, I buy it early, so I pay a lot. And then I buy like a mat pack on top of that. So what does that bring me to? $110, $120 a year for just one console? I typically buy it for two, so I'm in for a good like 200 bucks a year. This year I'm buying it for three consoles, so that's 180 right there. I haven't even talked mat packs yet. Yeah. And... Uh, you know that that's a lot of cod, but and if you're truly passionate about a game and the game is truly good, I will tell you this: Last of Us. Again, I, I'm going to talk about the game till I'm dead. Okay, I'll talk about Borderlands Two instead because Borderlands Two is a game that just very well spoke to me. Randy Pitcher, if you ever see this, I loved the game. I, I I met him at the PlayStation Four thing and didn't immediately realize who he was, and I I regret not hugging him that day. But uh, that's a Borderlands 2 is one of the most amazing games I've ever played. It really spoke to me, and I bought every single piece of DLC they had because I was emotionally invested in that game. I wanted the company to succeed. I'm sorry about what they did to uh, Aliens, the uh, Colonial Marines or whatever, but uh, I, I wanted that franchise to get a third game. I love them. If you create a game that's phenomenal, like Call of Duty, like the games that you guys are invested in, there's nothing wrong with buying a map pack. There's nothing wrong with spending some money on your game. If you love the franchise, if you have an emotional investment, if this is how you want to spend your time, and that's how you want to spend your money, that is awesome. If you're talking $110 on Call of Duty, if that's what you love. I'll let this get out, but I'd pay $30 per, per like, DLC for Fallout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have easily paid. I, I get the season pass for Borderlands 2. I would have easily bought. I would have easily paid twice as much. I would have easily given sixty dollars for Tiny Tina's uh, Salt on Dragon Keep or whatever the hell it's called. That was one of the most innovative pieces of entertainment I've ever enjoyed, and I played through it three different times. I love three that different characters. character. Tiny Tina is one of my. Oh, she's so actually my very favorite character in all of the Borderlands. You know, in uh, either one. Are you familiar with the voice actress um, uh, Ashley and uh, her YouTube series? Uh, uh, hey Ash, what you playing? No. It's sometimes cringingly bad, but it's very amusing. And the voice actress, uh, we were watching her content last night. She just got added to the the characters from that uh, web show have been added to um, Saints Row Four as posse characters. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's go look up some of her content. And we were watching it last night. It's funny because the character she plays in that is pretty much Tiny Tina. And I like to live in a world in which that's just how she acts all the time. Like, <laughs> like she just walks around going, girl, you look good in that dress. I just want to live in that world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been all gaming tonight. Mm-hmm. Woody, can I, can I, well, I wanted to ask about, I was wanted to ask, uh, pull the, the, the host, is it okay if we do a little uh, YouTube industry talk? A lot of people have been oh, talking about yes, the, the monetization stuff. I, I, I like I, I think some people would be interested in it, just in like a breaking the fourth wall kind of thing. But um, listen to you, know. you and your industry jargon. Oh yes, you're talking about how YouTube's going to review monetization. Yeah, and and actually, you know, if you're if you're initially, if people are like, oh, industry talk, I don't like it. This could potentially like, if you like gaming videos, especially, this could uh, this could really impact a lot of the people that you that you like to watch. Maybe, perhaps, we'll see. But is that okay? Can we talk about it? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to kick it off? Or you... Yes. Okay. Sure. I can. I can. Uh, I. I may be wrong on some of the specifics. I think I have most of it. I'm in the ballpark. Okay. So give me that again. This is PK. If you want 100% accuracy and facts, you're just from the wrong place. Um, 
So coming in the new year, YouTube is going to be forcing multi-channel networks. We'll call them MCNs, and we'll get into what multi-channel networks are in a bit. They're going to be um, asking them to um, delegate two different types of uh of let we'll call it authority to 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 YouTube partner channels, and one is affiliate, the other is managed. And think of them as affiliate as bad, managed as good. If you're a managed channel, if you're a partner, you can upload and monetize your video immediately. That means ads play on it as you like. You can monetize it as it's uploaded, and it, your first view is available to be monetized. Ads can play. If you're an affiliate, your videos, your content. Sometimes, maybe, not sure. There's different, there's, some people say every video, others say it's random. I just got an email from my network that says it's random. Um, but your videos will be subjected to a vetting process from time to time during which they cannot be monetized. So let's say if you want to, if you upload, if your favorite YouTuber uploads a video and they're an affiliate channel, for perhaps the first two hours to 48 hours to even a week sometimes, if the algorithm is, is slow, um, you that YouTuber will not be able to place advertisements on that video. They won't be able to monetize it. It's, it's, it's not will an not algorithm. It's a human, though. A human. Oh, will it, will it be a human? Okay. And I'm told well, you, Google is actually staffing up to review videos. Not an algorithm. Well, because of the number of videos that are being uploaded, uh, there's the majority, there's the first line of defense. It's going to be an algorithm mm -hmm. that will then pump things up the queue for people that then visit, 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 based on keywords, based on upload patterns, based on length of video, based on whatever crazy criteria. So there will be some algorithm in place. Yes. And, I, and I will tell you, um, since I am not with a uh, network, I believe they have beta tested this on my account already. And I, I think that basically I'm now probably flagged as trusted because most of the things that I upload is, is monetized instantly, and if not, in the first 30 minutes. Did you guys catch um, that at first? He said he's flaccid. Did, was that the only one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a question. Yeah, but... uh, you guys seem to be more knowledgeable to me because I read the email as soon as I got home. Mm -hmm. um, or let's say it takes 48 hours to a week, whatever. Let's say the worst-case scenario. Do you still get paid for all the views, or you get paid for the no. views past? You only get paid for ad impressions. So what? basically I had a series called Monday Mailbag. And then, and then what this will mean is Monday mailbag now visible on Thursday sometime. <laughs> you know, I can't because, believe that. And 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 the the reason this will impact a lot of people is because if your favorite YouTuber treats YouTube as as their primary source of income, which many many YouTubers do, and there's not a damn thing wrong with that. Oh, they're money whores if they oh, do yeah, such a yeah, thing. Oh yeah, right. Do you know somebody that has a job? Do they love that job? No. Well, then they're a fucking money whore. Mommy, daddy, like what they do? Oh, well, then guess what? They're money whores too. But, <laughs> um, if they want to continue to to get monetize to have all of their views or as many views as possible be monetized, they are either going to have to um, start scheduled uploading their videos, which the scheduled uploader is hit or miss sometimes, and um, or or just deal with the fact that the only views that will be monetized are the ones that occur. Uh, 48 hours after. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to harp it. on 48 hours, but <laughs> the views that occur after the vetting process is over, however long that takes, it could be See, two hours. To me, for this to be fair, they should not release the video until they reviewed it. So when, after they okay it, then they put it for monetization and then they upload it to the sub box. Yeah, it should be your call. Right? What, like, what, what they'll what, probably tell you to do is upload your video as listed as private or unlisted, probably mm -hmm. unlisted. 
And then when the person approves it for monetization, they'll also flip it into whatever. They may create a third category, fourth category for that specifically. That's what they did at YouTube at one time ago. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things that I think we're missing that I think all the listeners need to understand is that a lot of people, most of the, I think everybody but me in this channel is network. And networks take a percentage of your income. And one of the largest things that we have been paying them for is instant monetization and protection from copyright strikes when it comes mm-hmm. to gameplay. That's what everybody that's in this uh, chat has paid their network that's what, for. That's what I pay and, for. And some of you lower-end YouTubers who are just getting started out, you're going to sign contracts that are 50-50 splits or, or, or 40-60 splits where they're taking 50-40% of your income, and you're stuck with that contract. You signed for a three-year contract, by the way. You're stuck with that giving them 40% of your income for what comes down to not much anymore because you no longer have instant monetization and you no longer have copyright protection. And why are, what, why are networks at that point? You know? Like there's, what, no point, is, there's no point. There why is a, that's that's a multi-channel guy? network, by the way. Boogie just explained it perfectly. I, I, there is a point, possibly, that sometimes these networks bring on a sales team. Right, like IGN mm-hmm. was known as having a yeah, really good sales team. So you know, you might, if you ever see ads for like feminine hygiene products on my videos, you know damn well that was a filler ad, right? That someone didn't like reach out and say, "Trust me, Woody's audience is perfect for this," right? Because they're all guys. But if you see a Call of Duty ad on my channel, there's a good chance that the sales team at my network got a premium rate and said, look, you know, the people who watch this are the people who really need to see your ad. And, you know, there's a relevant premium ad on my channel and I get a higher CPM because I have a sales team finding better things than filler ads. All right. Can, can I just hop on something here? So you're telling me, like, say I make, make a video where I'm happy and I'm proud of it. I think it's going to do well. Right. And it goes up for monetization, you know, review. I should instantly unlist it or private it until they upload finish it. Upload it as unlisted. Upload it as unlisted. Upload it as unlisted and wait for the monetization flag to get thrown, which could take up to three or four days under the new but method. And notoriously, the sub boxer just don't work when you don't when you do like unlisted and private and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you roll the dice, right? Like it's yep. not that they never work; it's that they sometimes don't work. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's that's one of the most frustrating th- parts about being a YouTuber right now. And I. I God, I really shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it. Right now, uh, a lot of a lot of YouTubers over the past year who create the content you love to watch, we have lost a fair amount of our confidence in YouTube, and that's very frustrating because they have done a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense, and we're all afraid. And if you talk to people like my friend Daniel Nerd Cube, you know that guy. He's making an after YouTube plan. I have an after YouTube plan. My after YouTube plan is Twitch. I'm oh, focusing on getting Twitch going every night. That is a very common plan, right? Mm-hmm. I've been streaming on Twitch for right. five days a night. Um, YouTube has not been friendly to the people that make the videos for YouTube forever. I feel like no. they – I want to say take them for granted, but that makes me sound as if I have some sort of you know a high sense of self-worth. It's – I guess YouTube feels like the platform is what makes YouTube successful and not the people who – Right. have a passion for it. Right. YouTube's no longer on the side of a content creator. No. To me, the fact that they've never monetized mobile was the thing. It's like it, it, mobile, when I first started, was like 10% of views. Now it's like 60% of views. And YouTube's not doing, not sharing that money, right? I think for, as far as YouTube's concerned, they're like, dude, I'd rather mobile be 99% of views because I don't pay Boogie for it. 
You know, I, Boogie, Woody, Wings, you know, all these guys, Lefty, they don't get a dime out of these mobile views. Therefore, the more mobile, the better. And I never plan to let them in on the growing segment of YouTube. You know, screw them. So yeah. it's like, well, YouTube's not my friend. Noted. Now, YouTube is like, all right, um, in a gaming video, they're really topical and they're like sort of fresh. And you get, would you guys agree that you maybe get 90% of your views in the first two days? Yeah, dude, 48 yeah. hours yeah. of the death sentence. That video might not have been uploaded. Might as well delete it and re-upload it. Yeah, for me, after two days, I'm probably at 90%. And then I'll the make $3 term. in the next year after 48 hours. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's really all about how it's doing right away. And, and they're taking that from you, too, without any sense of, like, give a shitness on, on, on the content creators. So YouTube is becoming a really unfriendly place for anyone who hopes to make a living there. So you need an after YouTube plan, right? Unless you're one of those special guys, right? If you're, uh, Scott has Minecraft, right? He's crushing it right now. PewDiePie yep. is obviously crushing it. Jenna Marbles, um, EKYR Speedy. These guys are going to be partnered. Not affiliated, but partnered. Do I have the two terms right, Lefty? Uh, managed, I think. Managed. Is the one. managed yeah. right. So these guys are going to be managed. They're going to be instantly, you know, they're going to exist under the rules that we've all had for the last couple of years. But if you're not a titan like that, YouTube is. Well, what about guys like us that's had channels like five, six years? You're immediately an affiliate. For yeah. most networks, you're immediately an affiliate right. because what they don't, it's about copyright infringement. YouTube uh, wants to offload their. Um, liability for copyright infringement onto the networks, and the networks are immediately yeah, passing that on to. be a pretty big shot. Like like Wings, you're not a candidate for manage. You're not going to get there. Boogie, I'm, I don't think you're a candidate for manage, right? You're looking at affiliate. I know I I'm looking at affiliate because I've talked to it. The only person who in that we know, someone's echoing. Kyle, no, it can't be me. Okay, I, I don't hear it anymore. Maybe I'm, I definitely heard it. Though. I heard it. I heard it too. But you know, maybe Kyle's associate FPS Russia could get managed. And outside of that, you know, it, it's a pretty high standard. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying so, track record should go into this. Like I've been on YouTube going on six years now, and I've never gotten a strike. Mm-hmm. That should that should that really? should play never into got something one at all. Right. Never gotten one at all. Man, I've had tons of strikes. I uploaded. I've uploaded porn to YouTube on, my, on, on a channel before, like on that <laughs> KLM five nine eight six channel. Totally uploaded a naked. Oh, but but so what? Do you, I think we can all agree that YouTube content creators have had their face shaken a little bit. And now, recently, this is what I'm describing the perfect storm situation. Now we have the users' confidence shaken with the Google Plus integration. And now you and I are talking about this on a, a live stream and other YouTubers talking about it. Every YouTuber's talking about it. They're talking about the monetization problems. They're talking about the approval problems. They're talking about network problems. They're talking about Google Plus problems. So not only do you have a scenario where the creators are losing confidence, but the users are using, losing confidence, and we're all talking about it. Now the third step, this is why I shouldn't say, the third step is when the people buying ads lose confidence. Mm. And when that happens, like a house of cards, it will crumble. Like a building made of sand, it will crumble. And that's it. Game over for you and me. We're not paying our mortgage anymore. And that's what I'm terrified of. If they keep shaking the tree like this, the leaves will fall. It's not happening right away. And Boogie, I see your trajectory. I'm thrilled for you that I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator. But my advice to you is pay off your house, dude. I know. Trust me. Every dime. I'll tell you something. 
Here's something, I, and I believe everyone should live this way. If you ever come into the, the lucky position that I'm currently in, I live all, I used to live off of a thousand to fifteen hundred dollar a month budget. I still live off the exact same fifteen hundred dollar budget I have lived on before I knew what YouTube was. And there was a period of time where I was on, everybody knows this about me, but I was on disability for a while and I didn't have that. I had a six hundred dollar budget. That was my, every dime I have. I'm almost with you. Dollars, I, but, I still you know. live it up big at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, I get the buttered popcorn. And my, wife, my wife likes the popcorn. I like, I like the dime. I have $900 worth of bills right now and I'm happier than I've ever been. Yeah. 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 Every bill, every, my entire month bill is 900 bucks. Yeah, I got yeah. I got that movie theater money. I I go up there. I make I get give me some raisinets, a drink, and a popcorn because I yeah. roll deep like that. But we need. You know, <laughs> I, I feel bad. My after YouTube plan is so like sparse compared to your guys. My after YouTube plan was to be able to live off a minimum wage job if I needed to. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, that's. I read an article the other day. Uh, well, my wife pointed this out to me, and then I read the article. But it said that people spend money in three different ways. You look at how poor people spend money, the way middle-class people spend money, and rich people, we all spend money three different ways. A poor person knows that their money is going to be gone tomorrow. So they will spend big the day they get paid. They will go out and they will buy a thing. And you'll see uh, a particular expensive snapback. You'll see expensive shoes. You'll see ex- uh, an Xbox. You'll see a PlayStation. You'll, I'm going to buy that big thing to show that I had wealth at one point. And then I'll have the thing which can't be taken away from me if I get sick. If you know, I, I might sell it, but it can't be taken away. I have the thing. Mm-hmm. The way a middle class person spends their money is they save it. They save it. They keep it. It's more important to a middle class person to have the money than the thing. That's how they show wealth. I have money in the bank. And the way a rich person spends money is money equals power. I use money as a tool to alter the world around me. I hire people. I change lives. I create a charity. I create a a corporation. That's how a rich person spends money. My recommendation for everybody, even if you are poor, try to spend like the middle class. Yeah, that's what I must do. Some guy was – I want to say laughing at me. It's hard to interpret text. But over Twitter, he's like, oh, I bet what if you'll regret his decision to leave Cisco now. I've saved enough money to live about 15 years. Wow. Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so how, how much are you regretting that decision? Does it eat at you at night? <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm chopping on buttered popcorn. I wish I, I wish I, I wish I could install that uh, picture of Woody Harrelson crying on a pile of money, wiping away tears of money right now. Wish I had a way to just throw that on the screen. Yeah, that's I've, exactly I've you right now. Saved and saved and saved. I um, yeah. you know, this that's it's that's where we are. Yeah, I, I never, you know, I mean, I hate to be like a downer, but I never know when this YouTube thing is going to crumble. And I, even if it doesn't, I never know if I'm ever going to get sick and I'm not going to be able to work. I never know if that heart attack or that stroke that everybody's tweeting to me about 40 times a day is ever going to happen. I don't know. And if it happens tomorrow, I want to know that my wife's taken care of. I want to know that my family's going to be okay. And so I put it all in the bank. I, I put it all in the bank. My intention a second ago was to look down and say, like, this is a $6 T-shirt. But I look down. This is an elk. This is a free T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's something Woody that bothers me, and I bet it bothers you sometimes too. But I think about the fact that now that now that I've got a little, they give a lot. 
Like now that I've got a little, I got a little power, I got a little whatever, they want to give me stuff. And I'm glad that they do. But that's why I was talking about giving away the PlayStation and the Xbox because I couldn't sleep at night knowing that I got free stuff and there's people out there. I know what it's like to be poor. I grew up poor. I, I want to, I can't. And they, and then this free stuff shows up every once in a while or I get paid for doing a simple job and sometimes it, it does eat at me. I know. I, dude, I don't, I don't know if you, you were here. I, I was, I was talking about how my, my success has been eating at me too. Like I, I've been working more than most for years now, right? Like since I left Cisco, they, oh, you said it great. You said this is a great, great job, but if you have any ambition, it's all-consuming. It's 24 mm-hmm. by 7. I would sit there and scour the internet all the time for things that I would thought would make interesting commentary. Mm-hmm. I'd work my Twitter day and night trying to be the sort of person that somebody would follow. I would make videos, get gameplays, learn intricacies in Call of Duty to give tips. If you have any ambition, this is 24 by 7. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on, on PKA, but I have a Minecraft server, woodycraft.net. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll be streaming from there soon. <laughs> yeah, hey, there's an event on Sunday. It's a death race. Anyway, so um, uh, I am doing that like all the time. Every time, I, right now I'm sitting here peeking at it, making sure that everything's running smoothly, that everyone's having a good player experience. We're constantly making this thing the best that it can be. Nobody outworks me. In this thing, and whether it be YouTube or or Minecraft, I'm not saying that you know no one will ever have my level of success, but it won't because they worked harder, right? No one's outworking me, and I still feel guilty sometimes. Like, am I really deserving of this? Like, it, 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 I never the, thought it was going to go this well, this fast. I, it's out of this world. The, the guilt comes with, um, I think, more than anything. Uh, who is it said that if you love what you do for a living, you'll never work in a day? I think that's the big thing. And Woody, I know you love it. And I love it. I think everybody in here loves what they're doing for a living. I was born to talk to people. I was made to entertain. I, even though I don't look the part and I certainly don't act the part, I was made to do this. And I know you were too. I know everybody in this channel was. And, and that said, we're doing what we love and that feels guilty sometimes because even yeah. though it does consume seven days of my week, 24 hours of my days, I love you know what, every second. You know second what gets of it. me? What, what gets me is when I don't like it. I feel extra bad, right? So imagine, yes. imagine yeah. I upload a video and it doesn't go over like I think it will, right? Now all mm. of a sudden I'm like, oh, woe is me. Look at this. I'm having a bad day. Really? Really? This is your version of a bad day? You woke up at 10, you stayed in your underwear till 3 p.m., you made your video, people didn't like your video? That was a freaking awesome day yeah. before this job, you know? I, it, the on. worst I've ever felt, and that's, I can't believe I'm saying this, I got paid to do a job, and the job I got paid to do, the guy wanted to write me a check. And I'm like, a check? What? Is this 2006? Okay, check. or Deal. Uh, so they write me a check, and I get the check. And it's a $500 check. And I have to now go to the bank. So my wife is working till 6.30 most nights. So it's hard to get to the bank. And we're a one-car family right now because my I I don't even really like driving. I'm not very good at it. I'm afraid I'll kill somebody. And so I'm like, I've got to arrange for us to go to the bank to to deposit this check. And that's going to be a slight pain in the ass. And I'm like, I can't believe this guy wrote me a fucking check for five hundred dollars. It's not even worth going to the bank to cash this five hundred dollars. <laughs> and then I immediately went, "What the fuck is wrong with you? You just paid for your Christmas presents. You just paid for you and your wife's share of the rent off of doing that job." You have to live you, off that five hundred dollars check. I'm like, "What the?" 
fuck is wrong with me? Dude. And I'm like, I promised myself right then and there, I will never be that guy. I will never be that Good guy. Good for you, because I'm that human guy. Nature, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went to the bank today. The check was three thousand seven hundred forty-one dollars. Took me three weeks to get around the deposit. God, I want, I want to earn, I want to earn Woody money. Damn. <laughs> they can, they can pile up sometimes. I, yeah. All right. So part of my problem is I don't like the bank. And you know, if you've got a couple of different revenue sources, maybe you're getting some small to medium-sized checks coming in, and five or six of them could pile up. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, holy shit! Now I look like a psycho walking into the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to deposit all of these, and they're just like, holy, like, like this is from two months ago, sir. I'm like, I, I, like, what's my excuse then? I did this, I did this literally two days ago. I walked in with four or five checks, and like, and I was, I, I had to tell a lie. I was like, yep, been out of town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. Be like, yeah, I just couldn't get around to like. Well, you yeah, see, I was volunteering in Africa. Let me a comment on boogies. Like, but what you guys are describing is human nature. You, if you do something long enough, you eventually get that feeling in your heart that, like, man, this again. Yeah. Yeah, but but then you you know you step back and realize, like, dude, you're lucky. You feel very lucky. You know, it it's not that it's it's not that it's completely unearned, right? I don't think lucky means unearned, right? They're professional athletes and, and actors who are lucky to be where they are but also worked oh. really hard to, to maximize their odds and and i think that happens on youtube too there's a bit of luck but certainly you know there's oh, a huge amount of luck I, I i watched the guy's videos the other day and i forgot the username but like he made videos that made mine look like shit and i'm like why am i bigger than this dude i i look at like five thousand subs i look at um some of my favorite. Can I can I just name some people that I love? That Only you, that positive stuff. Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Bull is uh, what? Uh, have you ever seen his, his his raps? He does video game related raps, and he's dedicated to making. I swear to God, he said this the other day. He's going to make a rap song for every video game ever created if he can possibly do it really? in his lifetime. And they are all phenomenal. This stuff, I would rather listen to him than I would Eminem. What his Skyrim rap is phenomenal. Have you ever, his, his best one is the Skyrim epic rap. It's the one that made him. So, but and, you're telling me about the audio. What does he do for video? Um, he tends to use gameplay. Okay. So he's being affected by all of this stuff too. I haven't talked to him about it, but I'm worried about it too. But of course, he's gotten in good with some of the companies, so he's got direct permission letters just like I do and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, he he will he will slice up his own video. Sometimes when he's writing a more personal rap, clearly he's on film and he'll do that kind of stuff. Uh, but when it's a video game, he'll slice footage from their release trailers and things like that, rebuild them or recreate them to time to the music. He, I mean, he's an artist. He's an artist, and I watch him work every day. And I think to myself, why do I even try? Because nothing I ever make is going to look as good as one of his worst videos. Or uh, this other guy who I uh, did a collab with, Oliver, age 24. I watch his content and I laugh and laugh and laugh until I can't stand it. And and I, he's much funnier than I'll ever be. And I think to myself, why me and why not these guys? You know? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Just, like, so we were talking about a related topic before the show. And it was, you know, why me comes to mind. And I also asked myself, why am I watching this, right? What the conversation was, Peter, the cameras weren't rolling at the time. How I Met Your Mother, it's a great TV show. I really like it. Um, What was the, uh, Supernatural, right? I've been watching that lately on Netflix. Can I interject this one real quick? How I Met Your Mother, you are now aware that every single episode of How I Met Your Mother has a fat joke in it. Okay, go. Now, wow. wow, I did not know. Yeah, it's um, at least 95% ratio that Barney would be like, well, at least she's not fat. And then that's the joke. That's just the joke. But okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I had no idea. But there's, you know, production value, script writers, professional actors. They're like, like, 
It seems like if there was any kind of way to measure quality, it would trump things like a Twitch stream every day and twice on Sunday. Like it's just it's tremendously better. Yet I often find myself thinking, what's going on on Twitch right now? You know, I want to see this guy. I want to see something real. I want to see something live. It's uh, so why you? I, I don't know. I like there's a way to connect to you. Yeah, in a maybe way. that's why I'm, Housewives of Houston is bigger than Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so the guy that makes—I'll be ten seconds. The guy that makes that rap song, he might make amazing stuff. Like, like, um, I, I don't really connect to Devin Supertramp when I watch his videos because he's kind of a behind-the-scenes person. But I have to see everyone that comes out. So there's definitely a place for that. But there's also a place for the guy like you, who you know, you really watch him because you want to say, like, ah, oh, I, I wonder what he's up to today. I like Boogie. Well, What's Boogie doing? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, you back to what you said about Twitch. Until I started streaming on Twitch, I never understood the appeal, and now I understand the appeal. I've got 500 of my closest friends, or 1,000 of my closest friends, which you know, my, my Twitch stream is successful. It's certainly not as successful as I'm sure yours, but I've got 500 people uh, that are in the room with me, and we're just playing a game together the same way I will go out to the living room and play Mario with my wife. I need your Twitch. You know, we're just sitting there. <laughs> what, what, what are your Twitch numbers like, Wayne? Oh, my Twitch? i got 500 people ready to call me fat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we get that too, but I have some good moderators, and I have Nightbots censoring the word fat, just so you know. I do that uh, too. I censor uh, the word fat in auto band. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I get it because it's that's connection, and that's the thing I've always tried to do with my YouTube career. And I, I, and I, I say use that term lightly because I think it's a silly word, sort of. But in the content I try to create, I want the communities. YouTube. I to say as a YouTube mega superstar. <laughs> As God of YouTube, I decree. Boogie, aren't you getting your golden button late? Is here in a minute? I don't know. In fact, to be honest with you, I wrote my YouTube rep. Who, by the way, John, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's not exactly what I'd like to call very conversive or, um, I don't know, not going to be me. But he, uh, I wrote him, and he sent me a link to the fact. That was oh, his answer. And he's like, he's like, oh, here's the fact for that. And uh, so I don't know if I'm getting it or not. Did you yeah, properly you'll register? Get it. Do what? Did you properly register? Like, I don't know. I then really didn't. Okay. I don't know. Then, then I think you didn't. Back, you need to go through your I, email. I did get the 100,000th of reward. So I should get the million, right? Um, you've got to fill out a separate thing for both ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't fill out anything for the 100,000 one. Well, was I supposed to get a letter or something that tells yeah. me what to fill out? I You're didn't get a, to get a letter. You know yeah. what? Here's what I did. I um, I I thought that it was gone and it was down. And the play button, for all the YouTube silliness, it really means something to me. It does. Like, I, I want it so bad. <laughs> Woody, I can't help but, but notice that yours is back behind your shoulder there. Yeah. Sitting well, on the ground. Oh, I haven't mounted it yet, but I, I, I swear to you what I'm telling you is true from the heart. Yeah, that looked like you took it out of the box. No, it's, <laughs> no, no, that's what it comes in. So, so I'll, thing, as yeah. much as I made fun of him right there, mine's sitting on the floor too because it weighs 45 fucking pounds. Yeah, it, that thing okay. is something. You Let me tell you something. It's not like that thing, a picture. You need special stuff. YouTube, if mine shows up before Christmas, I will film a video of me throwing my Christmas tree on the front lawn and replacing it with that play button. <laughs> like, that'll be, like, literally, fast. when I was growing up, I, I, I did extemporaneous speaking, I did a little bit of debate, I did a little bit of one-act play, and I took acting courses in college, and one of the most pivotal moments in my life is this 
uh, acting, uh, my acting coach, uh, the guy teaching me the class, pulls me aside and goes, you know, um, Stephen, uh, you don't, most guys your size don't really get leading roles. And like, well, John Candy did. And he goes, John Candy is a bit of a, a, an enigma. You know that. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I could get lucky. And it's like, well, you know, you really don't have the face for it either. And I'm like, oh, okay, where are you going? He goes, well, you do have a lovely radio voice. Maybe you should consider that. And I'm like, you son of a like, – but it <laughs> it wrecked me, dude. It wrecked me. I finished that class, but I never took another acting class, and I never thought about it again. I've always wanted to be in front of a camera. That's why I felt like I was born to do it. Every Christmas list I ever had had a camera on it. I want a new camera. I want a video camera. I want a digital camera. I want a camera, 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 camera. There's a camera on my digital list, on my Christmas list this year. And I've always wanted to be in front of it. So and like, this accomplishment's big to me. You know, it's yeah. big. So first, the point I was going to make was um, yeah. uh, what you want to do. Send out a, a – I, my Twitter followers helped me. I forget which one it was, but someone saved me. I was like, I can't find this link. I've been Googling. I've been searching, whatever. I can't register for my golden play button. If you guys can find this webpage, I would be so grateful. And they did, and I am. So someone Good. gave me a link, and I went there, and I, I registered for it, and then it came. So that's that should, that should tell you what my YouTube rep does for me, by the way, because I wrote him, and he sent me to a fact. He didn't tell me anything about any of that. Hey, Boogie, can I, can I bounce an idea off you for that video yeah. if you can get it for Christmas? Yeah, him. You said you're going to throw the Christmas tree in the front yard. Yeah, that would be funny, but there's a way to go funnier with it. Oh, sure. First off, you do it as Francis. Oh, and you yeah. get one of those carts from Walmart, and you hook a chain to the Christmas tree and drag <laughs> it out into the yard. <laughs> then light it on fire. <laughs> that would be if you use it like a tra- like a like a farm tractor, but it was the one of those scooters. But um, I had something else to say. Oh, it was the it was how to get the channel the the play button, and then oh oh the hate thing, right? Remember the the, the coach like tore you down, and and it wasn't your thing. Yeah. Don't you kind of wish you were built by those people who were actually motivated by hate? Right? To me, hate tears me down and then I build myself back up. You know, it's like, all right, I'm not going to let them define me. I'm going to, you know, resist against it. But there are people who are literally motivated by hate, who are like, mm-hmm. bring it. Oh, please. I love it when you boo me. When you boo me, I lift harder. When you boo me, I jump higher. And I'm like, I wish I was that guy. When you boo me, it breaks I don't me want to play anymore. Yeah. I, like, uh, you, when <laughs> you get my me, ball, give me my damn ball. I'm going yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? And, and then it's, you know, overnight. Like, you know what? I won't be defeated. Fuck that. Well, but, I, rarely ever, I rarely ever get to give you any advice, but I'll tell you, I got two quotes here for you. Um, the first is the easiest way to avoid criticism is to do nothing and to be nothing. And you've chosen to do and you've chosen to be. And because you've chosen to make a difference, of course people are going to criticize you, and that's okay. And the second, um, this, <laughs> uh, fuck, I forgot the second quote. It's so good, too. But the bottom line is, uh, weight, uh, hate is uh, heavy. Hate is heavy, and it's going to weigh on everybody. But you've got a choice. You can either hold it in your hands, you can hold that big heavy block in your hands and let it weigh you down, or you can use it as building blocks and stepping stairs and build a life and a career out of it. Use it as a, a sharpening tool to oh, make I'm yourself somewhere a better in the you. middle. I hold it yeah. in my hands, and then I drop it. Say, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to let you – picture it as a brick while you're swimming, right? 
Let it sink. Keep doing your thing. Keep struggling. Keep that swim up. But it never becomes a platform for me. I never say, like, oh, this is awesome. This hate, you know, I, I flourish in it. It's always, you know, like, it, and now I'm at a point where, like, I just immediately drop it. Like, ah, fuck this. Ah, fuck that. You know, I don't, <laughs> you can keep your brick. It's not hurting me. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm at a point where it still hurts, and it's always going to hurt. It's always going to suck one way or the other. You know, I, I hate I hate looking at my top comments on YouTube. I hate seeing the, the the length that someone will go in their day to try to make me and my wife miserable. But at the end of the day, I realize that it means we're making a difference. And, and, and two things. Number one, for every hater there is out there, even if it was only for every thousand haters, one guy is like, man, I really like that guy. That makes me feel really good, and I'm glad that I made a connection with that guy. And uh, secondly, if we can convince one guy who's just shitting on everybody in his life because he's a hate-filled cynic, and he, 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 he sees my tweet and I say, Hey man, it's okay. It's, I understand why you're at. It's cool. Call me fat. It's cool. And maybe, maybe I take a little of the piss and vinegar out of his day. I feel good about that. So at the end of the day, I like being a, a shit magnet. <laughs> you know, I want you to do, I want you to rain on my parade. At least you're not raining on somebody else's, you know, Given at the least choice, you're not. I'd be a love magnet, but if you bring the poo, <laughs> it's not sticking here. I've been, I've been, I've been a turd magnet my whole life, man. It's, I'm just used to it. But that's what's so great about the past year and hopefully the next year. I've gotten so lucky and I've gotten so much good stuff and I can't wait. I love being here with you. This is one of my favorite things in the world to do and I'm so lucky to get to do it to talk to your audience and to hang out with you guys. Just some of my favorite people. I got a, I got a question, but wouldn't it, wouldn't it make you feel good that with your newfound success to get an acting role? And just be laughing in that coach's face. Oh, I got it. No, I grew up in a small town, and it's funny. Uh, a lot of people there never knew what to make of me because I was so much weirder than that town could handle. It's so different, and our with the family stuff that was going on, all that crap. And I hear from people back home every once in a while, and the things they say are shocking. Because I know some of these people did believe me. Like Matt Whiteneck, if you're watching this, you're not. But if you were. Uh, I knew you believed in me, and I'm glad that you did. And when I saw him, when he saw that I was in New York today, he said some of the nicest things in the world. And some of these people didn't believe. They thought I should just be put out of my misery. Should have been put down like a dog. And they, and now they're, you know, writing me on Facebook like, "Oh, it's so good to see you make so good after all the rough beginning." You don't give a shit. You didn't give a shit then. I don't see why you give a shit now. Just shut up. Sit oh, down. Yeah. And, oh, here's the thing, and this is outside of YouTube thing. Be nice to people whether they're doing well or not. I, I remember I was I was working at a company called QAD. This is before Cisco. So call this like 1997. And this guy got hired at Cisco for a high-level job. Like like it's an executive something. I don't, we'll call him the CIO, right? the chief information officer. I forget what he was. And uh, everyone's like, wow, so this is the new guy. You know, he, this guy is a winner. He's our new boss. He's the boss of everybody here. And what he said was, you know what? Be nice. He's like, yeah, I just got hired. It's a great job. I'm totally thrilled to be here. But nobody's career goes straight up, right? Everybody's career has ups and downs. And he said, I will tell you, if you're not nice to people who are sinking, just wait till it's your turn. Just wait until you get fired from your job. There will be a line of people looking to put you down. And, um, you know, I got, you know, that. I'm glad that, you know, I, I didn't sit there and rip on every YouTuber along the way. You know, there were people I passed, you know, as, yeah. as I grew in subs. And you didn't see me making videos devoted to, look at this guy, I just got bigger. Look at that guy, I just got bigger. I just, you know, 
in the privacy of my own home. Tip, I, tip my hat to the people who laid the groundwork for me and, you know, move, keep going. I do I do an impression of PewDiePie on my uh, Twitch stream every once in a while. And it's, it's exactly what you'd expect. You know, I'll play whatever game I'm playing, and they're like, I'll play Hearthstone, and then they drop the they drop a, the, the chill one yet, and I'm like, ah! you know, it's, it's what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that not because I dislike PewDiePie, because I have respect for him and his success. And I watched some of his more personal content, and I actually connect with the guy. I rather, I'd love to shake his hand one day. I think, you know, it's it's fun to hate on him because he's successful. And, and everybody, you know, some of his content does appeal to the lowest common denominator, and he knows what he's doing, so he does appeal. He does make videos like that. But he's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm never going to hate that guy because I can't hate that guy. Like, I, I, I would hate Hitler, you know. No but I'm not going to hate PewDiePie. I don't have any... Hate in my heart for PewDiePie. I can't even comprehend that. The only guys I really look down on on YouTube are the ones who hate the others, right? That's the one. There's this one guy. He uploads videos about Colin jerking off dogs. He keeps retweeting. Like if anyone leaves a negative comment on on his channel, he'll like screen cap it and tweet it out. You know, and and it's about my son. And uh, like that person, I have very little respect for. I'm waiting for his fall. I, I can't wait. I'm gonna sit here and smile and relish in the day when he's on the way down. I. I really don't pay any attention to it. What happens is people will tell me about his antics, and yeah. then I, then they get noticed. But and then um, I'm like I'm like oh cool story bro I'm glad we kept that guy busy for a while because I've got people like that and on, on my Twitter and stuff like that and I'm like oh cool as long as they're wasting their time on us because I I'm I'm practically bulletproof. I mean the harder you push me down the harder I'm gonna fight to get up. So uh, I, you know waste your time on me that's great. You know yeah. tweet pictures of me I don't you know whatever. Whatever, but I like you said. The problem is they think they're big. They think they're big. Like I'm so big, I'm really getting that guy's attention. You're one of like a hundred people trying to do that, dude, and you are a member of a very small chorus that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I ain't got, got much to say here. Yeah. I, I read into hate way too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, rise above it, brother. Because I mean, at the end of the day, everybody gets hate. It doesn't matter whether you're making YouTube videos or whether or not you're. Your your uh, answer orders at McDonald's and everybody gets hate. Everybody, everybody gets hate doing on. something gets hate. Yeah. All you got to do is do nothing. Yeah, be nothing, do nothing, say nothing. That's the only way to avoid criticism. And guess, uh, you know, sorry, like a whole new topic. I, yeah. I got a topic I wanted to talk about. Okay. All right. This kind of ties into like, um, remember when you said the Xbox One? This isn't gaming, by the way, but segue. The Xbox One was going to be ready for 4K. Um, resolution here in three years, and you're three years a long way away. How about prison systems? As it sits right now, we're sitting on a judicial system that pretty much was designed back in the 1900s, where if you do a certain crime, you get some astronomical amount of years, 25 plus for certain crimes. But a year now, in my book, is is a has a lot more weight on it than a year did in 1920. If you did 10 years in 1920, you still had a life. You do 10 years in 2013, you've missed a huge chunk of advancement. Do you think our prison system should reflect how much weight a year has? No. No. The life expectancies are, t- are much longer now. It's the opposite of that. You may not get as much enjoyment out of it. Right. I, I, I think what you're trying to say is like life is more fun now, and it's a lot no, no, easier. No, no, no. I'm not saying it at all. Like, think about it, Kyle. Say you went to prison in 2000, and you got out this year. You did a 13-year stint. What did I do? I don't care. You got to you got to up imaginary. That is pretty relevant. That is, it's, it's I got very it. relevant. I'll tell you what you did. did. Three bar fights. 
Um, three bar fights, all violent crimes, three strikes, you're out, 13 years. Yeah. Go. And you 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 missed the iPhone, you missed cell phones, you missed the you missed the PS3, you you the PS4s just came out. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying these are job skills that you need. You went from an you went from the early 2000s where the internet was like you're a nerd to the internet's I, everyday life. I hate to be entirely I hate to be rude, but I mean I'll be entirely honest with you. You know what's going to weigh on your chest a lot more than whether or not you missed the PS3. The, three. the fact that you were unhirable because you're a fucking felon. No, that, but the that that aside, you don't have job skills that you would normally have with ten well, years. Yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, I, maybe I you had some sort of career. Now, if you were spending your time wisely, you'd have been, uh, you know, you'd have been getting a few degrees while you're in there. I got mm-hmm. a thing. I want to talk. Can I have the floor for a moment? Yes, sir. So here's the deal. I think it was the '60s, not the '20s. I was reading about this recently, and what was happening is judges in the states were not applying the punishments evenly, and the people who set the laws at like you know federal guidelines had their heart in the right place. They said, look, for some reason, when you do this crime in Minnesota, I want to pick two states I know are next to each other. All right, when you do this crime in North Carolina, then they tend to go light on you. And, you know, they, 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 there's a guideline, but the judges are free to override it. So instead of getting 15 years for this crime, you tend to get five in North Carolina. Yet in South Carolina, they're sticking to this thing at rates close to 100%. And you're getting 15 years for the same crime. It's not fair. So we're going to issue federal sentencing guidelines. And now you know, everyone's going to get the same punishment everywhere. The problem is that it gets to be that instead of like even-handed judges you know, applying crimes that they think fit the people, right? Maybe this guy, it's his third bar fight. And while technically that's a violent crime... He doesn't have the same sort of mean spirit that like this other guy did who's been mugging at knife point or, or something like that. So um, uh, they took away this judgment call that judges would make and made it a federal guideline. And those the prosecutors now are doing the sentencing by choosing what they're pursuing, right? You know, like, all right, Wings, you got into a bar fight. I have a choice of assault or criminal assault or simple assault. I think this is Jersey. And uh, – and if I go after you for like, you know, serious assault felony charges, that's one thing. And if I go after you for simple assault charges, then that's another far lighter, easier thing. You have prosecutors who are measured on how they put people away, choosing what you get sentenced for, and judges who have their hands tied. And it's a big problem. It's the reason that our prison population is soaring, because they've taken any kind of leniency out of the system. I, I'll, I'll go as far as to say that our criminal system is completely busted. As someone who's studied it uh, extensively, I'm not an armchair redditor who knows this. I'm, I studied it extensively, and I can tell you that absolutely our criminal system is busted. And the key comes down to the fact that it's profitable. The fact that we turned for-profit prisons into a thing is an issue. They're highly profitable, and the more bodies that are in there, the more money you make, and so there's a heavy weight on the United States government. It's, it is arguably one of our largest industries in the United States. How does it make money? I guess How I'm uneducated. It, it comes down to they will do work, and that will make them money. So they'll they'll hire out these guys to do work, either create a thing or make a thing at slave wages so they can get commissary of bucks. Um, on top of that, there's federal funding and state funding that comes in to pay for it. 
And so you make money from the federal government, you make money from the state government, and then you also have these guys doing work that is profitable work that you make money from there. Yeah. And Can so, I repeat that? I, I'm, so the prison is a company, and it provides yeah. cheap labor. Yes. It gets paid for every person it houses through your taxes, and it gets paid for the work it does by cheap labor. Right. So we came up with a system of unfairly incarcerating people for frivolous crap. And what it basically comes down to is the cure for this disease that is destroying America, or depending on who you are, if you're a true capitalist, you'll say is embolstering America. I guess it's one of the very few successful industries we have. Well, But, but that said, um, you stop arresting people for frivolous crime. Now, I will, I've smoked weed never in my life. I have used it once as a consumable, and I used it once in, in college. I smoked it once, and I, I, I don't have the lungs for that with my asthma and everything else. So I did not enjoy either experience, and I will never use it again. And if it becomes legal tomorrow across this great country of ours, I will still choose not to partake in it, and I'll probably still not spend a lot of time with people that are using it at the time. I'll still you know, not devalue a person. I just don't necessarily want to be around. I don't like the smell. don't like it that much. But that said, we really need to stop making that a felony are you kidding me are you kidding me? i think we should all sit down and think about some crimes and uh think about the correct punishments for them but trespassing that can be a felony that's stupid yeah no it's not true a felony trespass isn't that a thing yeah there's different there's different there's different levels there's felony trespass and you come you come you come to my house and i told you not to come you're lucky if you get away with with trespassing (laughs) Count your blessings, asshole. I'd be, I'd Told be you not saying, to come. But like, for example, like if you're on government property and they tell you to leave and you don't, you get hit with felony trespassing. Yeah. Okay. The first crime we are going to assign a mandatory minimum for is trespassing at Kyle's house. <laughs> Twenty-seven right, so, years. So sure. we're talking about something. I'm served because and, you're pissing your pants. And this isn't <laughs> like your neighbor coming to get a frisbee. This is like you know snooping around. Right. Because you're fucking with me, and you've been warned not to come. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you get for that? Thirty days. Yeah, but most tre- like first offense thirty days around here, Kyle. Usually happens hunting people's yard land that they don't want you to. Seven days. I think if you spend seven days in jail for coming when you weren't supposed to, you've learned your lesson. Oh, and the three strikes policy. That is the that's the other huge, huge, glaring error in our criminal justice system. It's absolutely bizarre yeah, that we I, have a three strikes policy. The first time I heard one. it, it sounded brilliant. Now that I've yeah. seen it and we've experienced it for yeah. a while, we're like, oh, it turns out we need to have some sort of judgment applied here and not an algorithm. Yeah. We love we love baseball analogies so much in this country. We'll ruin lives over them. Are you kidding me? I want my nine innings. What is this shit? Right. <laughs> First off, with trespassing, I think there never should never in any indication should it be a felony, ever. Wings, I have another crime. I need to assign a sentence. Hideous okay. YouTube comment. Oh yeah, <laughs> Colin Wings be fat here. on Twitch. I, I, I'm going to be One. fair here. I, I don't think you should serve any time for hideous YouTube comment, but you should have like privileges revoked. Like from the YouTube side itself, like maybe the privilege you lose you lose the ability to comment for like a week. No, wait. Let's say they go beyond calling you fat. Let's say they say something about raping your sister. It's still the same thing. And it then they trespass the 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 So they get the same <laughs> seven days after they've said they were going to rape right. the sister. So, so yeah, that's compa- I live in South Carolina. That's so. it's serious. Yeah, so it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've they've written on a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream the most of. The most hurtful thing they can think of. What's their penalty? 
Just a block. Oh, if you have one guy, you might get jail time. <laughs> I think um, I think the first the first time they should take your uh, your your account away from you. Account's gone. Second, the second time you you write something crazy like that from your second account, let's say I guess they're tracking your IP. I think that someone should come see you. <laughs> Kyle seems like he's the guy who. Well, okay, that one was a different direction than I was expecting. <laughs> I was thinking IP ban, but you're what? Oh no, they can get right around that IP banning stuff. Yeah. No, someone needs yeah. to come see you. I'm not saying they come and like hurt G- you, no, but, like but, but, but an Silent officer Ball. of the law would come to your house, knock on the door, especially if you're oh, some man. 17 they year old. Finally, you, they finally on your internet. Someone needs to come to your house and say, "Hey, you're Brian. Did you post on?" You know, YouTube.com that Jay and Silent Bob were fucking assholes, and that you know, you you ask them, okay, well we don't like that on our website. Now if you do this again, we don't they don't like that on their website, and it, just so you know, it's a crime. The next time you do it, and they inform us, we're gonna we're gonna push further. So like third time, eh, they go to the into the court system. I don't know what they get, but maybe I've some got jail it. time. I think your punishments all suck. I think that if someone leaves a comment for the express purpose of rustling your jimmies. You lose your internet access for three days. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. What are you going to hit them with an EMP? Well, work with their ISP. Okay. Okay, that's harsh, dude. I, I lost my internet access for one day, and it was like life ended. <laughs> like, there's yeah. nothing to do around my house without the internet. What is gamer tag? Tough the on electricity crime. might not be on in the house, and I wouldn't give a fuck if I didn't have, if the internet was out. Yeah, you can still use Wi-Fi on your phone if you still have well, no, yeah, that my modem needs electricity. Never mind. I'm stupid. What about uh, what about assault? <laughs> what if you uh, what if you're one of these knockout game guys and you you know you deck somebody? I don't think the kids that play knockout deserve prison time. I understand that they kill people by it sometimes. I think they deserve jail time, not prison time. Well, I'm I'm saying this like most of you that play games like knockout are usually misguided teenagers, and I think they need to have some sort of group therapy. And like some kind of like the, positive adult figure in their lives. The knockout well, game. First time you do it. The knockout game for people that don't know is when you walk up to someone not paying attention and hit them hard enough in the face that they get knocked out cold. Yeah. First offense, the cops throw you a wicked beating. Like <laughs> like like imagine it's like the seventies mm. and you're in Boston and you're not white. Okay, <laughs> that kind of beating. Okay, seventy balls. My kind of beating. Yeah, that's. Lefty knows what I'm talking about here. They get those batons out, the ones that extend out, and they whip the shit out of you. That's the first. That's the first thing they what do. What did you do? Getting any yard? You know you're not the right color. There you. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Bostonian is Wing's best accent, I think. No, yeah, I think you, you need a wicked beating. That's what that that's that's the sentence. I like I, this. I, don't know. I, I feel like I feel like a group therapy with a positive adult would give them much more what? greater. And you know, you know what? Wings, like God the, damn it, you're off the panel. You're no longer a judge. You're I like just... the idea of uh, <laughs> of like the uh, the victims having some role in the punishment in many cases. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. That's so thought... if you do something to me, and then like I don't know, some oh, magistrate or some probation officer basically punishes you, punishes you. Punishes you from there. I don't really feel anything. But if All they right. said, "Okay, Kyle, he's going to pass twice now. Here's your club," you know, yeah, <laughs> they, no, they, yeah. they let me. Oh, and you should be able this. to delegate that as well. Like, like let's say that for example, someone does something to Colin. You know, Lozon, can you can you hook me up here? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to play a role in the beating of this guy. Do you guys know who Larry Flint is? 
by yeah. chance? Yeah, yeah the Hustler Larry, guy. I'm a big right, fan of the, his work. Yeah, for the people who don't know, Larry Flynn is a guy who published a magazine called Hustler Magazine, and it was on the forefront during the 70s and 80s of showing as a nudie magazine. And they were the first to show, like, full frontal beaver shots and, like, actual spread vaginas and stuff like that. So I, can I say that on your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was everywhere. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, he Dripping. got shot by a Christian extremist. God, I'm going to catch backlash for even putting those two words together. But he got shot by a Christian uh, extremist who was attempted to kill him. And it did not kill him. It paralyzed him instead. And if you haven't seen Woody Harrelson's um, the the story of uh, Larry Flynn, or I forget. People versus Larry Flynn. People versus Larry Flynn. You really should watch it. Ed Norton, phenomenal film. Mm -hmm. It give you kind of an idealized version of what actually happened to him. Well, Larry Flynn is right now, today, actively campaigning against his shooter getting the death penalty. Too late. What? Did it happen? Oh, yeah, it already happened. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know you guys didn't know well, that. All right, so here's the problem, and I don't know the specifics, but Larry Flint wasn't the only guy that guy had hurt. That guy had done a lot. I think that guy had shot more people or done more bad things. Boogie, you're muted. Yeah, when you type, you get muted. You're good now. Sorry about that. Um, no, oh, I muted him again. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I did not know that that's what it was coming down to. Um, I didn't know that the guy had passed, but the, it should show you that Larry Flint, the monster that brought you the spread vagina for the first time in America, um, went out as of his way to try to save this guy's life. I think that's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I can't believe that because because he's not just paralyzed. Like like it changed his voice too. It, it made it, I don't I don't know why, but but he doesn't sound normal anymore. Right. I, I got a question. Like if you get the death penalty. Why do they make you wait around like 15 years to do it? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the appeal system. And uh, they'll kill you right away, I'm pretty sure. But if you don't appeal, they'll like crank it out in a year. But you appeal, uh, the appeal system leaves room for error. And that's a shame because apparently uh, there's a lot of corruption in the system and a lot of people that didn't do the crime end up paying, getting the death penalty and have in the American justice system. But th that said, that's there for their other evidence to come up and for, for, for you to appeal and for the, the judge's decision to give you the death penalty, making sure that that was a correct call when you may have deserved less and bring it up to a federal level and maybe for it to go all the way to the Supreme Court if your case is unique enough. It's just the American criminal. The state the I live in doesn't have a death penalty. What, what kind of stuff warrants a death penalty? Like, I'm, the last one I seen was that Jody Arias well, case. Hang on, let's let we'll, we're, we're getting away from 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 putting uh, punishments to these crimes. Oh, yeah, lefty, right. lefty, you're, lefty. Hmm. Yo. Uh, what is the punishment for a subscriber that tells you what kind of videos to post? <laughs> <laughs> I can feel this from Lefty if you want me to. I can feel the hate coming from you. Hmm. I got my time in Auschwitz. <laughs> no, you'll you'll sh five days in the county jail. Five days in the county jail for wow. county jail. Post. Yep, fuck you. My channel. <laughs> you don't like it? Start your own. After you get out of jail, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you get out of jail, or maybe start one in jail. Do a vlog from jail. Hi, <laughs> from the pokey. This is the video Lefty should have made. And don't worry, I won't post any comments telling you what to post while you're filming in the yard. Because <laughs> I don't want to join you. <laughs> I don't. I don't come to McDonald's to tell you what to put special sauce on. Oh wait, I do actually. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, yeah I thought Lefty's going <laughs> hardcore and be like, well, you you handcuff them behind their back, and then you put a nail up real high and just hang the handcuffs on the nail so the shoulders come out of socket. Wings. Uh, do you need? That's fucked up, dude. 
We can yes. a, a crime to assign a penalty to? Sure. What happens if a grown man, call him 25 years old, keys your truck? Oh, hell. <laughs> you, you ever seen the movie Undefeated? No. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> in, uh, in the movie Undefeated, the fighters, they have to sign these things called blood packs. That if one of them dies during the confrontation, that it's legal. Okay. So you can beat the other guy to death. First off, he should get a room by himself, a padded room, so he won't get hurt, a chair, and some handcuffs. <laughs> and the person who owns said truck will make him physically sign a blood pack. And then you're allowed five minutes. All right. Five minutes in a padded room with a handcuffed victim. Dear God. Good Lord, Wings. <laughs> you said I was going to go fucking crazy on this person. <laughs> well, you got you know ahead of time that you're going to have to sign a blood pack if you key this truck, and that could mean the end of your life. I don't think deterrence do anything, but then again, that's one of the problems with the American criminal system. Deterrence don't do anything. No. I like, for example, here's a good example. I've been caught for speeding twice in my life, both by the same cop and in the same area. You know, you, know you know how many times I wanted to speed in my life? Zero. Deterrents totally do something. Yeah. Deterrents are the reason I, I don't speed faster than I do. Deterrents are the reason that I don't do all kinds of victimless crimes. Deterrents yeah. are the reason I think uh, hate crime laws are unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Deterrents are why I never smoked weed. To be entirely honest with you, I never wanted to run the risk of ruining my life. Yeah, over, they say deterrents yeah. don't do anything, and I suppose that's true with a certain group that doesn't really think ahead. But there's a whole lot of people that do and say, you know what? The pros don't outweigh the cons. Yeah, but you, okay. I, look at, I look at a deterrent like a lock. Like they say a lock only keeps an honest man out, and that's pretty much the truth. Right, that's exactly right. That's what I was about to say. It does not keep a desperate man out, and it does not keep an uneducated person out who's unaware of what those rules are. So a person who is desperate for food is going to break in your house looking for it. A person who's desperate for wealth is going to – and a person who is ignorant of the fact that breaking into your house could get him five to ten years is also going to break into it. So that's the problem. You're taking you're taking too many assumptions. And a, but an honest per, a desperate or a dishonest person does not care about deterrence. But, yes, Woody, you're a good guy, so, of course, you don't do stuff like that. Because okay. Let me ask you a question. Kyle, I have a, a crime for you. Let's hear it. Person's running God mode in Call of Duty 4. Oh. <laughs> That's bad. Man, you, you know, those people ruin a wonderful thing for a lot of people who really enjoy it. They did. I think we should ruin something that they enjoy. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what that is. Maybe it's uh, it's making, if it's like, a, it depends how old they are. If it's a grown man. Tell their mom. We make him impotent for like, for like, for like a month. Like, like, that, like that would be a fun punishment to do like to like a like an adult male. But if it's a, some little kid, he honestly needs a spanking, dude. And and, and, and I mean, just a real eyebrows and sent him to school. How about this, Kyle? <laughs> Step your game up. Make him bust his own Xbox. Like literally, give him a hammer. His punishment. Yeah, I'll bust it. it. Nah, let me let me smash that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah Kyle offers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll smash that motherfucker to pieces. I've yeah, seen but, him do you know. it. You don't like? Yeah, it. totally. <laughs> I, I, I'm good at this. Uh, <laughs> Something bad should happen in his world. Something he loves should be taken away. Like, like maybe his mother or a close. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. You're taking away the effect here. Like when I'm really pissed off with somebody playing bad on my team, I make them delete me. Like I yeah, I know. I've, I've seen you do that, and it's 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 disgusting <laughs> when you do that. I've heard him have these talks with his teammates. I warned you. 
I warned you. Now we've lost. Delete yourself. Just, just delete yourself. <laughs> Everybody delete yourself. Everybody's gone. No more friends ever. I'll find new friends. You can be replaced. And I'm just in the other room. Wow, that's that's hardcore, man. That's, that's hardcore. <laughs> He's like nobody. Nobody's irreplaceable. I can I can get another five guys in here at a heartbeat. You're shaming people publicly, and then you're making people shame themselves yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's a little bit kinky, right? Yeah. That's messed up, man. Do we need a new yes. topic? Sure. Wait, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Before you go, what do you have one for you? Oh. Okay. Mm. What if somebody trespasses onto your property, then keys your Xbox while on God <laughs> mode, then post a dirty YouTube comment about it. <laughs> Let me think this through. This guy's clearly been on some kind of rampage. <laughs> and then chargebacks on uh, WoodyCraft.net. Oh. Um, well, I guess he's a thief and a vandal, and we're talking about 90 days in jail. Something you like got, that. You got a little bit of good yeah, in there, too. Good yeah. to know. There's some, there's some real crime going on there. That guy's, know, I, I feel that like guy's in the old sick days, individual. I feel like in the old days, like crimes, you know, if you committed a crime, it wasn't a big deal. It's like, where you been? Ah, I got caught doing this. Had to do 30 days. Ah, yeah, I've done that before. Now it's like if you get caught, it's like one strike and you're out. Yeah. It's over. You're, you're I got, evicted I from public society. Or pro, yeah. uh, not public. Um, you're like, yeah. When I was when I was 22, I stole eight, I stole 800 dollars out of a cash register. Now I'm 40 and I can't get a job. Yeah. Polite. That's you know what? Polite. You know what the problem yeah. with a lot of that is, is that people have um, arrest record or they they don't have arrest records expunged because that's really hard to do, um, but they have criminal records expunged. They have charges like expunged from their records, and so what? Why that really screws a lot of people is because they get a, you know they get some bullshit charge, and they get arrested and they get charged with a crime and the the crime gets dropped or you know they plead to something else and they pay a fine and go out going about their business. But it always is on their record that they got arrested for this thing and charged with this crime, and so they try to have it removed. But forever there will always be uh, outside of. Uh, just really, really special circumstances, there will always be that record that you got arrested on this day. And then when you go to apply to a job after that, they do a background check, and then they, they find your arrest record, and they say, well, you were arrested. And then they look to see, well, what was he charged with, what happened with that thing, blah, 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 and it just, there's nothing there. And so you are, you, I, think, I think in most jurisdictions you actually get your file. If you have it expunged, you actually get the physical paper that all that is recorded on. And so it's up to you to explain to the prospective employer or admission to college, whatever, like, oh, that arrest was bullshit. Here is this file that I've had in my possession the entire time. Believe this and not the fact that it was expunged from my record and you should believe that I did horrible things that I had to have expunged. I like I like to take it a step further. and with the, That's all a project living in the information age, so that stuff's easy to track. What about the fact that we all say and do stupid shit on the Internet now? And it's it's probably it's all trackable. It's all traceable. I don't think I've and ever so, said anything stupid. I, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. You're talking about you, I think. Oh, you mean on the internet? No, oh, I'm, yeah, 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 no. But, I'm always imagine, right. Like when the president of the, the the presidential candidate for the the Democrat or Republican Party forty years from now is like getting vetted, and they're gonna be like, 
didn't you once say smoke weed every day on Twitter? <laughs> you know, like that's going to happen. That's actually going to happen. All these traces and track. So the information age, that's why that stuff happens. And it's just going to get worse. I wish people All this knew stupid stuff we've done. that when their online persona revolves around weed, it makes them look stupid. And this, it, like it really, there's a guy on Skype. Let me make sure I get his name perfect. He wants to be my friend. <laughs> yeah, here he is. His name is Nigger420. <laughs> We're not going to be friends. <laughs> Lithy's like, hell no. I was about to be like, Woody, why wouldn't you add me on Skype, bro? Oh, Alabama. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, something freeze on. Uh, what is this? Hey, Woody, add me while you're there, by the way. <laughs> Oh, did I not add you for real? He didn't have me, by the way. Dick. I'm, uh, I'm the N-word 420. Yeah, Jim, there you go. Um, I, I was looking for you, and I, and I don't see you in my recents. That's normally where you'd be. Yeah, uh, well, I'm Does it probably use your, your S name? Here, here, add me. How long have you known your real name there is? You go. Boom. Oh. Steven, everybody knows. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so cool. So I have a question for for the general panel. I think there will actually be some differing opinions here. On Thursday, there was a large walkout in the United States across uh, a large a large place. Fast food workers staged a one day a lot of fast not not all of them staged a one day strike, uh-huh. demanding higher wages. And their price point was fifteen dollars an hour. That's insane. Roughly double what they make now, right? Yeah. Roughly double. And um, for people who don't know this math, super easy. You take the number, you multiply it by 2,000, and it turns into an annual wage, which kind of makes sense to me. So they're currently making 15 grand a year, and they'd like to make 30 grand a year. That's really good for fast food. No, no, no. What what they think is that they want to make that, but what's going to happen is that the person who is worth $15 an hour and replaces them is going to make 30 That's grand a year. That's the thing. That's the counter. Like, look, you make minimum wage now. The moment this becomes a $15 an hour job, you will be replaced with someone who's competent, someone who speaks the king's English. You'll be replaced by someone who did better in school than you. You'll be replaced by somebody older than you, someone who never misses a shift, you know, because the waves are up or whatever it is that's preventing you. People who take people will start taking the job seriously, and that'll be a thing. So yep. that's one argument that people use, and it's good, right? Like, a, you know, Trashman, for example, if Trashman made min- minimum wage, my trash would be at the curb right now. You know, <laughs> they'd have a super hard time to get people to do that job really well. But instead, Trashman get paid really well. So even though the job doesn't require a ton of education, it's a competitive position because it pays well. But isn't this a cry for more, just generally speaking, of a, a, a really significant increase in the minimum wage? Because, I mean, I think people tend to get hung up on the on the nominal numbers on on fifteen dollars an hour, thirty grand a year, and and don't really understand. Well, how much does really thirty thousand dollars buy today? How much today, right now, for thirty G's? If I made thirty, could you live on year, that? I, I would be sad. I, and literally. And so, but to, Can't to even me, get it's a nice more boat. about <laughs> or hire <laughs> Filipinos to clean it and live in it. I mean, I'm just saying, thirty grand will buy shit. This like let's well, take buy things, but live on it. it. What they want is a living wage. They don't want yes. benzos. They don't want Rolexes, which a lot of people like. Oh, fifteen dollars? No, why they, they, they don't? They, they want cable TV. That's what they want. They want cable TV and a car that runs. 
Yep. They want the basic minimum position in the, in America. And I'm, I don't want to go on one of my tangents. Your users have specifically told me not to do this. But um, mm-hmm. the bottom line comes down to you can judge a society by how well its worst citizen lives. And the worst citizen of the United States is not living very well, so therefore the country is not doing very well. And I believe that. I agree with that entirely. Whoever the least uh, the least lucky person in your country is, that's how well your country. Do you mean the very so, least lucky person, that crazy person talking on the L.A. streets? Well, not, again, yeah, he's again always gonna that's be an extenuating circumstances. I say, I he say, likes that. there is truth to that. Like that poor guy is a guy. We should be taking care of that guy. If anybody, we should be taking care of him. But I would go as far as to say, is the the confident, slightly educated, slightly capable of working person. I would say if he's suffering, then your country's suffering. I think that if the crazy person or the disabled person is suffering, it's because your country's full of dicks who yeah, it, don't don't want to take care of people that can't take care of themselves. But that's, that's a separate issue. That's why I don't want to live in a world without bum racing anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> I miss bum racing. Bum fights. You remember bum fights? Bum fights that were great. Good. In the 90s, that was good. Well, anyway. Well, I think we were getting off the minimum wage thing. Um, yeah. I've worked in, like, the fast food industry. Um, so I don't know if any of you guys have. I worked at a Domino's Pizza, Sorry. and like Domino's Pizza, it wasn't. It was probably the easier of the of the actual fast food industry jobs. I would say like a McDonald's position would be harder than like my high rise melter position, like demanding wise, because there's so much you got to do, and you get paid I, I, nothing for it. I worked in. Um, it wasn't fast food, but I think it was comparable in terms of labor. It was a grill. And, um, like a big part of it, we made French fries. So when we made French fries, my boss, I guess he got up super early and he would boil like, like 25 gallons worth of potatoes. And then that made the potatoes fairly easy to peel. And you'd bring them in on a hand truck and then just like take a butter knife and, and rub the skin off the potatoes. It would take a while. It was like a... I don't even know how many potatoes, 150 potatoes to skin before you made your French fries. And um, I washed dishes, I skinned potatoes, and then when all that work was done, it was like a privilege to serve people. And it was kind of a grill environment. So you'd take their order, you'd write it down, you'd get them their drinks, and then you'd hand it to them and, or, or take it to their, uh, you know, you'd butter their toast and put together the food and, and bring it out there. It wasn't that hard. You know, it wasn't it wasn't such a bad job. You just skin potatoes. You kind of get in your. How much groove. did you make a week? Oh, you know, this was so long ago. Money doesn't even like count. Yeah. It was three dollars an hour. I made. The reason the reason all this fast food stuff is so complicated is because the people that were paying minimum wage to the United States are not able to make ends meet, especially if they're raising a family. Yeah, you're you're look you're talking if you're making, oh, what is it, fifteen thousand dollars a year? Chances are you're having a lot of trouble making rent. Mm-hmm. A lot of chances you're probably and you're not able to afford basically the bare minimums. And the problem with that is the fact that we have these systems in place like Social Security, like uh, food stamps, like uh, these variety of different uh, systems in place to help people who are not making ends meet. And so these people qualify, and they end up having to – if you call – I saw a video the other day where if you call the McDonald's helpline for their employees, they will help you not by raising your wages but by showing you how to get on food stamps to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And they, well, they have a person on the other end of McDonald's' helpline to talk you through the process of getting you food stamps because you're working full-time. And if you look at their website, their employee website, they recommend having a second job. Don't work 40 hours a week. Work 80. That's how you make ends meet. So, and that's, but, all right. So, let's like, take a step back and say this. 
Should the minimum wage be higher? Do we not let the market supply and demand determine wages? No, we don't let. No, because you can't trust the market anymore. That's the problem with the capitalism. You could never trust the market because originally the market had 12-year-olds in coal mines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let me, they're let me put, short. It makes sense. <laughs> that, that's me, true, though. Let me put it this way. 40 hours a week at 725, which is the South Carolina minimum wage. I'm sure it's different in every state. It's about $260 after taxes, which is $1,040 a month, which you times that by 12. That's $12,480. That's below poverty. Mm-hmm. Poverty is is fourteen five. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? I thought it'd be higher. It's fourteen five. That's what poverty is. Yeah. So and I've lived under it, for the record. I've lived under it. I've lived under poverty. I lived off of eight thousand dollars for a for two years in a row, eight thousand each year. So I I know how hard that is. God Without damn. the grace of other people, I don't I think that minimum wage should be under poverty. I think minimum wage should at least amount to twenty thousand because you get car insurance. Car insurance can run a person that's made a few mistakes, hundred fifty bucks a month, yeah. even on a bad car. That are designed to be like part time jobs. But then, but then, if they're if they're not designed, because I've seen that argument thrown a lot. Well, they're not designed to be. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't look at McDonald's as a career option. Then why are they accepting forty hour a week workers? Well, why that's an, that's another thing. With like, with, like, with like Obamacare, most of these workers have gotten their hours cut back, so they're not. Gonna I was about to say, don't worry. That forty hour week is about to get cut back to thirty five. Well, it's actually surprising if you look at what Walmart's done, which is the largest corporation, the largest hiring corporation in the United States of America. They have actually, under Obamacare, realized that it's more cost effective to hire everybody full time, and they spent the last year trying to fill all the positions in preparation for Obamacare. They tried to fill all of the different positions by uh, short-term workers, and nobody gets hired on full-time, and nobody actually gets hired. Everybody's just a temp. That way, when you fire people, you don't actually fire people. You're just letting temps go. Um, so they did their best to try that model, and that model failed. And anybody who tries to copy it, they're going to fail too. Walmart has now figured out that it is more cost-effective to hire a good worker who's dedicated to their job, who's willing to work hard to keep their position, yeah, and offer them benefits. Walmart employees don't get paid minimum wage, though, I'm pretty sure. Like, like around here, they get paid nine, ten bucks an hour. It depends on the city that you live in. Uh, Walmart, even though it gets all this negative rap, I'm a bit of a Walmart apologist because I live in northwest Arkansas, and they are here, and they have graciously affected my life in very positive ways. But uh, they do try to pay what they'll call a livable wage in whatever state or country it is. So somebody in California who's working for Walmart's probably making thirteen fifty, and somebody who's working in Arkansas uh, is probably earning eight. I think minimum wage should be about ten dollars and fifty cent. That's where it should be at. Yep, I think twenty thousand to twenty one thousand dollars is where minimum wage should be I at, mean, not twelve forty eight. I mean, even Jeremy gets twelve. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like right now, seven twenty-five is way too low. Twelve thousand dollars a year is not livable income for anybody with any kind of aspirations to live a life that's worth living. I want to say this too. A lot of people are, you know, hard. Um, I've seen people on Twitter, you know, they 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 fixate on fifteen dollars, and it's like the, and and I say, okay, well, you know what? Okay, yeah, maybe not fifteen dollars is what the minimum wage should be, or what is a livable wage. Uh, I disagree. I don't think the li- I don't think the a livable wage or the minimum wage should be a subsistence wage. I think the minimum wage should be eh, there should be a fudge factor to it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But fifteen dollars isn't really that unreasonable. You know what's really unreasonable? Seven twenty-five an hour. 
Let me just throw Let, stuff out there. Lefty, I just fell contrarian. in love with you, by the way. Just so you know. Oh, well, join the you. get in line, bitch. There's a line to the line, Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we're talking about McDonald's employees. And McDonald's employees are unlikely to get outsourced. But if you raise the minimum wage, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, for some jobs, it will be no longer cost-effective to employ them in America. You'd be like, look, at 750 we can have them here. At 15 suddenly we're at such a disadvantage with the low-cost labor countries that we have to ship these jobs away. That's where the government steps in. Tax incentives yeah, but, 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 to keep to keep jobs and um, and tariffs um, to 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 prevent goods that are that are you know outsourced wow. completely from compete un, competing quote unfairly in the market. That's where wouldn't it, wouldn't it be that needs likely. to be the other side of it. Is the government also needs to step in and be like, hold on a sec, hold on. Here's here's where I'm just gonna go balls out crazy. Just so you know, this is where I sounds like a conspiracy theorist, but I have a theory, and I believe this theory to be true. I believe that the corporations of the United States are moving into global mode. They have stopped becoming being American countries and decided to become global countries. And you can see this because we have chosen uh, other countries outside of this country to handle all of our low-wage stuff, and that's going to happen. And the country, the United States, the country we live in is shifting towards a service industry economy. That's what we're going to do. We are going to purchase an electronic machine from China that was put together and built in China that we engineered here, okay? We're going to brand it the iPad, then we're going to sell it from the world, and we become the middleman. We are the best buy of the world. That's the future of the United States. There's plenty of money to be had in that stuff. And so that is just a piss poor excuse. We are, but the, the downside to this is, of course, exactly what you're saying is that the, those corporations are also cashing out of America. They're trying to drain this country to the best of their ability to maximize profit so they have enough money to rebuild everywhere else overseas. Because once the American government does decide to step in, they want to be able to cash out. And that's what they're working desperately to do. And why, right now, of course, they back this country. They pay zero dollars in taxes. Why would you not back this country? It is literally corporate heaven. We are the the lower paid people are paying the taxes so that they can get corporate handouts. And I don't blame them. I, but when the day comes that they have to pay a fair amount of taxes here, that's when they'll ship overseas. And I truly believe that they are in cash out mode. That's my honest opinion, and I could be wrong. Uh, I'm, I want to say this: I don't think McDonald's would outsource employees as much as replace them with machines. Yeah, that's mm. of course coming. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, McDonald's is making record profit, and they could certainly, certainly afford. Yeah, they sell 52 million hamburgers what, a day. What is so wrong with people taking less? Can people just take less? I understand that. I, I'm saying less. I'm talking about a fair wage to me, Lefty. Right, I know, I know. Thousand. Right, Bud, what was it, Bud Fox? You know, Gordon, how many, uh, how many yachts can you water ski behind? Can't we just take less? And yes, you know what, consumers, maybe pay a little bit more. Yeah. Why did why does it have to be bottom dollar top profit? Why does it why does that have to be the the absolute polls and everybody has to be at that all the time? Why isn't it you know yeah I'll pay a little bit more for this, and I yeah. and I'll trust that the other guy the the guy that's making all the money that owns a corporation is like you know what I've made a shit ton of money this year, I I'm good I'm I think I'm good for a little bit I think we can we can pay the workers more or do whatever why does it always have to be bottom dollar top profit in, ni- in 1914, Henry Ford doubled his workers' wages out of pocket, causing wages to rise competitively nationwide. As a result, 
he profited because sales increased uh, because that many more Americans could afford his Model T car. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to say this. I worked at a company in Meglast. I made $21.50 an hour. That's what I made as a high-rise melter. It was about $850 a week. You know, it was after taxes, it looked like seven forty or something like that. I mean, I was zero. I have no dependents. But so we hired something along the lines of 150 workers. So that's that's about 129 thousand dollars they spent every week in that company. So you times that by 52. So they they spent upwards of 6.7 million dollars a year in wages. You know how much we profited every. Ballpark every year, we, we 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 profited eighty five to eighty eight million dollars a year after all those supplies were bought, after all the employees were paid for, everything. And you can't tell me that we have to beg for like a fifty cent raise. Uh, give an inch, lose a mile, right? That's the that's the whole concept here. That's why they're asking for fifteen dollars. By the way, they don't expect to get fifteen dollars; they expect to get ten. They're asking for fifteen, so they hope they get ten. They hope they hope they'll settle for like a ten or eleven dollar sum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll know. most likely get nine, though. They'll most likely get nine. And you know what? You know what they'll probably get nothing because it's it's McDonald's. And what is McDonald's going to say? Fuck you. That's when the government needs to step in and say, No, McDonald's, no. We're going to raise it for everybody. Well, I mean, I, a lot of economists agree that if you raise minimum uh, federal minimum wage ten twenty five. Or 1050, I think is the number they, they quote. Um, it would uh, overall basically pull this country out of the slump that it's in. I believe that that's correct. That would be a fair wage. That would be pretty cool. But then again, um, I, I'm a Walmart apologist and I understand why Walmart pays so little because they can. What and, do you, uh, it's tricky. You want me to jump in, Wings? Yeah, you seem like you have something to say. I don't know. I'm so stuck on this. It, it like, at one, I do believe in capitalism, right? And, and there's a managed capitalism is what I believe in. Left him as on target when he said, look, you can't completely trust the free market. That had 12-year-olds in mind, right? Lefty just doesn't want 12-year-olds to look black. But there are other valid reasons. <laughs> you were working on that. Boy. I said it, weren't you? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> there are other reasons to keep 12-year-olds out of minds too, right? The minimum wage is also a good thing. It's difficult to find exactly where the management of capitalism should start and stop. I'd like to see them bust up some monopolies, ISPs, uh, cell phone companies, those things come Cable companies. Cable companies. Yeah, uh, ISPs, right? I'm with you. Cable companies. Um, that's uh, it, it should be a more heavily managed capitalism than we have right now. But I also – it's just really delicate. You know, it, it seems like when the government does something, it does something so permanently – and that becomes the new standard, and you just need to be careful when you raise the minimum wage like this. You know, to talk about right now, the gap between the rich and the poor is widening, 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 so huge, right? You see the things about the CEOs making on average 300 times now what a normal employee made, whereas back in the 70s, it was like makeup. I think it's 15 or 30 times what a normal employee made. More, a lot more. 30 times normal is, is good. 300 times normal it's just, you know, this guy's been elevated into the stratosphere where he has generational wealth that his grandchildren won't have to work. That's getting pretty extreme. But do you really want the government to set wages at the CEO level? I mean, we're, we're doing it at the, the you know, McDonald's level. How about the CEO level? Should the government be setting? 
this well, business if the, of them if, stepping in. I, I mean, no, but obviously, you know, if that if that if that company takes on seven hundred and fifty million dollars because they were playing in the market and they got burned selling subprime mortgages and credit default swaps, and then they want the money and then they blow it again, then you know what? Fucking yeah, they should. Absolutely, I, I, yeah. I, I think a company like that stays under government control until they finish paying off their debt, at which point things are different. You know, and then they'll hopefully have the incentive they need to get out of debt. Like, look, I can't wait for the government to stop telling my CEO how much he's allowed to make. And and there we that's one solution. Um, recently, Finland tried to pass a law that said a CEO of a company cannot earn any more than twelve times what their lowest paid worker does in the corporation. Too and low. And uh, yeah, of course it failed at twelve times. But what is the right number? And if you look at if you look historically in the United States and worldwide, um, there have been cases where it's been infinitely larger than that, and there have been cases where it's been right on that. And so realistically, we're at a time where uh, the higher ends of companies are making more than they ever made, and like you said, that 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 uh, uh, earning disparity is growing more and more every single day. Should there ever be a cap of it? Will there ever be? Is there a right way to do it? I don't know. Yeah. That's not capitalism. And I, 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 as being as charitable and as as Christian as a uh, as an atheist can be, I, I do generally believe we should be doing a better job of taking uh, care of our lowest lowest class person. But at the same time, this United States gets to be something that we haven't had a lot of. We are the wild west of capitalism, baby. You can do whatever you want to here. And what happens is a lot of evil. But oh, go for it. That's capitalism, baby. You know, it, it, it's a tough thing to find a balance there, right? It, it's what was I just thinking of the um oh, oh in this recovery, right? The, the, the Obama recovery, if you call it that, has had corporations making a ton of money but not doing a ton of hiring, and they're not doing a ton of wage growth either. It's you know, all the profits are getting returned back to the shareholders and distributed to the high and returned to the shareholders. By the way, you know that's the stock options that the executives uh, have. So there's an issue. In that, like, they're doing everything they can to extract every penny, and then anyone who's not in that top level is getting kind of screwed. So, I have a whole new topic. Yeah, it is. Amazon Prime delivering packages via unmanned drone. Uh, Is this, I I think I want to live in this world. I do too. I think it's a movie world. I think it's I think it's still five five or ten years away. Oh, he even admits that it's five or ten years away. Mm-hmm. And you know the worst part about it is when did that air on TV? Black Friday. Uh, Sixty minutes on Black Friday. Yeah, come on. It's like three million in free advertising. That's a- yeah, that's and you know a, what I learned on that? I didn't know that much of the internet watched 60 Minutes on Black Friday. <laughs> so I was like, I watched this. I'm like, man, what am I doing watching 60 damn minutes? And then everybody's talking like, you watched it too? You were watching 60 Minutes? I'm not that old. I wasn't watching it. I, I'm too I love old. Amazon, and I have Prime, and I think it's the best $75 a year I spend mm-hmm. other than the $8 a month I spend on Netflix. But uh, that said, man, Wait, if I, would, you, I, I can save you. I can get you a free month on Netflix. Were you aware of this? <laughs> no, give me some free Netflix. Netflix. What code do I put in? Netflix.com slash Woody. If you sign up, you'll get a free month of Netflix. Just my Amazon Prime account. <laughs> I'm going like to Netflix right now, Woody. <laughs> but Amazon Prime is awesome. I mean, I, yeah. and, and if they can start delivering it by robot, that is awesome. It's I don't know how they deliver it, as long as it's at my door. It's yeah, I think you can get there faster anyway. I, I I don't know about these drones. Yeah, you got a better plan. And yeah. then of course the the big joke that everybody makes is uh, I bet that FPS Russia guy probably knows all about this. Is it's skeet shooting with prizes now? 
Just, just way down the way. <laughs> oh, I saw that on Reddit. Your assault rifle, right? You know. Just oh, like, I saw that on Reddit. That was hilarious. They had yeah. uh. They, they've got like a picture of the Amazon Prime drone holding, you know, an Amazon package and it's like skeet shooting with prizes. And that's so true. If you saw one of those flying over your place and you were in an, you know, outside shooting skeet, that thing's coming down, right? And I mean, at the same, I mean, at the same time, you know, nobody robs UPS trucks and nobody's gonna rob an Amazon drone, I think. It's, it's different though, but. because there's not a guy in a, in a brown suit, you know, in a big truck protecting this package. It's kind of hovering sure, yeah, around. I'm sure that drone will have cameras on it though. We easily recognize you in court. Drone Wait, there's a private UPS ships? Wait, there's a private corporation flying drones with cameras and GPS over private land? <laughs> Let's start realizing the bigger all. point here. Packages in 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you realize? I, I I don't know what the top seller is. And what was the the Reddit joke? Condoms and pizza or something yeah, like condoms. that. Yeah. The uh-huh. pizza would be epic. The morning after pill. Uh, you don't need that thing fast. Who's who is that much of a lazy? Yeah, you got seventy two hours. Lazy to... I want to make sure she takes it before she leaves. Oh, yeah. Good thinking. Good thinking. You know, and as and as far as the lazy, that's me, dude. I buy so much on Amazon. I buy stuff on Amazon just because it'll actually happen. Like my mm. wife, a light bulb burns out in the hallway. I buy that on the internet using Amazon yeah. Prime because. Yeah. Let's be real here. It might be four days, five days before I go out and replace that thing. <laughs> It'll be two if I order it on the internet. I'll be honest with you. Even though I have that, that the the prime shipping or whatever, uh, the anticipation of the thing that I ordered coming to the house is one of my favorite things in the world. Like that. Like I'm just thinking when I'm thinking about that PlayStation showing up or that new game showing up, and I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till it's here. Ooh, it just feels so good. It's like Christmas morning every time I click the button. My yeah. dog food comes from Amazon. <laughs> Exactly. Amazon. Unless okay. I'm at your house, then we I get... gotta go to Dollar General at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, you're a pussy. There's so much <laughs> shit that comes to my house via Amazon that we don't even like, 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 I don't know what's coming tomorrow, but something's coming. And it's probably two <laughs> or three boxes. He's truth. I, I, the Amazon guy, he, he, he pretty much knows the deal. You yeah. know, the worst, the worst part about this is in, from like 98 to 2004, I was a shut-in. Like, I left the house like, once a week to go to Walmart, and I look back on it now, and I realize had Amazon had Prime back then, I could have just never left the house at all. Dude, I would have been awesome. Right now, all I do is work. I work and work and work. My wife will come in, open the door, put food in front of me. I just keep working. <laughs> God, can can I borrow your wife for a couple of days? Desiree, sandwiches, please. <laughs> she's awesome. Be yeah, awesome. she's one of a kind. You should see like the strawberry shortcake stuff. Oh my God, it's Woody insane. has the best wife in the world. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I, I'm gonna be in town. Honestly, I, I think I might have a run for your money because oh, uh, my wife is. I don't see no strawberry shortcake. The best. I don't see yeah, a strawberry best. shortcake. I don't see anything. All right, well, you, you need both have equally awesome wives. You need no, to see, tw- you need to see my Twitter it. feed, and I got my wife so much baking stuff. And even though we're not supposed to be eating it, and I, you know, we will occasionally we'll take a break from keto, we'll take a break from the diet. But I got her these, uh, this, uh, this cupcake. Um, uh, she loves to make cupcakes and take them, you know, the, the gaming shop and hand them out. So it makes two different flavors of cupcakes. You can make black and white cupcakes, or you can make like strawberry banana. You can, I don't know, she's gonna love it. And so I'm gonna, get, I'm getting cupcakes. Can you, <laughs> can you tell us about the weight loss thing that you're doing? The, uh, the what? There's a weight loss thing you're doing. I think yes, I will talk years. about it a little bit. It's a show that is in the, the UK. I believe it's on Channel Four. And uh, that's about as much information as I could directly give so you. So would you say I'm that you're an set. actor on a TV show? Fucking uh, acting coach? 
Uh, I guess it's a reality TV, though. So you're an actor on a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're yes. saying reality is your name in the credits. Right, and I can't wait. I should have an IMD page, IMDP page. I, so I'll right. send that, that sucker. So would you describe yourself as an international television star? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the vibe Fucking I'm nerd. getting. <laughs> oh, wow. You that can always not... go back to it and be like, you know, how many people know you? Because <laughs> motherfuckers all over the world know me. Yeah. Already. <laughs> hey, you, you remember that time you directed that play at Community Theater and like 16 people showed up? That was a good day for you, wasn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm so happy for my success. I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. And this is the life that I dreamt to live in. If you could go back and tell my 12-year-old son, a 12-year-old kid version of me that one day I would be in a hotel in New York shaking the president of Sony's Japan's hand to hugging Jack Trenton in, in meeting the guys who made Last of Us and, and I, I couldn't. Jeff Keeley recognized me off the bat. I mean, I, these people were coming up to me. I wasn't coming. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Wow, and the, sounds really I, awesome. You know, and to be on, to be here, I, again, I want to make sure you guys know how much I love talking to your audience, how much I love talking to you guys. Just my favorite people. You're my peers in this industry, and I, I adore the fact that you have any modicum of respect for the stupid shit I do. Subscribe, I'm, dude. His link is in the description. What? Yeah. What? I said yeah. subscribe. His link is in the description. YouTube.com slash boogie2988. I'll break <laughs> stuff over there. And talk about that's, that's what I you should do with those ex, that Xbox you got back there. I'd like to see Francis smash that motherfucker in some rage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they told me specifically. They're like, now Francis, this is not for smashing. And I'm like, <laughs> what I pre-ordered is, bitch, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, I can't bring myself to do it. I, I thought about it for a long time, but the reality of it is, I couldn't do that to some. Poor kid who really wants one for Christmas this year. His parents are out of work. He can't afford it. That's the same reason I didn't break down. Yeah. I I couldn't do it the 12-year-old version of me, you know? You gotta step it up. Come on. One of my favorite YouTube videos is when the 360 was just launching, and and this guy is in the front of the line. He gets it. He walks out in front of all of his comrades who've been in line forever. He holds it up above his head. I got it! They all cheer spontaneously. Then he throws it on the ground and destroys it with a sledgehammer in front of them. We had talked about doing that. Uh, me, the guys at Zombie Go Boom here in Fayetteville, um, who I've worked with before, I got to smash a zombie's head with an Xbox 360. But they asked Wait, me to Fayetteville in Fort Worth. Fayetteville, Arkansas, actually, oh, is where okay. we live. Yeah. Uh, those are both completely different. Yeah. North Carolina, both of them. But carry on. What, what is Zombie Go Boom? I'm sorry. Zombie Go Boom is a YouTube channel in which they kind of uh, fell into this groove of recreating zombie survival stuff. And they'll like take weapons from famous zombie games and zombie shows and stuff, and they'll like crack them open, like the actual realistic ballistic gel coated human skull density ceramic pieces of stuff, and and show what weapons could actually break stuff open and what couldn't. And I got to try an Xbox 360, which is a crappy weapon for the record. Yeah, yeah, um, you'd have a hard time killing a person with a 360. Yeah, it's not going to work very easily. An Xbox One though. Right, so Xbox we talk when you can break their back. Yeah, you yeah, can Xbox One even crack the pavement. You drop that son of a bitch. It looks like the VHS that I had when I was twelve. Oh, I think it's so heavy. I carried that thing for forty-five minutes on Black Friday, hoping nobody would mug me. Really, I don't even remember <laughs> how heavy it is. 
I couldn't carry that for 45 minutes. Dude, the thing literally weighs like 40 pounds in this box, like with all the stuff with it. But you know why it's so big? And I, 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 I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but they went into the design of this box concerned about overheating mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And so, if, like, if you see any of the breakdowns, like, number one, it's got a lot of room in there for a lot of airflow, which mm-hmm. is a smart decision on their part. And uh, they don't want to not want to make another two billion dollar mistake. And if you look at the cooling rack in there, it's better than the cooling rack I have in here almost. I mean, it's just it's, it's a it's a copper pipe that goes by three times with a huge fan on it. So they're just being careful. That's yeah. If they had had another Ring of Deaths uh, fiasco, man, yeah. that would have sealed their fate. That the I mean, head, that heads would have rolled. I don't understand why I can't turn it sideways because I it's it's too big for our entertainment center. Basically, the way it looks is just awful. But it's too big for it. I wanted to put mine sideways. I had a spot for it. It's hard to tell back there. But um, uh, the reason that it can't go sideways is that the disk drive wasn't built for it. So if you only use digital games, it's not an airflow thing. It is okay to run it sideways if you don't use physical media. If you do, in my opinion, they chose a cheap or the wrong disk drive. Well, the PS4 can be run sideways. It can. I have mine sideways. Or, or vertically, I think, is a better way to put it. Vertically, you can put yeah. the PS4 vertically if you want to. So I just switched the spots I intended to put them in. And I I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love the idea of going all digital, and I'd love to go all digital. When it comes to my PC, I am all digital. Uh, the problem is I'm already capping out at my data cap every month because of going all digital on Steam. You have a data so, cap? Yeah, yeah. Well, I love Cox Communications in the United States. Now, we talked about getting a business line like uh, the last time we talked about this, Woody. And the problem is the business line for Cox Communications is four times as expensive for less bandwidth per uh, second. 250 maybe? Yeah, it's about 250 I, I was like, are you people crazy? Are you people crazy? That what is the bandwidth? Gonna... What is the up and down for the business line? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but it was about 75% of what I'm getting as a residential line. Wow. Is that, that was 75 like that, megabit, though? Because if it is, it's probably a better deal. No, no, no. It was not. It was uh, 12 megabit. It's ridiculously oh, bad. Oh, okay, okay. It's just ridiculously bad. I'm basically begging for Google Fiber to show up here. Like, if Google... You're crying, or you're I crying about 12? You're crying what? about 12? 12 down, he's crying about. Yeah, what do you got over there? Five. Now? Wings loves to whip out his bad internet, dude. Wings has two lines, though. The other line's I bad. do have two lines. But, uh... I'm, the one I play on is five download point one up with a hundred and ten millisecond ping. Yeah, My computer it. line is fifteen by four with five <coughs> millisecond ping. So sorry. Well you have a four up? Yeah. That's not that bad. No. That's they not just bad at all. You could stream. It was, on it that. was eight by two, but they, they doubled the, the speeds. That's right. I had a I had a months really ago. I had a really, really refreshing conversation with a guy from Cox Communications. One night, the internet was down for the umpteenth time in a month because they were working on it. And I talked to a guy there, and I don't want to get him in any trouble. They're going to say what he said anyway. I was like, this data cap bullshit. I can't believe you guys are moving in the back wrong direction. He goes, well, you know why we're doing this, don't you? And I said, no. And he goes, a lot of people are cutting the cable cord, and a lot of people are relying on their internet to stream Netflix and other entertainment. Mm-hmm. And plus, some people are using piracy. So if we're going to maintain our profits, we need to get you to use a more expensive package. And we made the mistake of making our cable internet only thirty dollars a month when we started. So we raised it five bucks, five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. So we got up to fifty-five bucks, but people raised hell because they they see the difference on their bill. But if we put an artificial data cap in place, a soft cap that we're never going to punish you for 
We have an excuse to send you a letter every month that tells you you should upgrade to a higher level. And our highest level is $99 a month, which is about what most people are spending on cable anyway. So if the people who want digital uh, uh, digital uh, cable, uh, they can keep it. And the people who want to watch Netflix, they'll pay about the same price, and we maintain our profit margin. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe you're actually willing to say that to me. I was like, well, then why does your top-tier package have a 400-gig cap? And he goes, well, that I don't know. I'm like, okay. Mm. But, yeah, that's that's why they, that's why no, the artificial caps in, in place, so they can maintain profits. Because a $55 a month the day uh, fee ACC gives me a data cap is the day I put their phone numbers on my Twitter. Man, I, I, <laughs> those we talk about McDonald's and, and Walmart like they're the big evil corporations. The ones I hate are the ISPs. I hate those cocksuckers. Do you see South Park's take on it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I agree. They're, they're, they're absolutely evil. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I hate my ISP. I think, I think he said it best that if one the one company everybody hates is their phone company. That yeah, I was I was gonna go there too. Right? It's Fucking like there's two, two industries where they don't seem to care about their customers. If people felt about Pepsi the way they felt about AT and T or Verizon, Pepsi would be all hands on deck, emergency. We have to do something. But you know, Time Warner and and Verizon and Comcast are like whatevs. You'll still be here. And yeah. it's the monopoly. You gotta well, have my shit, and I got it. I got the crack for you. Is, companies like that, you know, Verizon could, or, or or Time Warner could could change its name or something and leave the same towers, and it would you'd never even know it. You don't know who you're mad at because it's not a product you can hold in your hands. It's a service. Yeah. What do you do? That's Bitcoin. that's capitalism. When capitalism gets to enjoy its wild west days, that's yeah. what they do. I want my town to create its own internet. Uh, they won't do it because they're cheap. Yeah, I was hoping uh, eventually Walmart will decide that uh, Northwest Arkansas needs access to high-speed internet, one gigabit, and maybe they'll push for it. And if they I'm ever do, for, I'm more realistically, I'm hoping for a law to be passed that requires people to have a the require a minimum bandwidth. I uh, one of my neighbors, I, I I haven't looked into if it's profitable or not, but this is what he did. He went to all of the internet providers in the area. And uh, he he bought as much internet as he could, and then he put up towers, and he basically made an enormous Wi-Fi tower, and he sells receivers that you can put on your house to receive his Wi-Fi signal, and he's wow. pumping out internet from his house from a, I don't know how tall this tower is, but you can see it from miles, hmm. and he's he's pumping out a super Wi-Fi signal over there. He I don't know he's got two massive lines coming from different directions. I don't know if that's profitable or how that works, but it's ridiculous. Maybe he's a break-even corporation. Maybe he just wants to screw the man. Maybe he just gets awesome internet and he breaks even. Yeah. This guy's a farmer, business. though. Hmm. He's a what? He makes a money farmer. He's got to make money. Yeah. Farmer, best scam ever. <laughs> <laughs> These chickens literally shit eggs, and I sell them for money. <laughs> Corn grows from dirt, and I sell you- it for money. Well, now, what do you mean? Now, let me ask you. Let me get this straight. Now, you all going to cut me a check, yes, to grow corn, yes. And then after I use that money to grow the corn, you're going to give me money to sell the corn, yes. And then I'll just get a check for being a farmer, too, yes. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> you're talking I'm going to grow corn. Some, there's a, a skit I saw it somewhere on YouTube, and the guy was like, this is the – this is the scam. Let me tell you about it. And he's like, you know, these cows, 
You just you, you get milk from their titties and you sell it for money. It's the greatest gig <laughs> in the world. And you know, he's describing farming as this like you know, plants come from dirt and then you sell it for money. He's like, you know, he's got like a roll of cash. Like, I got green cash right here. <laughs> All these chickens are literally made of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I know farmers who are like that, though, who are like generational farmers. And so, you know, the farm is paid for and like most of the equipment's paid for. And those guys make millions of dollars. Like, they have hundreds and hundreds of acres worth of corn, wheat, and, you know, different crops. And it's con- they're professional farmers. It's not like some old guy on a tractor who's just, you know, making ends meet. Like, these guys have, have turned farming into a profession. They are, you know, it's it's like two brothers and, and, and both of their sons, and they work it relentlessly, and they have millions and millions in just equipment and tens of millions in property, and God knows what, what, what they're making. Subsidies help, too. Subsidies help, too. And for the people who are watching out there, by the way, if you've got a plot of land, if your family owns land, you know, you can grow your own vegetables this summer, by the way. They taste a lot better than the crap you're getting at whatever store you're going to. And uh, they're free. They come out of the ground. They just literally spawn out of dirt. Grow some freaking vegetables. Also, eat vegetables. <laughs> also, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but I like the Monsanto gen- genetically engineered corn. He just called me a fatty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monsanto um, is one of the e- most evil corporations out oh, there as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They they're not evil. I'll so, tell you why so, they're not evil. Uh, because they're feeding 7 billion people. Do you have any idea how unstatistically likely that we would ever feed 7 billion people is? Mm-hmm. And we are just a hair away. We're about a billion people away from not being able to feed everybody. If there wasn't for genetically modified crops, we would not be able to feed people. Yes, we all eat crap, but that's keeping us alive, the fact that we choose to eat crap. If we all demanded a grass-fed beef, guess what? A lot of people are going to starve. I don't know about that because they say that if Americans just did – they said that Americans throw enough food off of their plates away to, you know – to, to, to balance that, to feed that the whole world could be fed, but we're just wasteful. Monsanto does some nasty shit, though. Monsanto will – so they have these genetically engineered corn seeds, right? And if you want to grow their corn, you have to get the corn seeds from them. Or is, is it corn? Help me, Lefty. Is it what's what, what crop is it they do this to? Corn. Right. It's corn. It's, it's corn. Yeah. And, and so basically, they will not allow you to grow your corn from their seed and then keep some of the seed to replant. That's illegal. You can't do that because they own that seed and that's a Monsanto seed. Well, what they do on top of that is there are farmers in a region who just don't use the Monsanto seeds. But what has happened because of the natural pollination? Their crops get pollinated by Monsanto corn. So now they're liable if they, you know, try to keep their seeds. They're stealing from Monsanto, apparently. Monsanto sues them. Yeah, Monsanto sues them. And Mm -hmm. Monsanto is an enormous corporation with, you know, uh, I I won't say that, with expensive lawyers. And so, and fighting against them is virtually impossible. You just lose your farm. What were you well, going I, to say? Oh, <laughs> was it going to be Jewish lawyers? No, certainly not. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, Kyle, I stand corrected. That is an excellent They're point, They're evil sir. as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then who was the, who's the Supreme Court justice that refused to recuse uh, or recluse himself? No. Recuse. 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 Damn it. Because re- there's recluse and there were right. He refused to recuse himself because he argued he was lead counsel for Monsanto, 
and when Monsanto was being heard in front of, I believe that it was the Supreme Court, he said, no, there's no con- conflict of interest here. Not at all. Is it? It's not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's a dude. All right, let's look Scalia? at the Supreme Yes, I believe that's it. No, uh, Supreme. Let's, I just want to look this up. Monsanto's products are cool, though. Like, for example, Monsanto corn, you can spray Monsanto's product Roundup all over it, and it won't kill it. But if you know what Roundup is, if you've ever bought it from, like, you know, Walmart or something, it kills everything. Like, it's what you use to kill the brush and the weeds away from your house. It's it's what you use to, to you know, wipe but the earth clean. it doesn't kill corn? It doesn't kill their corn. That's amazing. Dude. Clarence Thomas. Mm. That was him. said, no, there's no conflict of interest here that I represented Monsanto, and now I'm <laughs> judging their case. No, not at all. I will not recuse myself. Who wants to talk Bitcoins? Bitch. I don't know anything about it. Did you see that the guy... I'll talk Bitcoins. Before you get to it, I saw that a guy, like, I guess it was... Seven and a half million dollar hard drive? Oh, God, I saw that. I thought it was four million, but maybe it was four million pounds. I'm not sure. Go on. I, I saw that story, but I also saw where the guy held up a sign at like a, a you know, an ESPN um, thing, you know, where he's in the background in the crowd, and it said "Send me," and then the symbol for bitcoins, and then it had that, it had one of those things that you can scan with your phone, mm-hmm. um, you know, it had one of those on it. Someone he got sent, I don't know, 17 bitcoins or something, 20 bitcoins maybe, like it was like twenty four thousand dollars is what it came to. Oh wow. Like randomly, because he held up that sign at a at, at a game. I guess maybe people didn't know the value of bitcoins and just sent them. Like, yeah, I got a bitcoin. Sure, he can have it. Hmm. Dude, it, bitcoins. For people who don't know, here's the deal: Bitcoin is a new currency. You create bitcoins by what they call mining, and usually this is using a graphics card or an ASICs card to solve an algorithm, and then you get the bitcoin out of it. The algorithm gets progressively tougher, so it's more and more expensive to mine. It takes more electricity, more powerful processors, etc. And um, uh, in the end, you you get there's a limited supply of these bitcoins. It's almost like going back to the gold standard because it's more and more difficult to get these things out of the ether. I don't know what you say. You know, they're more difficult to create a bitcoin. Whether a bitcoin has any value is uh, of debate. You know, you could argue that our current currency has no value. It's not backed by gold. It's not backed by anything. It only has value because other people are willing to trade it for stuff. The same is true of Bitcoins. Bitcoins only have value because other people are willing to give you real stuff for Bitcoins. I just read recently someone bought a Lamborghini with a Bitcoin. That's kind of a big deal. You know, so so Bitcoins and you can exchange them for cash. But how much cash is up for debate? So. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, Bitcoins were just hovering along, doing their thing, growing, but whatever. And they were kind of neat because they were easy to get back in the day, and um, it was free money. Then the algorithm became tricky enough that it was really difficult to mine them, and but their appreciation was amazing. They went from I'm gonna I'm looking at a chart where it's hard to read, but I'm gonna say they went from like forty dollars to two hundred dollars in a month or so, mm-hmm. and that was incredible. And then it crashed back down to like. 60 or something hummed along at 100 150 for the longest time and you're like look at that you know it's kind of on its path to recovery from april to november 
sometime in November, it skyrocketed. It skyrocketed. And don't forget, a year ago, these things were like 10 bucks. A few days ago, they were at like 1200 bucks. That is a, oh, we have Francis again. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that is a gigantic increase. And they've gone from $1,200 back down to seven something. So it's mm-hmm. almost dropped down in half. It looks like a huge bubble has popped in the Bitcoin world. But it looked like that in April too. So what do we think? I th- first of all, I think the the math behind it is really cool. I wish I was able to understand it. Mm. That's like that to me. That's cool. The, it's cryptographic in some way. It's like the solving the algorithm changes the algorithm to make it harder. Uh, I have a master's degree in engineering. I've seen some shit in my day. I do not understand the Bitcoin algorithm. I don't even begin to understand parts of it. It's really, really yeah. It's, uh, by the way, I'm not. I'm not because it's so simple. Like I'm clueless. Like I, I, you're, you're teaching me things as you go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. But I think the thing that we because the argument I did a video about this and the the question is is Bitcoin quote real? Is it a real currency? And I guess. You know, you can split hairs if you want or not. I mean, because you could say, well, is it a currency or is it a money? What is a currency? Anything that exchanged for other things of value is, I guess, technically a currency, even if it's just local. But um, I think one of the main differences, because a lot of people say, well, why is it Bitcoin? Bitcoin should be excited everywhere, blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the thing. The While, or, or you know, well, the... United States currency isn't backed by anything. Bitcoin isn't backed by anything. So stop saying that, that the Bitcoin not being backed by anything isn't is, is is makes it illegitimate. But well, first of all, you know, there's kind of the United States to secure the the, the U.S. dollar. That's like a thing. And when I go to a bank and I deposit money into it, up to 150 or a quarter million dollars now. Quarter million. The, now. Yeah. the FDIC, the federal government, insures that bank account. Insures it. Says you have you will have this. Uh, you know, of course, if you spend it, goes away. But if, it, if outside of your control, if the bank gets robbed or whatever, you're still entitled to that money. We will give it to you because we print the damn money. Now, um, the thing I think what what people don't or what I, I guess the conclusion that I like to draw is that Bitcoin isn't money. It's a currency in the fact that you know defined currency. It's exchanged for things of value. Okay, it's a currency. But it's not money, because money is a medium of exchange, and Bitcoin isn't a medium of exchange. It's it's not widely accepted enough. You cannot express. Some guy just bought a Lamborghini for with it. Right, but what you, what did you Only do? Only one. Only what did one you do today? It. What did I do today? What did you do? You worked on your Minecraft channel. I or Minecraft. Up, I worked server. on my Minecraft server. We we you know made some improvements to Spleef. The scoreboard's all fixed now. Mm-hmm. I went to lunch with Jackie. I came back and worked at it until PK. Okay. How many bitcoins was that worth? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. When you worked at Cisco, how how long, how many how many hours did you work a, a day at Cisco? Uh, or you were salaried? How eight to ten? How did you express your work in bitcoins? The idea of a medium of exchange is that you know it, it takes us away from the barter system. It's like well you know I do I remodel your kitchen and you've got oh well here's four chickens and a cow. It's like well <laughs> I don't need four chickens and a cow. I I want something of value and so that's the whole that's the, the reason point money, of the money right. And so I. 
Bitcoin isn't that. It's not that yet, and I don't think it really is, because the only time I've seen Bitcoin, and this is the other issue I've had with it, the only reason I've seen Bitcoin is people talking about how much it's worth in other money. Is that people say, oh, you should care about Bitcoin. Well, why? Because it's worth $1,000. Oh? Well, shouldn't I be worried about, or shouldn't I care about what a Bitcoin can buy and not what it's worth in another currency? It seems to me that it's it's a lot of people are, in, in my imaginary threshold, and completely arbitrary threshold, too many people are using it as a means to get other currency in order, in order for Bitcoin to be considered any, like, a legitimate money system. A, it's a, a hard thing to wrap your head around with, with, with something like that. I saw an interesting post on Reddit the other day, and it, it basically went like this. It was, if I own a gold mine, and I know, I can tell you without a doubt how much gold is in that mine before it is mined, do I really have to mine it? If you think about it, no, you don't. You could just say, I've got 800 pounds of gold. It will cost $100,000 to mine. Therefore, this mine is worth X amount of money. Who needs to take it out of the ground? What are you going to do? Slap a gold bar down on the table somewhere? Just sell the rights to the mine and it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point, I guess. I uh, I don't know. Oh, that guy that bought the Lamborghini. Did he just get it for half price? It's so volatile. You know, I have a Bitcoin strategy. I'm going to break even on it, guaranteed. Yeah. I'm not buying it. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it's one of those things. It, it's, you know, there it's, it's time a, machine material. It's like, if only I knew. There's a I remember, I remember somebody in 2010 telling me, <clears throat> or I think it might have been later than that, but in that neighborhood, that I should be mining bitcoins. And I'm like, I don't know, you know what you're talking about. That sounds like a scam. You're an idiot. Man, if only we had done it. Dude, there's a company right now that wants to give me parts to build a PC. And I'll make a PC building video. I'll teach people about the company and, and maybe something about putting together a PC. And it should be good for everybody. I was thinking maybe I'll do like some four-way SLI. I don't think it's called SLI. Crossfire uh, Bitcoin mining machine. Mm, I like that. Mm. But isn't there something you've got to you've got to work out? Like it's to the point now where people have to work out um, what how much they're burning in electricity, like how much the electricity actually costs to run it. And they've got to do the math on that. And be like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm able to to make serious money on bitcoins. Yeah, that, Did you do that, Woody? There's uh, websites that help you with it. Ah. I go solar power with this. <laughs> Woody's hooking up a bike. There we go. It's perfect. Wings. We're gonna get you a bike. Wings, Wings is gonna Bitcoin mine with an electrical electrical. Generator. Right, he's gonna. We're gonna. We're, you are going to oh, create the electricity. Idea. I didn't like this idea when Kyle pitched it to me. It was a great idea. It still is. Kyle wanted me to hook a monitor up. So, and the only way I could play Ghost was to keep that monitor powered and bike power. Yeah, that way you know, because if you if you hook the generator up to your Xbox, your internet connection, anything like that, and as soon as you stop pedaling, the game's over. But if you disconnect to the monitor, game keeps going. Your your ability to play just decreases because you know, I like that idea a whole that's lot. That's a good plan. That's, that's a good plan to your bad ass to do it. It's easy to do. His, his <laughs> first rebuttal was, oh, I bet that's hard to do. We'd have to be engineers. I was like, Google exercise machine generator. <laughs> I, I bet a thousand people have done it. And they have. You, if you Google, like, you know, exercise machine power generator. How hard do you generator. have to work to power a monitor? I'm afraid it's a, not a sustainable level of effort. I bet it is. I bet you I, – I, hmm. You could uh, I'm just going to throw around electrical terms. Capacitor, resistor, voltage. Transistor. Current. That's there 50 million transistors. 
I, you I just maybe feel like have... you got to be Lance Armstrong. To what if you had a battery? I, I bet you could balance it out, and maybe you could have a battery that ran to the, the monitor, and your job was to keep the battery at a high enough voltage that, that it could continue to sustain. There would be some way to make it work. I bet it could be done. There's an EE out there that's probably watching this video that's like, oh, I've already drawn it up on a napkin. Here you go. Here's a perfect way to exactly. do it. I, I'm telling you, if you Google it, it's right about, there. You've done it. EE, draw it up on the napkin, build it, and send it to me, and I'll do videos on it. <laughs> I will, I'll tell you, I did see this is fat guy. I am not that smart. This is fat guy mentality for you. But uh, The other day I saw <clears throat> on the Diablo 3 subreddit a guy who had set up a treadmill in front of his computer desk, and that's how he played Diablo 3. And he said he lost 40 pounds playing Diablo 3. And the, my immediate thought was, man, he had to play Diablo 3. That's a lot harder than my oh. regular exercise. <laughs> I'm Could so sorry, Souls. dude. And what's that ridiculously hard game that doesn't look like fun at all? Is it Dark, Dark Souls? Dark Souls. Oh, my God. I, so, wait, I got a question for Boogie. Boogie, yeah. did you watch the boot camp videos? I did. I, I, I caught about half of them, roughly. I watched you make a supporting video of Wings early on in the boot camp process. Absolutely. How did you feel at the end of the boot camp process? Um, I have not seen the end of the boot camp process, and it was actually very really surprising to know that uh, Wings was home at this point. I did not fully well, understand that. Until... Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, how much did you end up losing Wings? In total, at all? Yeah. Like I've gained That's... a little bit back. Okay, but that's I don't know. I don't understand why I'm gaming it back, but I have. Um, I left Kyle's house at like four oh four point eight. Yeah. I'm currently sitting at four eleven point four, I think. So your total loss was. I mean, at the end of the boot camp, my total loss was right around forty pounds. Okay, you lost ten percent of your body weight. That is a tremendous feat, and that is amazing. And I know a lot of people are hating on you for this or that or the other. I've got caught a lot of the slack, and I've been a little too busy to keep up with as much of it as I'd like. But the bottom line is you lost 10% of your overall body weight. Yeah, I, I, I did a Facebook post on it where I'm like, I was feeling down because I put back, I went back up to 410. And I want to take a lot of that is I'm not drinking enough water and I was intaking too much sodium because I haven't really been cheating. You can you can you can say I'm lying all you want. I have it. I mean, I've, I've been eating so I've been eating like Morningstar stuff, and I've been eating soup, and that's pretty much all I've been eating. What's Morningstar? It's a vegetarian burger kind of thing. Like instead of having a well, chicken patty, you have a chicken pea patty. And it's got a lot of sodium in it, and soup's it's got, got, it's got, got five hundred twenty milligrams of sodium per patty. And I didn't realize that when I was eating it, but I've cut those out completely. Um, <clears throat> my microwave burned up too. That's another reason I had to stop. I guess that's a sign. But what I've well, been doing, what I've been doing now is I've been, I've been trying to uh, make. I've been cutting fresh chicken to make sandwiches with instead of using you know, like prepackaged uh, chickpea patties. And um, tomorrow I'm going to go get the stuff to start making my own soup. I'm going to start with a chicken and rice soup and make enough to go through the entire week and see if that helps. And if if the new eating arrangement works better. I should be going back down and wait because my goal at the end of December is to be under 400. Well, stay active because that is an advantage of me. Of, of yeah, sweating is, sweating is one of the reasons. <clears throat> I went back up yep. to 415. I did. But I'm back down to 411 now, and this yep. has been a period of three days. <clears throat> and uh, I think a lot of that is because after I hit 415 and I start feeling bad, I'm like, I got to sweat. Yep. I need to sweat. Yep. And, I, and that, that, that is my, my whole workout goal is to get that sweat going. It isn't how long I'm doing it. It isn't how many reps. It's that I sweat 
for a good solid five or ten minutes. And it's it's less about what you eat and about how much you eat, though choosing to eat low-calorie density foods is important. And at the end of the day, you know, you you learned this in boot camp, and you should know it by heart by now, but for the people who are listening who don't know, I've been studying nutrition for the past couple of years, and in that period of time, here's what I learned. There are a lot of things that complicate it, and what the, the food that you eat is important, but it all still comes down to this. Less calories in, more calories out. And if you stay active and eat lower calorie density foods, you're going to be fine. So you don't ever have to give me an excuse. You don't ever have to give me a reason. You don't ever have to tell me what you're doing. Just promise me at the end of the day, when you add up, when you go to MyFitnessPal and you add up the calories you took in that day, it's going to be less than you put out, and or it's going to be less than you put out, and you're going to be fine. The thing, the thing here, God, I forgot what I was about to say. Soups, Morningstar, calories in, calories out. Weekly. God, you're so good at that. Weight loss. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I, I? I completely forgot. Well, just know I love you, brother, and I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of you for proving that it can be done. I got a video which I'm going to be doing tomorrow, which a lot of people think I've completely given up on the diet and stuff because I'm not doing every video on it. But, like, I scored a $4,000 elliptical the other day. Nice. And I want to hook it up and see if it actually works because it's kind of a story. I was looking on Craigslist for workout equipment because I wanted I wanted an elliptical to start working out on. And I haven't got the Indiegogo money yet, so I was going to come out of pocket with it and just like just ho- hopefully it comes through and get reimbursed. And I looked, and there's a guy's like elliptical free heavy. That's all the shit said. No pictures, uh-huh. nothing. And I had a phone number, so I'm like, all right, let's call and see what it looks like. Because I was expecting a you know a pile of dung. You know who gives an elliptical away? Mm-hmm. I get to this man's house. The first tip has me when he goes, well, I live in Queens Harbor. Queens Harbor. For those of you who don't know, Queens Harbor is in Surfside Beach, and it's notoriously known for being a rich person neighborhood. It's, it's the houses that you see like Arvander Holyfield and Travis Tritt, you know, those kind of houses. He's, you know, 52,000 square feet of yard houses. I don't know. Big, big houses with, like, lights in front of them. So I get to this man's house. He, he opens up this door, and there's this big, big fucking elliptical machine. It, it's not a new one. It looks like an older one, like from like the 2000s. But it, when it was new, it was probably four grand back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And it, apparently, his wife had cheated on him, and he was giving all her shit away. Nice. <laughs> She'd be like, "Does she have an Xbox?" <laughs> so you, you took it, right? That, that's I'm not joking. He, he, I, I didn't even ask him if it was legitimate. I packed that. He helped me get it into the truck. It weighs probably somewhere net on 300 pounds. And uh, I have it outside under the shed right now because I can't put it in the shed because it's too big. Is it in the rain? Like it's, I have a carport. Okay. So it's not getting rained on, but it's in the elements. Yeah, oh, so yeah. you're working out outside. You're with nature. And I also have a punching bag, which I secured from a friend. I'm, and I'm, i i got to get the wood to hang it. Oh, Jeremy's coming out there, huh? Mm-hmm. but um yeah i'm trying to get into it and i have the i have a couple personal trainers lined up to interview and uh hopefully that work out and also my buddy jerron which is apparently he's got really big since i last seen him he's mr universe now and he's willing to help me on the days i don't have the personal trainer wait so we get really big get really strong well when i met jerron i worked with him at mech last and he was about 110 pounds soaking wet 
He's this little skinny black dude. Uh-huh. I met him again at Walmart last week, and he's probably 250 pounds now of muscle. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like roids. That's a hell of a transformation. <laughs> Maybe he can help you out. <laughs> I, I asked him. I told him what I was doing. I told him what happened, and I'm like, you know, I need somebody there to motivate me. He's like, come by the gym with me. We'll go to the gym together. That's yeah, somebody cool. somebody said, they're like, you need to give Wings some motivation. I'm like, dude, if me and Wings were in the same room, we would be at Wings stop by the end of the hour. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, you, I'm glad that you got some healthy friends that want to keep you healthy and keep on the right mm-hmm. track because – I know what it's like when you get two people with it eating. Dude, you should have you know. seen my house when I first came back home. I made a video about it. There was like 12 cases of drink in the refrigerator. There was three packs of sugar. There was three pitchers of sweet tea. Yeah, there were three pounds of sugar in your fridge. I, <laughs> what was that about? Was that like preparing for the holidays? Well, or like... in South Carolina, we have these things called sugar ants. And uh, if you leave sugar out, they get in it. So you got to freeze it because they don't like cold. So... Okay, so so you don't keep it in the cabinet so the ants don't get to it. But why three pounds of sugar? Because I personally only own one pound at a time. Well, yeah. we drink a lot of sweet tea in this house. Okay. And you decide to make it 16 gallons in once. <laughs> no, we make three. To swim, anywhere between three to six pitchers a day when I was going to my prime. Holy Christ. Wow, jeez. I'm from the South. Okay, we love sweet tea. When, when, when I've traveled sweet the entire country. Sweet tea is clearly the superior tea. It's it, so the... By far. I've traveled the country, and there are places where they don't have it, and it's absurd. Sweet tea should be the default tea all over. It is clearly the superior tea. Delicious. Mm -hmm. But but you can't have three, four pitchers a day. Holy Christ. we got to understand, also, like, eight people are at my house at any given time. Yeah. What are they, all mainlining fucking sweet tea? (laughs) (laughs) They have IV trees of sweet tea walking around? I imagine every one of them would like one of those enormous, like, Dolly Parton collectors, like, mugs full of it. Like a... Like everybody's got a half gallon of sweet no, tea. No, we don't. We don't hand. really have glasses at my house. What we usually have is like the biggest drink, like plastic cup you can get from a fast food. From place. like Zaxby's. So you go to Zaxby's. Yeah, and, that, that and then you just fill that up with sweet tea and just go about your day. Of course, wow. as you do. <laughs> I miss. I'm. I miss soda. I miss like full on sugar stuff. I miss sweet tea. I miss all that stuff. I, These I, days, I, it's this. I tried to go the other day. I couldn't take it. Turn what? I tried a Coca Cola the other oh, day and yeah. I couldn't take it. I have a I have a tremendous sweet tooth. I, I'm the son of an alcoholic, and um, they say that uh, alcoholics also have a really strong sweet tooth. And I don't drink at all, but I can tell you this: I would cut a bum open and eat his insides if it tasted like a Reese's cup. I'm telling. Delicious, you. right? It's the yeah. candy. Let me it's tell you what I saw the imagery. <laughs> I looked at Walmart. Walmart had these giant. No, 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 no. I take it back. Um, um, Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel, Old Country Store. Oh. They have, they have peanut butter cups, Reese's peanut butter cups. There's two of them in a package. Each of them weighs one half pound. Yeah, that's where those are. Yeah, I saw them on Reddit. I'm going. They are. I want to go to there. Wait, where is it? Where are they sold? Cracker Barrel. Cracker. Oh, yes, I've seen those. That's half pound Reese's cups. I I have not I have not eaten dinner today. So like literally right now, and no matter what it is, I would eat it. I would eat Wings's face right now. <laughs> you know what I tried to buy or thought about buying the um ever see the cereal where they take everything out but it's only the marshmallows? Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> do you know how much that costs? Me. 
It's like no. 70 bucks a box or something ridiculous wow. on Amazon. Actually, I saw um, a cheaper version on, God, where was it? Why was it my Christmas like shop? A bag of marshmallows. I picked the marshmallows. That, the my thing is this. The marshmallows they put in cereal are disgusting. Who's wanting that? You know, what, you know why you're off on that? Tell me. Everything you just said is off. The marshmallows Dude. they put in cereal are glorious. Yeah. The more the merrier. I have always felt they were just disgusting. I don't I understand like... what the other parts of the cereal are for. They're just the filler. <laughs> They're just the like – I don't know. Like Raisin Bran. Everyone loves the raisins in the Raisin Bran. If you have a scoop without raisins in it, it sucks. Uh, toasted almond nut, whatever that cereal is called. Banana little ra- Crunch. Little raisin-covered uh, – almond-covered raisins are the things to get. In the marshmallow series, it's really all about the marshmallows. Uh-uh. That's the thing. I, when I, I was never a, liked those. Like Lucky Charms, I won't touch them. When I was growing up, you know, we ate a lot of cereal in my house because we're poor. I think it's pretty common. And uh, so uh, Captain Crunch was one of my favorites. And then they had Captain Crunch with berries for a while. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, oh, this is best. The berries are the best. And then they made Oops All Berries, and I went to fat kid heaven. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God! I was like... And I, I think they have that now, and it doesn't taste the same. Like, I had bought a box of it, like, five years ago. And I was like, ah, but whatever. With the year that Oops All Berries happened, I don't know how old I was. I don't care. I was the happiest fat kid you've ever seen. I was walking around the house. Mm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite cereal. Oh, so Cinnamon Toast Crunch is good. It's good. I, like I mean, that. at the end of it, you're left with a delicious milk drink. I like you tricks. Know, you want to know how I'm turning 40, though? I think how I'm turning 40. My favorite cereal is frosted mini wheats because it helps me poop. <laughs> I love frosted mini wheats because they're delicious. I've got a box of them in the in the kitchen right now. They're my favorites. They taste delicious, but at the same time, I'm like, honey, could you grab me a box of the frosted mini wheats? I need my fiber. Huh. I like them. I like I'm frosted mini wheats too, but I consider one of the downsides to be that they help me poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need any help, quite frankly. I, I never yes, have really. I yeah, do well, that on my own. The day I have a disgusting story for you, if you want to hear. This is awful. I've heard worse. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So and I does it end with your uh, your grandmother fingering your butthole to break up a poop <laughs> lodge the wrong way in your anus? It's not exactly that. But All it's right, close. you're good to go. Okay, so I got sick um, when I, I I have that lymphedema in my legs. Mm-hmm. And it makes it very difficult to walk and a lot of other issues. But one of the main issues is that I get frequent infections in my legs. And now that I'm uh, borderline diabetic, they're more and more frequent. Well, when I was turned around 29, 30, I ended up getting one of those illnesses. And I was unconscious. I, I, I went septic. And so I was unconscious in bed for two and a half days before my roommate finally got me to the hospital. And uh, so I end, up at the, I end up at the hospital, and I had not pooped in all that time. And so when I finally, they brought me out of the stupor and they get antibiotics into me and I'm starting to recover. And it was like two or three days of that. And then my body said, hey, boss, I know we've almost died and everything. We should talk about something. I'm like, what is it, body? Is it, are you hungry? Are you tired? And it's like, well, we really haven't pooped in a week and it's time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And so I kind of feel, I can start feeling that sensation coming back. My body's like, finally, we're going to poop, boss. We're finally going to poop. I'm like, yeah. So You're I go. constipated. Yes, it's absolutely constipated. So I went to the bathroom and I spent two hours on that bathroom and eventually I like rang the buzzer for like nurses help after two hours and I'm like, maybe I can get a stool softener, maybe I can get, I don't know. And I explained it to her and she's like, yeah, we don't really do that. I'm like, well, you don't, 
help? You can't give me a stool sauna? It's like, yeah, we really can't do that. You're kind of on your own here. And, like, I think maybe she thought I wanted her to, like, reach back there and pull it out or something. I don't know what the hell she thought. But I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm sitting there for another hour, and eventually I push and push and push and push and push until eventually it startlingly finally starts to come out. Anyway, I ripped my sphincter, <laughs> and I gave myself what is known as an anal fissure. I have those. Yeah. I have one right now from Kyle's house. I'm so sorry. I had nothing to do with that. It took... <laughs> it's it, all Jeremy. It took three <laughs> years for that to heal, by the way. It doesn't yeah. heal. Yeah. It doesn't it, well, help. mine did. I promise you it did. You'll, re- you'll retear it very easily. I retore mine at Kyle's house um, God, doing squats. That. That so was the wait, worst. Doing the squats gives you anal fissures? No, it tore my butthole again. That's what it's <laughs> called, an anal fissure. Mm. Yeah. I, so, I originally tore my butthole when I was constipated in that situation with my grandmother. That's when I first ripped it. But if you do something where you put a lot of stress on it, it re-tears very easily in the same spot. So is it incredibly painful or what? Not really. It, it, when you first start to poop, it kind of feels like there's a piece of glass in it. Yep. And then as soon as it goes by that, it's it's fine. Once it gets warmed up, and it stings, and you have to be, you have <laughs> to stay stings. super clean back there. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta really wipe your ass every yeah. every time. If you leave stuff there, it can get infected, mm. or it can get, it stings. Right. Well, mm. have you ever seen that South Park episode where there's like the poop contest? Mm-hmm. I could have yes. won that. I could have won that. <laughs> I like. I have no. I have never seen anything like it in my life. But How it, many Keurigs was it? <laughs> right. Exactly. Look, I, are you trying to tell me that the hospital wouldn't give you an enema if you asked for it? I, 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 they, my hospital was completely shitty to me, and I was so mad about it. My my uh, roommate uh, was worried about me, so he's like, "Could I bring anything in?" And I'm like, "Sure." And they're like, uh, I, "I'm like, whatever you think I, I could use." So he brought in. Um, I didn't have a laptop, anything at the time, but he brought in this portable DVD player, and which he bought for the express purpose, and he brought in um, some f- Hawaiian fruit punch, light, the zero calorie stuff, right? And uh, or like ten calories per serving, I think is actually what it is. And so he brings that in because he knows that I don't really like diet soda, and I'm not going to ask them for real soda, and they're not going to bring it to me anyway. And so I'm like, this is a good alternative. It's all I ever drank at the time. And uh, so this doctor comes in. And she's like, Mr. Williams, do you want to live? And I'm like, yeah. Like, is are you, is is that like an option for today? Are you going to kill me? Or <laughs> And she's like, no, sir, you need to start taking your health serious. And I'm like, that's why I'm in the hospital. Right? <laughs> I'm taking it pretty fucking serious. It showed up when I was dying because I like the not dying part best. <laughs> and she's like, well, then what is this? What is this beverage here next to you? And I'm like, well, it's zero. It's zero calories. Um, I could show you the label, and she's like, "No, Mr. Williams, I don't want to see the label. I don't care about that. You know you should." I'm like, "But my nutritionist that I talked to like 45 minutes ago said it's okay." And she goes, "You just don't care about yourself, do you?" And I'm like, "I guess not. I don't know. I thought I did. I, why are you, you being a bitch?" Nice. <laughs> and so she, like, she just lectured me for the next 45 minutes about how I was fat and how I shouldn't be fat and how I couldn't possibly ever live a normal life and how I was a piece of shit and how I was just like, you should get shot in the face or whatever. I don't know. I stopped listening at a certain point where I became so depressed that I became like, kind of you move to the left so I can watch the TV while you talk to me? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, and you're going to get diabetes. I'm like, yeah, I know. She's like, you're going to lose your feet. I'm like, I know, honey. I have a fucking mental disorder. 
could you cut me some slack right now? And I don't know. I don't know what the hell they thought was going to happen. And uh, it was the worst case. Of, but so anyway, uh, you know what I ate for dinner that night? I had a friend bring me a hamburger. Because I was so depressed and so pissed off that that happened, uh, I had a friend bring in outside food. I eat what Burger King. Do it. Oh, Whopper? Yeah, it was Whopper. My friend had worked at uh, Burger King. He was going to come and see me that night anyway, so he brought me see, a couple of Whoppers. I was about to say single Whopper or double Whopper. Was, My mouth was, is literally watering now. It was two single Whoppers. Uh, um, I, like the, I like the double Whopper. We're having turkey burgers in our house tonight. For Kyle is, so out, by the way. It is Whopper. <laughs> is it a whopper? It's a whopper. Whopper whips it out. It's a whopper. One of my favorite things to do now on Twitch is to mispronounce things. So I like to say sword a lot because it really pisses people off. <laughs> so I'm going to whop him in the face with my sword. <laughs> Who makes the best fast food burger? Hardee's. Hardee's is turned pretty bland actually now. Five dollar $5 burger is pretty good. I don't like the pickles they switched Best to. Best one I ever had was the Angus burger. Who makes that? Hardy's. That's Hardee's. Hardee's. Oh, but it's actually been like fifteen years since. Yeah, it went downhill. Out. They started cutting corners. Yeah, they 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 came out with it like I don't know, maybe five years ago, and they were delicious. And no, then... it was longer than that. It was before my revenge based vegetarian thing. Oh, it was a long time ago. Hmm. My wife, my wife makes a good burger, so I just ask for them at home now. Five Guys is the best, but I don't think that's fast food. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, I want to go to Five Guys right now. Let's fucking leave. The fries. I don't the think fries. I've ever had Whoa. Five Guys. Oh, I had What is wrong with you? I didn't get the burger, though. I, I think I got chicken, and I didn't like Did, the fries. The sweet potato fries? Not for that, me. Oh, I didn't know they had sweet potato fries. There. Gregory Brothers does the uh, you know the, the remixes. They remix that the damn, damn good guys that does the food yeah. reviews. And if it wasn't for his uh, Five Guys video, I would have never tried Five Guys. But after him freaking out at Five Guys, it's like, I have to go. I know exactly the video. Yeah. fries are like sex. Like, they're better than sex, at least the way I do it. Yeah. <laughs> they're almost as good as the way I do it. <laughs> I'm to out, is he bad at sex or really good at fries? <laughs> really fucking good at fries, man. I, fries are my favorite food. Uh, and if I've got ketchup, then it's definitely my favorite food. So like, yeah. I, I gotta they, admit, sex is much better after dropping 40 pounds. Uh, did you did you bang that chick from last week? Oh yeah, I got it a couple times. A couple times. <laughs> I gotta tell so, you, you know, looking at you, man, I can see the weight difference too. Whether you look good. Oh, I you look good now, give me way. five months. Yeah, good man. Um, I like it. So so let's talk about the girl then. Yes. What about her? If you'd like. All right. So um so last time we spoke to you, you had went on a date with her. You you met at Target. Went back to her house. Then you went to the pottery barn, did a bit of shopping, and that was the that was the end of the story. What has yeah. transpired since then? I've helped her move some shit, and uh, I got to move some shit. So, so you went up to her house and you helped her move some furniture, and then you fucked her. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's happened on a couple occasions. One time I had to go pick a dresser up for her, and then we had sex, and then she fixed me something to eat, and then uh, the second time I picked up an entertainment center for her. We had she sex. Has- she has a a furniture mover fetish. I think so. I, I, I'm I'm on the same page as you. I was trying to dissect this and 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 analyze it. It's it's almost like she's like has you come over, move some heavy stuff, and she's like getting wet as she sees it. She's just like, can you? Well, she has to help you generally because she has this one problem which I've talked to her about. I'm like, when you buy stuff off Craigslist, there's a, there's a, there's a certain things you need to ask them. One, are they willing to help me move them? <laughs> Two, 
how heavy is the object? <laughs> Three, are they on the third floor? Because <laughs> I had an ordeal just yesterday. I moved a uh, entertainment center, and not a it's not one of those particle board entertainment centers. It was an oak entertainment center. Oh God! So this thing weighed probably about seventy pounds. So you've already went to sh- full sugar daddy mode. No, I haven't bought this shit. <laughs> it, it sounds to me like 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 now, now. Don't get me wrong. You're you're having sex, and and there's not much I won't do to have sex. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not knocking what you're doing here. I'm just saying. So how's like that you... sugar? I'm not buying these things. I'm just willing to move them. Like how I have many, a truck. How many things have would you say you've moved? Two. Oh really? Okay, okay. I wonder if I could get in on this, right? Like hypothetically single Woody. If I put on like a pair of overalls and a white box truck, would she be like, God, look at that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a mover. <laughs> it's like rearranging yeah, the day with that entertainment center dude. Like the guy I went to, he lived on the third floor. He had a 70-pound entertainment center that looked like it housed like a 27-inch tube TV. I'm like, oh. How do you have it? strength for sex after this? Are you I kidding me? I can carry a 27-inch tube TV. I wonder if I would have just like walked by on the sidewalk there at home with a 27-inch tube TV in my arms. And she'd be like, look at him moving things. <laughs> well, regardless, I had to take this thing down six flights of steps because there's, there's only three stories, but each story six went down to like two steps. different Good flights. Lord. She'll leave a trail like a snail. Uh, I bet you could operate a set of hand trucks. Oh, Woody, why don't you come over to my place and rearrange my living room and then rearrange my vagina? For no particular reason, I pull hand trucks around. Yeah. The furniture straps. You've never moved something for somebody? Like That's like part of owning a truck. Hey, can you help me move? Yeah, no. I I've done that. <laughs> I, see, I don't like that stuff. I don't. People will, people will ask me, like, hey, so you've got that truck. You mind if... Like, no, no, that's, it's, that's not what this is, no. I put a cover on my truck for a couple different reasons, but one of them, when I was putting it on, I was like, nobody can fuck with me anymore and want me to move their shit. I I move some stuff for people, usually not entire homes, right? My truck's not that big. People do it's a it's a Tacoma, which is a smaller truck, and it has a toolbox in the back. But I've moved um uh what is the foosball tables, uh pool tables, stuff like that I've helped move. Um what was I gonna say? Oh but what I like, right? If you ask me to move your foosball table, it's an act of kindness because we're friends. If you ask me to unstuck your truck you know, I'm getting as much out of that as you are. That's my that's my jam right there. Are you in a deep mud hole? Is your shit upside down? Because I love it when your shit's upside down. I'll flip that over for you. We'll hook up the oh, winch. Yeah. I, I'm with Woody on this. Like I'm, I've never encountered an upside down cab, but I know how to fix it. Oh, I absolutely. I've got the chain. I. I've taken upside down trucks. I don't want to exaggerate, but I'll say like 20, 25 times. Like I've done it a lot. And, uh, and I can get it undone. Minimal damage. We got you hooked up. I, uh, you know, it, I, I see strangers on the side of the road, like who've been in a car accident. I'm just like itching. Like I wonder if they need to get unstuck. <laughs> you know, but there's a tow truck on scene soon, but yeah, I, I try, you know, dude, if there's snow here and all the, you know, the cars are like sliding off the road. People like me, we're, we're not helping you. That's it's for me. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Remember when that? Remember when that guy flipped that truck in Arkansas? Yes, I do. That was hilarious. I do. Yep, yep. 
the, what oh, what was the thing? Oh, oh, I, I used to be involved in a four by four club here. And when it snowed, like hospital workers and stuff couldn't get to the hospital. So the four by four club would volunteer their services and be like taxi. Oh, I'm sorry about the net noise. Uh, taxi drivers during snowstorms for emergency workers. And, uh, you know, the four by fours, like it wasn't just an act of kindness. You know, there was a whole lot of payoff for them driving around in the snow, feeling like a big shot. There's no such thing as a truly altruistic act, as it said. Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, it, you always get at least a feeling of satisfaction mm-hmm. in return. Speaking of car uh, truck wrecks in Arkansas, I once got a piece of mail from my it was my roommate's 401k statement. Who gives a shit? And uh, it uh, it came in a special envelope, and inside it was burnt to the point that you could barely read the address. Like it was. 40-50% burnt to a crisp. And inside the the it was like in a clear envelope. On the outside of the envelope it said, "Dear uh postal customer, we are sorry, but your mail was damaged during an accident on this road in which the postal worker died. But we did our best to bring as much of your mail that was on that vehicle to you today." And it was just my roommate's burnt statement. And all I can think is I'm sitting here holding this thing. I'm like, Dude died. Yeah. Like, like, this has got the charred remains of a guy on it. And why did you mail this to me? Like, what <laughs> depressing... Like, I, I, the only thing I could figure, they had to know that was worthless. It's a 401k statement. It's not like there's a check in it. They had to know. They're like, I think the people at the post office like, I think I'm going to make a bunch of people feel like shit today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a dedication I, to delivering mail. You know what freaks yeah. me out? Ever see pictures of people right before death? Like, yeah, that's a weird thing. To, like I, I saw a guy. He was in China, and I think he was trying to either jump a skateboard or a BMX bike over the Great Wall of China. So picture a giant skateboard ramp-looking thing, and one half of it would look like a J, and then there was like a receiving half on the other side that looked like a downward incline. So he went down the ramp. Up the J, he was going to clear the Great Wall of China. Then on the other side, it would sort of receive him, and he would land there. Well, it didn't work out. And I, it's like the internet was flooded with pictures of this guy in midair, still fine. And, and something about the picture was haunting. It was like, what is he thinking right now? Is he thinking, oh my gosh, this isn't going like I expected it to? Does he even know yet? Is he aware? Does he think like, all right, I just need to stick this landing and it'll all be over? It, did he think like, I totally didn't want to do this. I got on top top of this jump and, and it was just peer pressure and cameras and lights that made me go. Pictures of people right before their death are spooky. Yeah, it's it's a creepy thing. I'm trying to think of other examples. Remember a while back when that lady was on the wing of that stunt plane that crashed at the air show? Mm-hmm. There was a there was an image of her like in the wreckage like some freeze frame of like her you know like I don't know if she was alive or dead at that point but it was just like oh that's fucked Come up. In. Every time there's a stunt show plane I'm crash, you, you totally didn't mute it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. Uh, every time there's a um a plane like stunt show crash. They always brand the pilot as a hero. This guy can crash his plane into the crowd, and they're like, "Ah, oh, 
He could have been so much worse. This guy was a no. He was a bad pilot. He killed thirty people. He, dude, the results, the scores posted. Death. That's that's not good flying. Yeah, that's that's shitty flying. If you had pulled like a a Denzel Washington and done like a three sixty and a seven forty seven and saved mm-hmm. everybody, that would have been cool. That would have been a good pilot. Well, he didn't save everybody. He killed two people. Died. It was more than that, wasn't it? It was two stewardess that died in that plane crash and didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch the movie quite. That's why he does. They, they because he was drunk and. Don't high spoil that movie for me, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you know? Um, did you know that if a plane worse. is about to go down, um, it's actually uh, a policy to not tell the people on the plane that they're about to die, because they feel that it's better. I've heard this rumor. I don't know if it's 100 percent true, but they feel that it's better that they have peace till their death. Uh, rather than have them panic. What about the ship falling down with the oxygen masks and stuff? Well, that that's a whole other story altogether. But if they if the, they know that there's nothing that they can do, they'll literally let like we're going to die. There's nothing we can do. And if there is a, an emergency, they will only let you know at the last minute, the very last second that they can let you know. And so, it, chances are, if you fly a lot, you've been on a plane where the uh, the uh, airline pilots were crapping themselves because something was wrong, and you never knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably because they're all trained. But I, as I understand it, like they work, they try everything. Like they are always trying to make that plane fly, and an engine falls off, and then they've got avionics problems. They're they're trying to, like the uh, the the Hudson River guy, the guy that the pilot that landed, and he's a hero and stuff. And I was kind of like, well, they're trained to do that, but they're trained to do that. They're like, if you spot calm waters and, like, you can't put your landing gear down and you don't have the fuel or the whatever to make it to the thing, which is just like, oh, my God. Well, you might be able to land it in a river if your plane is small. Did you know he was a trainer? A a trainer? He trained people to do that? Yeah, exactly. He was, like, the perfect guy. Like, if you could Mm. pick a person to put in that emergency situation, he was the one you want. He was, like, the emergency trainer person. Yeah. And it... People praised him for, like, his split-second judgment. Like, you know, hey, we got an airport right here. You can go. He's like, no time. I'm putting it in the river. And I'm like, that was a hasty decision. I wonder if he was right. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. died, so, he'd like, not a single person died, right? I don't think so, no. Yeah. I guess it was fine then, right? But yeah, if but... even one person that gets really hurt or dies, you're like, eh, I wonder if he should have considered the airport option a little more carefully. But who knows? But he didn't have engines, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they glide. Okay. So, so he had, he decided that he didn't have enough altitude, speed, whatever it is that planes use to glide, and uh, put it in the river. Crazy. Let's, Flying uh, and landing a plane is incredibly fucking complicated, I guess. <laughs> if you ever did it in GTA 4, that's just complicated. I, I, hate, I hate flying in that game. I've flown, I've flown single engine plane, a single engine plane, it's, and it's not that hard. But I think a big plane like that, there's so many switches in that motherfucker. I don't even know what they're all for. I bet that's really, I bet it's really hard when you're. I like hope they do. I yeah, I hope they, they do. <laughs> I think yeah. I get to a point where they're like, yeah, I know where most of these do. Kyle, did you watch House of Cards on Netflix? I have not seen a single episode. Oh my god. I didn't see that. Hey Woody, I hate to do this to you, man. Oh. Um, but I've got to, I got to bounce. I got to wrap. Okay. I, uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on again. I'm sorry to cut you guys a little short. I just uh, had some stuff I got to get taken care of before bedtime, and I hope you guys understand. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love you guys. Thanks for having me here, as always. 
And uh, you guys have a good one. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thanks, Thanks for coming, thanks on, for coming on, Boogie. Well, bye, guys. Bye, Boogie. <laughs> I like I like Boogie. Yeah, Boogie's, Boogie's good. He's good Boogie's people. Boogie's good people. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, there people. it is. Boogie's um, one to eat hobo's guts if they taste it like cupcakes. In, are we four or three? We are four. We're four. Four hours. We started at 930. 1030, 1130, 1130, 1130, 1130, 1130. Oh, we are four hours in. Yeah, I got a timer here going on my little uh, recording thing. I have my math wrong. Yeah. I Anyway, the House of Cards comes on February 14th. It is right there with Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. Shit. It's got Kevin Spacey in it, man. You got to say good guess. No, I I love Kevin Spacey. I like him a lot. Dude, it's it's more dramatic, and there's more stuff that happens. That's what I like. In in Game of Thrones, it seems like I can go an episode or two, and it's like, did they really advance the plot line that much? In House of Cards, shit's cooking. I, I really enjoyed that show, and it comes back February 14th, Netflix. I'll probably watch an episode of it uh, after we get off here, then, just to check it out. Yeah, dude, watch the um, the, the, the of course the first season's still on there. It's the second season that comes out mm-hmm. on February 14th, and uh, I'm psyched for it. It's like, and they binge, you can binge watch it. So when Netflix releases yeah. something, they're not doing it week by week. They just they unleash all the seasons and. It's. I'm looking. I'm psyched for it. It's good. Have you Have you seen Elysium? That movie with um, Matt Damon in the future. No. It's actually really good. It's It's in a future where all the rich people are living up on a space station orbiting the Earth. And oh, uh, the last movie you recommended was Gravity, and it was just okay. My oh well, fuck it. you. You got bad. <laughs> oh, you got bad taste. Bad taste. <laughs> that movie Come on, was look at the ordinary. reviews on Gravity. Dude, look at the reviews on Gravity. Is it worth watching? What'd you say, Wings? It's robotic for me. Woody Woody is the man that said anything in black and white is not worth watching. Oh my gosh, I don't think I said that. I don't remember him saying that. That's not necessarily true either. I did. I watched Doctor Strange. What I said said is that movies, and I liked Lifeboat, but I said that movies got better. Movies have improved. And that, you know, what used to pass for great is no longer so great anymore. That we are living in a golden age of movies that is pushing the boundaries and getting better and better all the time. That's what I say. It's, it's almost Hobbit time. That's what it's almost time for. Hobbit time? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Hobbit. That's a good one. That I'm, There's a 100% chance I'm seeing that. If I'm alive when that movie comes out, I will check it out. I, I totally, totally watch it. I just saw Hunger Games 2. That was good, whatever it's called. I can't believe you didn't. You thought Gravity was ordinary. Like, 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 are there any movie ranking scales that you respect? Yeah, I do. I like Rotten Tomatoes, but and, and I know how well it did there. I just, I don't even get what was so great about it. Oh man, you didn't watch it in 3D, did you? No. I, it, I, I, I genuinely believe this is a movie that needs to be seen in 3D. I've heard that it did 3D super well, and it was one of the first times it wasn't just like a gimmick. And then mm-hmm. it really added to it. My that knock scene, on 3D is I really appreciate a sharp picture, and usually you don't get that. It in I watched it in IMAX 3D, and there's a couple of scenes that utilized it really well. So if you remember, there's lot. I'm not going to give any spoilers here, but there's lots of um, stuff flying around in space, lots of shrapnel, mm-hmm. and there's also um, a scene where she's trying to one of the characters is trying to grab a bunch of ropes from that mm-hmm, parachute. Mm-hmm. Those are like in your face flapping, like like, and and it's it. You're just like God, grab one. It's right there because it's it to you. It's like inches mm-hmm. away. It seems like, and when that 
when those pieces of uh, debris are, you know, going 20,000 miles an hour through space and they're whipping around and they, you know, fucking shit up, it's really cool in 3D. Maybe I missed out then. You know, 3D has been amazing for the longest time. Like, I go to Disney and these are like, honey, I shrunk the kids, honey, I blew up the kids, things like that at, at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Did amazing things with 3D. People would be reaching out in the crowd, like trying to touch it. And then I go to a 3D movie, and they just do subtle things, like that person's somewhat in front of that other person. Like yeah. push the boundary sometimes, guys. Dude, I remember IMAX coming out, and I, and they had this 3D thing, and you fell off a building, and you actually put your hands in front of you, try to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how gravity was for me. I, I I think I told the story on the on the show, but there was a guy sitting maybe two two seats to my left, and when those ropes were like flapping around and you know getting thrown everywhere, and she was trying to grab them, and they had that three D effect, he literally was reaching out trying to grab the ropes. It was a it was a good movie. I can't I, stand three D movies. They give me headaches. For mm. subtle effects, they don't make they don't really add that much to the movie in my opinion, unless they're good. Like I want to see the fish swimming by my head. That's one of my favorite things to do is to go and uh, and and watch a 3D movie in IMAX. Even if it's a mindless action movie, I, I just like I like the gigantic screen. We watched uh, Star Trek for in IMAX, didn't we? Uh, I think we did. It was really I good. I think it was 3D. It, it may have been 3D. I don't remember. I don't remember the 3D being a, a big deal. It is for me because I got glasses and you got to put them over your glasses and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You ever try contacts? I have, and I don't like them, mainly because I'm too lazy for them. Yeah, they do require a lot of. Mm-hmm. You got to take them out. You got to clean them, and they hurt to put back in if you don't get it right on the first try. Yeah, I've. Uh, I think I tried. I remember like when I was in like ninth or tenth grade, like those color contacts started like hitting gas station shelves. And everybody was playing with those. And I remember, like, putting some, like, blue contacts in and thinking, like, this feels horrible. Who would want this? <laughs> well, if you don't get around the first try, your eye gets irritated and it hurts and you red. And, well. Yeah. well, your eyes get used to it and you get used to putting them in. I wear contacts. So. Yeah. Are you guys ready to wrap it? I think yep. so. Let's go to bed four hours. Very good. All right. Good show, everybody. Yep. Good night, guys. Peace.